Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Hello everybody and welcome along to our first race of the IMSA Pilots Challenge season for 2022. It is the BMW M Endurance Challenge at Daytona. There are two four-hour races again this season. This is the first. The second has moved to our exciting new event and venue at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in September. That will be the Saturday night feature race. And already people getting excited about that. We haven't even started the season yet. This is a little more traditional. This is where we tend to start the Michelin Pilot Challenge season. The cars are all lined up down on the pit lane. Their tails are actually towards us on the fifth floor, overlooking the tri-oval. Nick Damon and Shea Adam down, soaking up the atmosphere down on pit lane. Good afternoon, Shea. Good afternoon, John, and good afternoon to the pole-sitting car. It is LA Honda World for the TCR category, car number 37. This one is the one with the red and white accents. And for Ryan Eversley and Matt Pombo, it started off a little bit rough during the Roar Week. Didn't get quite as much running as you wanted, Ryan. I'll start off with you because you were standing on the wall watching your teammate taking a car that had previously been injured to the fastest time we've seen at Daytona. What was that like? I honestly didn't think we had pole speed. Um, some of the laps we saw in, in, the, in the second practice session were really big, and we've only worked on race pace, like literally didn't even try to do qualifying pace. And Matt's just as fast as anybody, you know. He's a superstar, but we were thinking long-term. It's a four-hour race at Daytona. It's a really long time to be flat out in these cars around here, and they just increased the BOP field-wide. So it's like these engines are at the most they've ever been put through. So, I mean, I don't know if that's good yet, but sure is fun. Um, but yeah, it was it was kind of surprising. He got a draft off one of the other guys right at that last lap, and that gave us a difference. But I think if you look, it's like the top four, are like a tenth apart or something. So uh, hopefully we can settle in, do like we did at Road Atlanta last year. We were really dominant, and uh, just settle in for the year. All we want to do is try to get a championship. Winning Daytona is awesome, but winning a championship is a big deal, and so that's what we're going for. And this is a full season effort for LA Honda World. Now, yesterday I met your team owner, Mario. Tell me a little bit about the background with this team and the ownership and the family environment that's going on here. Yeah, Mario Bundo has been such a great owner to work for. I mean, he's like, he's in the, he's in every meeting, he's on the calls, but not in an unproductive way. You know, he lets us do our thing, but he's given everybody on this team the, whatever they need to win and do well. And what I love about him is he uses a lot of the dealers from his LA Honda World dealership in Los Angeles to come out. If you're a good, if you're doing a great job in the dealer as like a, as a bonus, you get to come and work on the race car, which is kind of, kind of funny. If you've been working in racing a lot of it's like, it's a bonus, it's more work, but no, it's really great because a lot of these guys are, their day-to-day is changing the oil and spark plugs on Hondas. This is an easy deal for them, you know? So as long as we keep it clean, they're going to have a fun weekend. But he's been so great. He races in the other series and touring car, and he's been work- working his way up as a driver himself. But 
he came to me and said, I want to put you and Matt Pomba together for the season. And I was like, where do I sign? Because that's a great opportunity. So can't thank him enough. And then HPD for supporting the whole thing. And, of course, Honda and everybody back at the factory. So we're going to go try to make him proud today. Really great shot for a full season championship. So thank you, Mario Bundo, the team owner of LA Honda World, for bringing a championship contender back to the Michelin Pilot Challenge grade. Well, that's the TCR pole sitter. Down at the other end of the grid is my cohort for this race, Nick Damon, who is with the GS pole sitter. Who is Steve McAleer, who's just about to uh, suit up in the uh, 28, the Porsche Cayman GT4. Um, well, you're right part of the field, didn't you? Right here at the, uh, the front of the, uh, the field. But uh, there's a snarling pack behind you. Oh, yeah, there's no question. There's a bunch of good cars here, a bunch of good guys right behind me. Um, four hours is a long time. I'm going to try my hardest to lead the race. I'm certainly not going to make it easy for these two Mustangs behind me. Um, but I also won't put myself at risk. And, uh, you know, our goal is to be there on hour three and four. And uh, if we're in the mix at the end, then uh, we, can, we can see if we can pull this off again. How, how different are the team tactics for this RS1 team here for a four-hour race compared to a two-hour race? It is different. The biggest thing for us, and I'm sure a lot of the other manufacturers, is the fuel consumption. You know, we're a first race of the year, four hours. Um, we get a little bit less fuel uh, than we did last year. So uh, if the race goes green the whole time, unfortunately, it might take us out the running. We may need to do an additional stop. But, uh, you know, we can't think of that. We've got our own program together. We're going to run as best as we can. Uh, you know, Eric, my teammate, has been fantastic all weekend. He'll jump in in the middle. And then I'll jump in at the end and finish the race off. So what is the uh, the full tank runtime or the single stint runtime for these things? Uh, it's a good question. I mean, we're looking at it could be somewhere between 46 and 49 minutes, which is uh, certainly not ideal. Um, we definitely have the lowest fuel capacity out of all the, all the other manufacturers. Um, so it might be a fuel-saving race as well. Again, if these two cars get around me at the start or, uh, you know, I find that they have more pace than me, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see me quite happy to just to sit in second or third and, uh, and get a tow around the racetrack, save some fuel. Best luck and uh, enjoy the fuel-saving effort. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> we come back to Daytona International Speedway to a place that means a lot to Cameron Lawrence. It's been a good place for you winning championships over the past years, but now it's a place for you to start off a championship contending season. GS this year, 95 Turner Motorsport BMW. That's a big number to represent. Are there any butterflies in your stomach at all? Yeah, there's a ton of excitement. Um, you know, there's always the pressure. We're here to perform and compete, so that's always there, and that's what we live for. But, but definitely carrying a big number on our back uh, with a team like Turner and these, you know, brand new M4 GT4s. So we're all super excited. But you know, I'm super grateful for the opportunity. I have an awesome teammate, Robert McGinnis. So I mean, it's really more like a party. I'm just ready to get it started. How have you both been adapting to this new M4? Because it is a lot to learn. Yeah, and our first laps in the car, we're here at the Roar. So uh, there's a bit to learn with the car, but honestly, I think BMW did an amazing job. We had some small teething issues to kind of work through, but honestly, there were simple fixes and really reasonable and easy to get our heads wrapped around. So now that we've worked through those issues, you know, we're pretty, we're very happy with the car. So uh, it hasn't taken us that long to get up to speed. You know, we're just kind of dealing with the hand that we were dealt by IMSA, but it is what it is, and we'll work through that all season, and we'll just keep our head down. Okay, but this is the BMW M Endurance Challenge, so it's got to be one of the two Turner cars that wins it, right? Ideally, yeah. I mean, that would be fantastic. Uh, it is uh, something, you know, that we've been trying to remind IMSA, but, you know, obviously we're just all playing games and try to figure out who's fast where. So we would love to win this uh, BMW Endurance Challenge 100%, but, you know, we'll try. We're going to give it our best, but uh, we'll just see where we end up. Good luck. Thank you. Back up, back up at the other end of the grid, the other, the other grid, in fact, in many ways, with the second place qualifier. It's Luca Mars in the 59 Core Motorsports uh, Ford Mustang. Now, the interesting thing is, now, you know, 
Ford Mustangs, big thumping V8s, but apparently fuel consumption might be the ace in the sleeve you have. Yeah, definitely uh, keeping the car, uh, not go- not pushing too hard at the beginning, saving the tires and fuel. So just saving the car in general. So when you're there at the end, the last 15 minutes, you can push the car when you need to. And yeah, considering fuel is going to be crucial in this race, especially uh, extending the stop time, uh, making it so your t- team spends less time in the pits fueling the car. And it's just the, car- the Mustangs have been so fast here, and I'm excited to see how they did plan out today. Is it a case really where, we, where is what do you quite like actually is a couple of yellow flags um, just to make it a bit easier to work things out? Uh, some yellow flags every once in a while kind of help, but uh, I honestly like, like the green flag race and I like to keep it going. But the yellow flags, if you're in a you're in a bad spot, sometimes the cautions can always help you out. But I'm I like I just like the green race and just going out there pounding laps away and because the yellow flag kind of brings everyone back together and the green flag kind of lets you get away and give you some separation from the other guys around you. We're talking a lot about fuel. The other important consumable is tyres. It's a warm day. The sun's beating down the track. Are you concerned about tyre performance? Uh, no, we get some sets to go through this race, so I'm not too concerned. Uh, we've done a great job working with this car on the tyre, uh, tire, uh, how they manage over a race, and I think we've got the car set up pretty dialed in, so the tyres, when it starts to fall off, the car will still be there for us. Great stuff. Best of luck. Thank you. Carl Whitmer, I have to talk to you on the grid because you're too nervous when Victor's in the car, and I hear it's the exact same way around when you've got him in the car, and it's just a big family down here at VGRT. Great run last year, couple of wins, but Daytona, that would be difference, wouldn't it? Absolutely. We're trying to build momentum off our, our finishing positions last year, of course, and uh, you know the goal is long, long-term championship points and being consistent. These guys at VGRT have taken me in as one of theirs, which I'm super thankful for, and HPD has been incredible with all their support, so I'm really looking for, uh, forward to Daytona. First time here, actually. So I'm trying to channel my inner snowbird. <laughs> okay, but your brothers won this race, the, yeah. the 24-hour version of it. So yeah. for you, it's got to be a little bit better to finally be here, right? Yeah, it's been awesome. I mean, I've been a, a spectator to my brothers all these years. And the first time I was here, I was 15 and actually met Lee here for the first time, which is cool. So we've come full circle and now uh, we're about the race's product. So I'm pretty pumped. We're hearing that there will be as many as four pit stops for TCR. That's a long day for your crew, but it's going to be a lot of driving for you too, isn't it? Um, so strategy might, might differ team to team. We're looking at a three stop and uh, put me in at the end at an hour and a half. So a little bit different. I know Victor is extremely good at taking care of the car and the equipment. So I'm just going to do and, and I'm going to close. I'm going to try and close as best as I can. And I'm racing against the best of the best in North America. So the, kudos to these guys and can't wait to battle. Good luck, Carl. Thanks, Jay. Back up in the GS uh, front of the group with the third place qualifiers, the uh, 42. And that is uh, the PF Racing Mustang. And it's... Uh, Harrison uh, Burton. Uh, Harrison, you and your teammates say, well, you're more used to going round and round rather than round and, and the other direction and back again. But you've put in a fantastic performance for a bit of uh, circuit racing. Yeah, it's been fun. You know, we, we get to do our fair share of road course stuff on the NASCAR side as well. So we kind of have some background in it, uh, which helps us. And, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Completely different car from what we're normally in. There's a lot. This thing really just drives a lot better than what we drive. So it's been cool to get after it and, and try and learn it. And uh, it's been fast. So we're having fun. But you see, the interesting thing is you've got, you know, not only are you now doing circuit racing, but you're doing endurance circuit racing. You're sharing, you know, sharing the car with another driver. Have you done that before? You've done endurance circuit racing? Yeah, I did it once last year with my, uh, my friend Austin Sendrick as well. Uh, ran this race, and that's been it. So driver swaps and all that, completely new and, and uh, something we've had to work on for sure. A lot of the, the, the more experienced uh, regulars here are talking about fuel. They're talking about tyres. I mean, is it something you're kind of avoiding slightly? Yeah, I mean, a little bit, right? We're, we're trying to be smart about uh, conserving our brakes for the long haul here. I mean, it's a fairly long race. Our cup races are normally this long. So fortunately for us, we're able to kind of take that experience and uh, move it on into this race. All right, so thank you very much indeed. 
Uh, we'll hear more from Nick Damon and Shea Adam in a few moments' time. It's a big field. So for the first time this season, Jeremy Shaw alongside me is going to take a deep breath and run through from back to front. It is the first Michelin Pilots Challenge race of 2023. And Rob Lomas is going to hit the button and play that famous piece of music. The BMW M Endurance Challenge at Daytona, round one of the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge for 2023. We've got 46 cars in the race, 32 in the GS category, 14 in TCR, a total of 12 different manufacturers. Let's start at the back of the grid. It'll be Preston Brown in number 10, Rockwell Autosport Development Audi RS3 LMS. Alongside him is Jacob Diley, car number 70, the Diley Motorsports Hyundai Elantra N TCR. The second of the Rockwell Autosport Development Audi RS3s will be started by Eric Rockwell. That's car number 15 in the 44th position. Alongside him, defending two-time series champion in car number one for Brian Herder Autosport with Kermit Agajanian. Another Hyundai Elantra, Elantra NTCR is Taylor Hagler. Alongside her is Cabot Bigham, making his debut in this championship. His third, first road race in four years. Car number 74, that's the second of the Daily Motorsports Hyundais. On the inside of row 21, Gavin Ernstone, the number 61 Road Shagger Racing Audi RS3. Ahead of him on the grid are two Honda Civic TCRs. For the LA Honda World Racing Team, car number 73 is Will Talley, who won this race a couple of years ago. Alongside him, Victor Gonzalez from Puerto Rico in car number 99 for his own racing team, Victor Gonzalez Racing Team. A pair of Brian Herder Autosport with Kerb Agajani and Hyundai Elantras will start together on row 19. That's Mason Philippi in car number 98 and Harry Gottsacker in car number 33. They shared a car last year, so that's going to be interesting to see in the first couple of laps. Uh, the 36th position is Chad Gilsinger. That's car number 89, the Hart Honda Civic FK7 TCR. Alongside uh, a winner here a couple of years ago, is uh, Chris Miller in car number 17, the Unitronic JDC Miller Motorsports Audi RS3 LMS TCR, brand new car. The front row of the grid in TCR, car number 5, is Tim Lewis Jr. for KMW Motorsports with TMR Engineering. That's the lone Alfa Romeo Giulietta Veloce TCR, but on the pole position for LA Honda World Racing, another Honda Civic, car number 37 is Matt Pombo. Moving on to the GS field, row 16 on the outside after an engine change after qualifying is car number 9, one of two automatic racing Aston Martin Vantage GT4s. That's Jim Johnson, alongside him having had problems in qualifying. Car number 43, the Stephen Cameron racing BMW M4 GT4, that is Sean Quinlan. Row 15, Henry O'Hara. 17-year-old from New York City, making his debut for Crucial Motorsports in a brand-new McLaren Artura GT4. That's car number 58. Alongside the second automatic racing Aston Martin, Ramin Abdul-Vahabi in car number 09. Row 14, Ted Giovannis in one of two Team TGM Aston Martin Vantage GT4s. That team switching across from Porsche from last season. That's car number 64. Alongside him is Stephen Vider in car number 79, the NV Autosport Ford Mustang GT4. Row 13, Vin Barletta, one of two Turner Motorsport BMW M4 GT4s. That's car number 96. And the lone Chevrolet Camaro for Rebel Rock Racing, car number 71, is Frank Depew. 
Tom Collingwood will start car number 83, the BGB Motorsports Porsche 718 GT4 for a 24th position. That car was quickest in the warm-up this morning. Alongside a similar car for NOLA Sport, car number 47 is Adam Adelson. From Orlando, Florida, making his debut in this championship in car number 26 for fast track racing, another BMW M4, is Garrett Adams. Alongside Anthony McIntosh in car number 23 for JTR Motorsports Engineering, a Mercedes AMG GT4. Two similar cars will be on row 10 of the grid. For Marilla Racing in car number 56 is Jeff Mosing. And alongside him for Lone Star Racing, car number 27, Anton Diaz Pereira. Row 9, uh, Todd Coleman in the Archangel Motorsports Aston Martin Vantage GT4. Alongside the similar car for accelerating performance, car number 44 from uh, Miami, Florida, Moise Uretsky. Row 8, Alfredo Nadri. From the Dominican Republic in car number 14, that's the Ave Motorsports Toyota GR Supra GT4 Evo, another brand new car. Uh, and alongside him for Windward Racing is Bryce Ward in car number 57, that's a Mercedes-AMG GT4. Row 7, Hugh Plum, the second of the Team TGM Aston Martins in car number 46. Alongside Chris Wilson in car number 11, the Will Sports Mercedes-AMG GT4. Row 6, is J- uh, Jensen Altsman in car number 13, another debutant for McCombie McAleer Racing with Aerosport, a Ford Mustang GT4. Alongside the second turn of Motorsport BMW, car number 95, is Robert McGinnis. Jesse Lazar will start car number 69, that's the Motorsports in Action McLaren Artura GT4 in uh, the 10th position. Alongside him, John Branham. Car number 29 for TR3 Racing, another Aston Martin. And he is the best of the qualified uh, Bronze Cup cars. There's four of them in this field. Haley Deegan uh, will start car number 41, the PF Racing Ford Mustang GT4 from the 8th position. Alongside John Capestro de Betts in car number 25, the Auto, Ra- Auto Technic Racing BMW M4. Row 3 on the outside, Aston Martin Vantage GT4. Yet another deputant for van der Stur Racing in car number 19 from Colorado is Wyatt Brikacek. And alongside, Sean McAllister, car number 39, the car barn with Peregrine Racing, Porsche 718 GT4 RS CS. Row 2, Kenny Marillo, car number 72, the Marillo Racing Mercedes AMG. Alongside the second of the PF Racing Ford Mustang GT4s, car number 42 is Zane Smith. The NASCAR Camping World Truck Series champion from last season, making his debut in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. Onto the front row of the grid, the youngest driver in the field, Luca Mars in car number 59, the core motorsports Ford Mustang, will start second. But on the pole position, his first ever pole position, quite remarkably, because he he doesn't qualify the car very often. In car number 28 for RS1, Orlando-based, a Porsche 718 GT4 RS is the Scotsman on the pole position, Stephen McAleer. Uh, that is your grid, Jeremy Shaw. Go and take a lie down in a darkened room <laughs> after uh, that. Well, great to have so many cars on the grid, but it does mean Jeremy has to work very hard indeed to go through them all. At IMSA Radio, if you'd like to get in touch with us, the crowd that was on the grid a few moments ago has miraculously disappeared. Shea and Nick uh, down on the grid at the moment. We've got... Uh, about a, a couple of minutes before we switch on the TV feed as well and go live in sound and vision. About perfect conditions, Nick Damon, I would say, for this afternoon. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. The uh, track is, is looking clean and pristine. 
And uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a very nice day, a bit grippy. They may find it gets a little bit warm, um, more for the car than the drivers. It's still not super hot. There's uh, plenty of airflow. But yeah, my, my expectation is everyone's going to thoroughly enjoy this one. Uh, and Sheer Adam, 50 minutes, five all minutes at the front of the field. That doesn't divide easily into the <laughs> two hours and uh, into the 240-minute window. Uh, IMSA are quite clever with driver times as well, aren't they? They really are. They have done it so that you may drive... 40 minutes, 40 minutes is your minimum drive time. Does not matter if you have two drivers, three drivers, you have to hit that 40 minute time for all participants within the car. So we're going to see pit stops. Yes, pit stops are plenty. Four, I'm hearing as many as for the TCR teams. A couple of them are going to try and stretch that fuel tank. We've seen them stretch fuel in the past. John hasn't exactly gone well, but we are going to see a lot of pit stops today, not due to drive time which is the unusual thing, but I bet you we still get some visitors at that 40-minute mark. That's Shea Adam down in the pit lane. Welcome to those of you here at Daytona International Speedway. Uh, we are just coming to the end of our countdown to green here on IMSA Radio. You join us on the PA and on 107.9 FM. Shea Adam, Nick Damon down in the pit lane. Up on the fifth floor, Jeremy Shaw and me, John Hindhoff, for the uh, first round of the 2023 IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge. It is the BMW M Endurance Challenge at Daytona. At IMSA Radio, if you'd like to get in touch with us. Uh, the car's rolling a little earlier, I think, than uh, might have been expected. Two two formation laps, Jeremy, for, for this, I think it is. Uh, we're about to go live uh, with sound and vision. And so if you are here at the track or you're listening on the uh, radio, audio-only version uh, of our broadcast, if you're outside of the US, you've got friends abroad, tell them that they can tune in and watch and listen. IMSAradio.com, IMSA.tv, they'll get the pictures from the track and our trackside sound as well. Huge crowd on hand here. It's going to be an absolute cracker. And for the first suppose for the first race of the season, everyone starts from the same point. So trying to pick out any kind of favourites at the moment is possibly a little bit of guesswork. The pit lane is empty. We're ready to go racing. Coming up next, it's the BMW M Endurance Challenge at Daytona for the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge. And it's live on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. What a fabulous afternoon. Clear blue skies, Lake Lloyd just glistening with sunshine and reflection. A busy infield with RVs and camping. All the fun of the fair for 2023 and the BMW M Endurance Challenge at Daytona is going to get us underway. Welcome if you're just joining us around the world with the World Feed video stream. It is IMSA Radio from Trackside and the fifth floor. We're just inland from Daytona Beach itself where motor racing started in these parts. Three and a half miles, 12 corners, 
a rich, a rich history of endurance racing. The four corners of the speedway are very well known. The nuances of the infield section, particularly going down into turn one, the international horseshoe at turn three, and coming up back onto the speedway at turn six have been causing some problems. The wind is blowing straight behind the cars as they go into turn one. And these cars are, are not perhaps as aerodynamically sensitive as uh, some of the prototypes we'll see later in the weekend, but they are aero cars. It's Jeremy Shaw and John Hindoff on the fifth floor and down on the pit lane. Shay Adam and Nick Damon. Nick at the uh, GS end of things. Uh, has been keeping an eye on what's been going this weekend. What can we expect to see? And where are the storylines, Nick, and GS? Well, the storylines is a lot around this fantastic field and the variance in chassis, because that variance in chassis means variance in the result, and it goes variance in performance, uh, both tyres, fuel, air, and everything else. Early on during the, the last 10 days, it seemed that the... Uh, there's certainly an advantage for the Mustangs and the Mercedes, but suddenly we have a, a Porsche Cayman on pole. But, you know, when you look past, there's so many cars going. There's Aston Martins, there's McLarens, there's a Toyota. Um, it's going to be a battle of the chassis. Um, one, one team to look out for, the 57 Winwood Racing, obviously had a shock yesterday with the injury to Lucas Hour in practice for the WeatherTech race. Um, but they're racing on, as, as race teams do, in his honour for a great result. Gaudichet. We have four manufacturers represented in the 2023 Michelin Pilot Challenge Series. As far as TCR is concerned, Audi, Alpha, Honda and Hyundai. And this is the one race that Hyundai has yet to claim victory at. Well, they are putting full focus towards taking the race win here. Three cars this year for Brian Herta Autosport with Kerr Bagajanian. And those three cars have very strong lineups. Two of the lineups have switched around a little bit with Mason Felipe sharing with Mark Wilkins in the number 98. We've got Harry Gottsacker and Robbie Wickens in the number 33. And then the defending champions, the number one, Taylor Hagler and Mikey Lewis, back once again in the number one. They want this race. They want it badly. John, they did a driver fitness camp earlier this week just to make sure that their drivers would be in tip-top shape. No thirds for any of those duos. They are coming into this four-hour contest with one goal, and that's to win. The first of two four-hour races, Jeremy Shaw, significantly different in terms of strategy from the quote-unquote standard two-hour races that we would normally get. And a, a really good opportunity for the teams to stretch their legs in terms of the distances and uh, knock off any rust that might have accumulated figuratively speaking <laughs> since they were racing last at Petit Le Mans last October of course. Yeah absolutely right and a lot of excitement coming into this race. One of the cars has had a late driver change uh, in car number 29 uh, John Brannan will start, still start that car that's a TR3 racing Aston Martin kind of mid actually fairly well up the order qualified the fastest of the uh, bronze cup category drivers but uh, I gather that Paul Keebler who's due to share that car with him will not be starting instead it'll be John Potter uh, who is racing of course regularly in the uh, Magnus Racing Aston Martin in the WeatherTech Series racing he'll be taking part of the Rolex 24 he was given a call this morning would you like to join John Branham in that car absolutely he said to get some more track time so John Potter having never driven a GT4 Aston Martin before uh, will drive the, the uh, middle stint most likely in that number 29 car. He'd start from the ninth position with John Brown. A very good qualifying run. So the BMW 
M3CS, which is our safety car. It's the pace car at the moment. If it comes back out, it will be the safety car. We'll peel off to the left. It's doing that now. So the field comes under the control of Stephen Magalia in the RS1 Porsche, sitting down towards the inside of the track on the low side, he's gone early the green flag is in the air, the 2023 IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge starts the BMW M Endurance Challenge at Daytona is underway, great jump away immediately by Stephen McAleer really good start from the Scotsman, it's a split start so now it's the Civics and the Alpha, actually the Alpha is not there on the front of the grid and that car has spun on the outlap out of the pit, so the Alpha out of position. The number five car for Tim Lewis right at the back of the field. Matt Pomble then leads out in the Honda at the front of the field, and all that qualifying work that was hard done, that means poor Tim Lewis is going to have to fight his way through. He's already made up three positions and now it's four positions as he heads through the kink in that black number five at the front of the field Stephen McAleer is leading the field and has done his job at the start of the race the same Cameron BMW making a move the bright red car down into turn six there as they head up onto the high banks for the first time so drama before the green flag for the Alfa Romeo Giulietta Veloce and Tim Lewis will be annoyed with himself, but he's using that anger at the moment to carve his way through the TCR field. Yeah, he won't be very happy with himself. A lot of experiences, Tim, and uh, won a bunch of races. Was very much in the in the, the championship picture last year. They finished uh, second in the championship uh, ultimately, but uh, he won lots of races. He knows how to be fast. He was looking forward to, to a good, strong run, having to, due to start on the front row. But as you say, John Heinoff, he had to go to the back, so he's got all that work to do again. But uh, the good news is he's got four hours to do it. All right. Uh, who in the sweepstick uh, had the leader at the end of the first lap as the Porsche? If that was you, you're in good shape because Stephen McAleer has converted that pole position to a lead at the end of lap one. Coming through in seconds, Ian Smith for the number 42 PF Racing Ford Mustangs. Ian, one of a number of NASCAR series drivers who Ford have taken under their wing. Ford Performance have done this for a wee while now and put them into their endurance racing cars. Luca Mars then for Core Motorsport in third in TCR. Well done to Matt Pombo, who's managed to pull away a little bit. Cracking battle going on for second place. And in fact, the new version of the Audi, the number 17 car with Chris Miller, that's the yellow and black car, is under pressure at the moment from Chad Gilsinger in the heart Honda FK7. All the crew and for that are from the Honda manufacturing plant at... Uh, Marysville in, in Ohio and they have drafted in Mario Farmbacker this week so on that first lap then it was the West Hairpin or the braking area for it that caught out the Alfa Romeo nice save by Tim Lewis is already back up into 8th position having been right at the back of the field he's made off 7 spots having dropped to the back of the TCR field in that 
slightly embarrassing moment <laughs> on the warm-up lap. Yeah, but a bit better on the warm-up lap than on the first lap of the race. Uh, and uh, yeah, fortunately for him, there was no, nobody close enough behind that was going to make any contact with him. So he got away with that one. And as you say, quickly working his way through the field. He knows he's got a fast car and he's a fast driver as well. I think that was actually the first of the two warm-up laps because they were quite spread out. And the frustration would have been that he then could not take his position uh, up. We've got a car going very slowly on the front straight. That's one of the Turner Motorsport cars down towards the yellow lines. It's the number 95, I think, Rob McGuinness in that car. So early drama for Turner, who've expanded their IMSA programme this year. And... Uh, running a couple of cars in both the main categories. Still this battle for second place in TCR continues to allow, actually, Matt Pombo to pull away a wee bit. It's going to be a three-car battle in a second as Harry Godsacker in the number 33 Hyundai Elantra from Brian Herder Autosport joins the battling pair. We bit of a shuffle round by the Brian Herder Autosport drivers. Uh, and just three cars for them and also a worrying amount of smoke coming out of that 33 when he's on the upshift now that might just be a little bit of overfilling early on uh, we did see that in qualifying with the number 100 then that I seem to remember that car making a, a rather odd rumbling noise that we never really got to the bottom of when we were watching them in qualifying Honda Audi Honda, Hyundai, Hyundai, Honda. Your Say pardon? that six times uh, quickly, Jeremy. Beg your uh, pardon. Yeah, uh, 1.7 seconds between first and second. Yeah. The Unitronics car is the new version, the Evo version of the Audi RS3 LMS. Some detailed changes and some quite clever changes under the skin of that car as the leaders come through. The top three. McAleer, Smith and Mars, Porsche, Mustang, Mustang. And they've got a decent gap then of about five seconds back to Kenny Barillo in that bright chrome orange number 50, uh, number 72, excuse me, with Sean McAllister in the grey and green number 39 Porsche in fifth posi position for Carbon. Wyatt Briercheck right up there as well. In the uh, number 19, Van der Stur Racing. Van der Stur ran Hyundai's last year, or a Hyundai, Veloster, and uh, they've stepped up a class this year. Meantime, the Alpha continues to fight through, battling for sixth position, sixth and seventh at the moment. Uh, Tim Lewis and Victor Gonzalez side by side going into the infield and through the chicanes at turns two and three. Down the inside, Looks to me as though Tim's got that one covered. He has, and he goes through. He'll be really mad at himself. He's got a great car underneath him, the way he's carving through this traffic, Jeremy. Imagine what it would have been like if he'd been out front with Matt Pombo. Yeah, that's right. He'll be thinking, what if? But uh, it isn't. Uh, and uh, he's, uh, he's, he'll be having fun at the moment, but he's, he's got to make sure he doesn't you know, use up too much of that car early on. Uh, you talked about Robert McGuinness uh, slowing on that first or second lap in car number uh, 95, Turner Motorsport car. He, he seems to be going okay again now. He's in the 21st position. But he's lost 10 positions from the start. He's on the 11th, so he's got some work to do as well, the youngster from New York City. Robert, of course, raced last year for the Carbon team in the Ames Weathertech Sports Car Championship, driving a, 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 a Lamborghini 
in the GTD class. So uh, stepping into the Michelin Pilot Challenge series for this year with Turner Motorsport and thoroughly looking forward to it. Battle further down the field for 16th and 15th. Alfredo Negri, Nashri, excuse me, is behind the wheel of the number 14 Toyota Gazoo Racing South America team. He's up on the high side coming through the tri-oval as he tries to make the pass on Todd Coleman and the Aston Martin uh, Vantage and goes through. Now that was a new car for this week. Unfortunately, one of his teammates at the row lost control of the back end of the Supra going through the Le Mans chicane on the back straight. Backed into the wall quite heavily and Javier Queros actually hurt himself enough to crack his sternum sounds like an awful injury I'm not sure how you get any relief from that can't stand up can't sit down can't lie down Ooh, I really feel sorry for him about that he's been replaced in the team by Damien Fineschi and we'll see Damien later on and the car has been replaced as well that is a complete new car from the practice that they were having last weekend here at the Raw before the Rolex 24. Yeah, I had to drive that car down, from, well, first of all, find one, uh, and then drive it down from North Carolina. Well, put so, it on a uh, trailer, presumably yeah, they didn't well, true, actually true, just true. put plates on it. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> Dealer plates? Honestly, I, I, can, I can have yeah, that. why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, good to see the Toyota, one of 18 manufacturers across the IMSA championships, and the majority of them uh, are in this championship with a huge variety of cars uh, racing both in TCR and in the GS category. Now the battle for the lead starting to get a little bit tasty as uh, Stephen McAleer stays on the white line and Zane Smith will know with all of his oval experience oh and a bit of a slide from Stephen McAleer Zane Smith will know going on to the high side is really requires a big performance differential there side by side into the braking area of the 180 degree right hander at the international horseshoe the multicolored mustang behind is that of luca mars and core motorsports marillo racing and kenny marillo now some nearly seven seconds away from this battling group at the front in the amg number 72 uh, each of the last three laps those three leaders have traded the fastest lap of the race between them first of all it was Stephen McAleer uh, turned a, a, a 153.0 uh, on the next lap it was uh, Luca Mars who was fastest was with a uh, a 53.4 and this last lap Zane Smith in second position in that Ford Mustang, car number 42. He's at the fastest lap, 152.813. That's only that's within a couple of tenths of ah. a second of the lap record. Spin for Ted Giovannis. And I think he's kept it out of the wall at turn one, two. Yes, he has. There's no damage to the TJM Aston Martin. Oh, he judged that perfectly with the amount of lock made the change from Porsche to Aston Martin over the winter there's two of those cars 64 and 46 and they've also got a car in the GTD Pro category which is they're having some assistance to run by uh, Tom Furrier TF Sport and been going very well particularly in the hands of Owen Trinkler for the big show at the weekend here come the leaders oh and this time 
An opportunity down the inside for Zane Smith. Can't get that one done. Can't help feeling Luca Mars is just sort of executing a watching uh, brief on this. As he takes it easy. Not too close. Early stages, Jeremy, but impressive pace at the front of the field. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, Stephen McAleer, who's trying to run a pace there, 1 minute 53.9 last time around, so that's a second away from his fastest lap of the race. And generally, it is around about that four or five that these tyres are really at their ultimate best in terms of extracting lap time from them. So from here on, it's a question of you're managing those tyres, make sure you don't overwork them too soon. Uh, it's, it's, it expect the GS cars to run around about 40, between 45 and 50 minutes, I would expect, before their first pit stop. Maybe they can stretch it a little bit further than that. Um, and then uh, they will change tyres at that first pit stop, most likely, as well. A good, consistent pace there for Steve McAlibby. He's got those two Mustangs looming large in his mirrors. And uh, he's... Uh, there's no room for error there for Stephen McAleer, the Scotsman. They've pulled out quite a long way now over the uh, fourth-place car, which is now Kenny Murillo. He found his way past Sean McAllister's Porsche a couple of laps ago. There's a problem for one of the two Daily Motorsports oh. cars, that's uh, uh, Cabot Bigham, uh, who has uh, pulled that car off. Road, a former uh, global rallycross, or what's it, Nitro rallycross, isn't it, these days? Mm. Uh, he's well, been doing two, that for years two and years. two different and years. versions, yes. Uh, got to get the right one. Uh, 15 minutes into the race and we've had drama already for one or two uh, of the teams and drivers. It is the BMW M Endurance Challenge for the Michelin Pilot Challenge, the first round. The top three now some eight and a half seconds away from the field in GS within TCR. It's the Honda Civic of Matt Pombo and the LA Honda World Car from the Unitronics Audi in seconds. They've closed up a little bit and then it's Chad Gilsinger in the 89 that's the Hart Honda and the Hyundai Elantra number 33 is next up Shea Adam with uh, an observation from the pit lane Shea keep an eye on that Toyota John we've only got one in the field of the Supra GT4 machines but when it just crossed the start finish line with two other cars pretty close around it there was a bit of smoke that puffed out the back as into the pit lane has come the alpha the number five of Ah. Tim Lewis he's in perhaps they're going to put Roy Block in thinking that maybe we're going to get a yellow here to try and retrieve that Hyundai that is still out on the track not moving let's see what they do the fuel probe goes in no driver change just a splash of fuel for the alpha right okay that's uh, they're extending his stint aren't they they're gonna go long into the stint and the full course yellow has come out so that's worked brilliantly well for them if they can get out before the leaders come around it's for the hyundai elantra number 74 the daily motorsport car and that's down at the entrance to the international uh, international horseshoe, the Daily car. Now, Alpha needs to be rolling. Alpha is rolling. Alpha is going to get out. Uh, here comes the leader now to cross the line, and the Alpha is leaving the pit lane, which is all the way around the other side of the pits. And we'll be passing by the incident in a second or two. There is a red safety truck 
just at that part of the circuit. Alpha is coming to them in about two seconds. There he goes, passing them now. Uh, and for those of you unfamiliar with the IMSA racing, when the full course yellow comes out because of an incident out on a racetrack, the safety car is scrambled. It picks up the overall race leader. Everybody else will then pick up behind him. That, uh, that safety car is coming out uh, of its hutch, if you like, at tur- <laughs> turn three. And that will pick up uh, the, the race leader, which is Stephen McAleer. Everybody then will tuck in behind that safety car and it will go at a reduced pace. The pit lane is closed for the moment until all the cars are packed up behind the race leader. And then uh, if we have 15 minutes... Uh, Elapsed in a race, which I don't think we do quite, do we? Uh, just. No, it's a short yellow. Uh, so okay. Because we were within 15 minutes of the start when the yellow was called, the pits will not be opened. Uh, so that that's why that strategic call by the Alpha worked so well, because they were able to come in, make their... Uh, take take on fuel, rejoin the back of the pack. A green flag stop for them. Correct. Yeah, a green flag but stop. Perfectly timed. Perfect. One. That's, that's exactly right. So that car has has now got a full tank of fuel. So he's got 15 minutes more of fuel than everybody else, and he'll be able to run around and catch up to the back of the pack. So that when we go back to green, he's got a full tank of fuel ready to go, and he will be able to extend his fuel stint before he needs next to come on two pit lane. That's Jeremy Shaw and John Hindoff on the fifth floor. Shea Adam and Nick Damon down in the pit lane. We'll head there shortly as uh, we'll pick up a few stories. Short yellow declared on the timing screens. The teams will see that. We're under caution for the IMSA Mission and Pilot Challenge. BMW M Endurance Challenge at Daytona. So Shea Adam down in the pit lane. Short yellow should mean no put pass around and the pits will not open and yet I can see people on the pit wall down there. Yeah and in Joe Vardy we trust he's one of the geniuses in uh, racing whose brain is the size of a small planet. He's got team TGM up on the wall and Turner have a couple of mechanics up on the wall as well. Um, So there are some big brain people who seem to think that this shouldn't be a short yellow but perhaps they weren't watching the clock as closely as race control was. it was close, because uh, but it doesn't matter what I think or what anybody else thinks. It's been declared as a short yellow. Now it just says full course yellow, so maybe it's been upgraded. Let's see if the pit lane open command is given. I think we are going to actually open the pit lane. Let's see what happens there as the BMW... M4 has picked up the field and currently is coming round to speedways to turn three and four. Pit lane, where's the pit lane? It's still closed. I can see the little flashing lights. There's one in front of us. May open next time around. We are doing the G. What we are doing is the GS class split, Jeremy. So yeah. we will see some people overtaking here. Yeah, and uh, what. Uh, we mean by that is that all the, the GS cars theoretically are faster than the TCR cars. That's why there was a sp- split start to begin the race. All the GS cars were nose to tail or side by side uh, and then nose to tail. The, the TCR cars were uh, about you know, three or four hundred yards behind them to have their own separate start 
at the beginning of this race. And uh, at, every, at every full course caution, all the GS cars will move behind each other. And then behind the last of the GS cars will be the TCRs. Um, I think pretty, I don't think anybody's lost a lap at this stage, other than the cars that have had uh, a, 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 the car that had the problem. That's the Cabot Big Ham in the number 74 car. So he's out of the race in any case. Everybody else is on their respective lead lap in their classes, uh, but the GS cars will move ahead of the TCRs because I think a few of the, T, uh, the GS cars had fallen behind the quickest of the TCR machines. Agree with that, Jeremy. And the pits close lights are off they flash when pits are closed which may seem counterintuitive but you want people to notice them and therefore go the pits are closed so it appears we are going to open the pits here but that will still advantage give an advantage to the alpha because presumably everybody will come in it's not well they're there give them the opportunity to, to open up their window a little bit further uh, it's not all cars coming in together jeremy no it'll be the uh, the, the gs cars on the first opportunity uh, and then next lap will be the tcr cars so uh, do we reckon that we, we have actually changed it to a rather than a, a short caution it's going to be a full Where's, where was he uh, the, the hyundai was just uh ground over hold just going into the international horseshoe right and that's been cleared hasn't it so yeah um Oh, no, it's still being uh, moved. Okay. So, we're... Oh, yeah, just under tour now, actually, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah spot on. Okay. Um, with three hours and 38 minutes and 44, 43, 42, 41 seconds remaining. So... Shea Adam and Nick Damon. Nick, are you seeing people preparing for pit stops at your end of the pit lane? Oh yeah, everyone's got a couple of tyres leaning on the uh, the pit wall. Um, the guns have been tuned. They've made, made that sound as when they warm them up, um, and they get all just waiting really for the uh, race control to open the pit lane, and they can. Uh, looks like most people are going for two tyres actually, so that's interesting. Uh, I haven't seen many with four on the wall, so just going to obviously do the driven wheels. Uh, well, not necessarily here. You might go for the working side well, tyres. Well, I, well, a good point. I forgot about that. We could right side only. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, I should, be, I should be telling you when they come in, but I would say I think that everyone's coming in. That's Nick Damon. Shea Adam down there in the pits as well. John Hindoff and Jeremy Shaw. Safety car is in the pit lane. I think we're going to green. I don't think we are going to open the pit lane. No, we are yeah. not. So it was a short yellow. As we speculated, now you don't have to stay in line as you do at the start. So anybody who's sharp when the green flag is flying means you can start to move forward. Stephen McAleer has very nicely controlled the field and goes through. And there's a change for TCR as lead as Chris Miller got the jump on Matt Pombo at the restart at the 17. Yellow and black Audi leads the motor race. Heads up driving by Chris Miller. Now, at the moment, the Alpha has dropped back to 10th position. But uh, remember, check that 11th position. Remember, Tim Lewis has got effectively 15 minutes more fuel than everybody else. But the great strategy for for the Alpha team has been negated completely with a three kilometer speeding penalty 
three kilometers an hour speeding penalty for Tim. He will have to come down the pit lane again. So all that ground he made up, he's going to lose by coming down through the pit lane. What a mistake there, basic mistake. Hyundai on the grass at the kink was the number 98 car in the hands of Mason Felipe. Was eighth position, lost a couple of positions there after the restart at the front of the field. It's still McAleer from Zane Smith and Luca Mars, and those three once again, Jeremy, have jumped away just a little bit for the chasing pack, which has been led now by Sean McAllister in the 39 Carbon Porsche. Yeah, so he's managed to get back past uh, Kenny Marillo then at that restart because he was behind him. Uh, he was ahead of him early on and then lost that position to Kenny Marillo. But um, yeah, so. We were right first time, wasn't it? It was a short course. Yeah. A, a, a short yellow, as they, as they term it. So without all the pit opening uh, situations. And uh, that was a nice, clean opening lap. As you say, those top three again just edged away just a little bit from the pursuing pack. Ooh, a bit of a slide wide there from Stephen McAleer. And Zane Smith got very, very close at the apex of turn one. He's actually side by side now, but on the outside, heading into the international hairpin. Still holding on to that outside line, but the smaller, possibly more nimble Porsche just able to track around. So, as you were at the front of the field, we are still have three hours and 35 minutes to go. Tim Lewis answers the pit lane speed violation and is completing his drive through. He's going to drop about half a lap to the class leader when he was 11 cars behind them a moment or two ago. Yeah, that was a big mistake. He was he was well clear of the safety cars. He really shouldn't have had any major concerns there about not getting out and staying on the lead lap. But um, these cars do have a pit lane speed limiter. When you press the button... Uh, it should work okay, and you won't be able to get, you won't be able to go faster than the pit lane speed limit. But if you forget to press uh, forget to, to press the button, uh, or press it a tad too late when you're coming yeah, in, that's true too. The, the you know you practice that all through the week. I, I doubt it was coming off the pit lane speed limit too early because of where the exit is now, and the end of the pit lane speed limit corns are all the way around towards uh, turn three. And the restart is under review. Elliot Honda World, Honda Civic back in the lead of TCR. And that Toyota Supra GR, that little bit of smoke that was coming out the back is getting more prevalent and it's getting darker in colour as well. Don't know if that's a a bad thing or a good thing? can't imagine it's very good. Just off to the west, actually, over turn two. There's a huge burn going on at the moment, which keeps catching my eye. And a spin Oops. for Frank Depew in the number 71 Urban Grid Camaro. That's the Rebel Rock racing car. That might be another yellow because I don't think that car's going anywhere. Hard into the wall. No, the front end is too broken up there, Frank. I think they need to be on the radio to him. Robin Liddell and Andrew Davies, I don't think they're going to get 
to have her there gutted. It's the final season of that car's competitive life. It's been a fine servant and big fan favourite. I don't think he's going to be able to move it. Subject of a phenomenal uh, movie documentary a couple of years ago called Rookie Season. And if you haven't seen that, look it up. It was fantastic. Full course yellow as predicted. Second of the afternoon. And therefore, Tim Lewis... <laughs> Gets back on the back of the field. Now, Tim. He won't yes. get the cycle all the way through to the lead as he would have done before, but uh, at least he's a back on the back of the field. And generally speaking, if we're less than 15 minutes after a restart, then it would be a short yellow again. But because the last full course caution was a short caution because it was within 15 minutes of the start of the race this time the pits will be closed uh, and then once the everybody's packed up behind the, the safety car the pits will be opened and first time first lap uh, upon the pits being opened the gs cars can make a pit stop the following lap the tcrs can make a pit stop it's not mandatory uh, they can stop if they like and uh, i would expect uh, a lot of pit stops Hello to Wicker Bill, uh, who has tweeted at IMSA Radio, how much is the draft worth in this race? Obviously not as much as the MX-5 race earlier, but I assume still important to TCL. Lesser extent GS. Actually, the GS cars. Uh, it is uh, worth quite a bit there as well, to be honest. Talking to Jared Thomas, uh, a reigning champion of the Intermittent Master MX-5 series, who, of course, is running... Uh, in this, uh, in this race as well, in the number 23 Mercedes-AMG GT4, Anthony McIntosh in the car at the moment, uh, and he was saying it surprised him how much the, the draft was worth uh, in the GS cars, GT4 spec machines. And if you are going to learn anything from MX5 racing, you're going to learn pack racing and drafting. So, may well see Anthony McIntosh using that skill in that number 23 card it's a sort of a dark grey blue with electrical connections and circuit board decals on it very uh, very Tron for those of a certain age pits have been opened for the GS cars this is the first opportunity then under the safety car after around about half an hour of the race but of course it's been interrupted by the safety car a couple of times so they haven't really used half an hour's worth of fuel. No, but they've used around about a yeah, better part of half a tank of fuel and anything That's else true. that you might as well come in, I particularly know, on totally. such a long race, like, long race like this. And it just opens up the strategic possibilities as we move on into the race. Uh, this should, uh, for the TCR cars, these two cautions should mean, I believe, that if the TCR teams wanted to they could probably make this race now on on uh, just three pit stops rather than four it's a four hour race um, and they can go just a little bit less than an hour I think the TCR cars the, the GS cars uh, are a bit more thirsty than that they have to come in around about every 45 minutes or so a little bit more than that 
Uh, but um, for TCRs, I think with this uh, caution now, if they so desire, they could do it on a total of three pit stops. Uh, but uh, having said that, of course, uh, if they did come in now, um, it's still earlier than they would want it to. So, no, I'll, let me go back on that. It's still going to say, I think, a four pit stop race for TCRs. Here we go. Wholesale pit stops coming up. So, first opportunity in uh, competition to go down to our pit lane. Nick will have the leader in a moment in that Porsche, but Shea Adam gets second and third, courtesy of the fact that they're closer to pit in. And here they come, Shea. Luca Mars is in first and number 59 for Cora Motorsports. They are doing a driver change. Bob and taking over for Luca. They are also doing at least four... No, they are going to do all four tires. For the Ford Mustangs, they are also doing fuel and driver change. Nick, what's going on with the leader? Well, it's a, it's a driver change as well for the leader. Um, so in has that has happened. So they don't, they're offering fuel got a tire there a bit, a bit longer to change on with the, with the five with the five nut studs so they are looking at i'm just trying to yeah they're, do, they're doing at least fronts at the moment Shane. it's fuel only for the multi-matic uh, ford mustangs being run by pesic family racing p at racing this weekend but it is the 59 that gets down and rolling again before any other car on this end nick yeah four tires for our earlier leader but a great number of cars have not bothered doing the tires as well so they've gained track position in front of me for example the 79 Ford Mustang from uh, the Autosport team they are uh, just putting fuel taking a very long fuel I must admit the 58 the uh, which is one of the McLaren Artura is actually isn't even using a uh, fuel valve so they're actually just using um, a gravity fill tank which is quite interesting and then they got stuck behind the 43 car so there's a kind of traffic jam here as well I think I saw a tyre rolling down the pit lane there. Shea Adam was watching it as well. Actually helping Johnny Knotts to uh, stop the tyre from rolling further down the pit lane. It was the 95 BMW tyre who was hit by the sister car, the number 96. And because the 96 pulled in in front of the sister car, it further delayed its sister. So it was a disaster of a pit stop for Turner Motorsports. That will be a drive-through penalty for hitting equipment in the pit box. And then, of course, the tyre now being 10 pit boxes down. It's going to be a long day for their mechanic to go retrieve it. Yeah. Unlike that team. Very unlike them. Yeah, Normally picked it right so up and put it, put it on the side and it uh, made its bid for freedom down the pit lane. Uh, also, very close call at pit out. Uh, the, a number of teams uh, coming out together. The leader coming in will not be the leader going out. I don't think JCD Debet stopped in the number 25 BMW. M4, that's one of the G82 cars. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure he came into the pit lane, and no. I don't think the John Branham, number 29, Aston Martin Vantage came in either, Jeremy. So they will cycle to the front. We'll see what happens in TCR, but I presume that Tim Lewis will stay out and therefore could cycle to the front of the line could in, the do. Al- in the Alpha. Could do, but then again, he might want to hand over that car to uh, Roy, uh, Roy Block. Uh, for this middle portion of the race because uh, Tim Lewis certainly will get in for the closing stages. They'll need far less fuel than everybody else. Absolutely right. So what do you do? Do you put a new set of tyres on for Roy or you just say to him, deal with the tyres, we've only done half an hour? It's Roy's car, he can do whatever he likes. That's true enough, he might be telling them. (laughs) Here comes the two Hondas, the two Civics at the front of the field now. Chad Gilsinger got past the Audi of Chris Miller just before the yellow flag 
came out. Everybody's down on the pit commit lane. Where is the Alpha? Yep, the Alpha's in line. So they are coming in. Starts all over again. Shea Adam, you're going to get them first at the pit-in end of things. I am, and I got the leader as well because the 37LA Honda World Car is in the lane. This is going to be fuel and front tires for Matt Pombo. The 73 going way further out of its box as it also gets service. That was influenced by where the sister car stopped. We have the Hart Honda into the lane. That is fuel and front tires for that car. No driver change. The Alpha, a splash of fuel only. They should jump to the front of the field, but they did not do tires, whereas everybody else putting on at least new front tires, trying to make a good difference for their performance. Nick, what's going on at your end? Well, I think you managed to get all the leaders. I, mean, I think the highest place car I had was the 33 Hyundai, but uh, it's pretty much universal here. We're going to take front tires. So they've uh, it's fuel and a pair of tires for oh. everybody. And the Alphas made a good start away. With three wider, they come in the pit lane and drive up towards exit there. Nick, another pit lane infraction. That was from the LA Honda World machine. Shea Adam pushed the tyre uh, halfway down the, the pit lane, and that will need to be retrieved as well by our... Uh, pit lane official <laughs> and again this is a situation where the sister car who was parked in front had the tire their tire hit by the sister car parked behind so the 73 running over the 37's tire the red car was the victim the blue car was the perpetrator if you will yeah push the car down push the tire all the way down but at least they came to get it in a reasonable fashion of time well, the, the mechanics sprinted down the lane so who gets, to him. who gets the penalty the team that's left the tire out in harm's way or the car that hits it or both it depends where the tire was placed it was right if it in was, front of the uh, 37 la honda world car well then if it was at the edge of its box if if the crew was making the effort to retrieve it then they have done nothing wrong and it is the responsibility of the car that actually slammed into the tire. Up at my end, the 17 Unitronic JDC Miller Motorsports Audi RS3 LMS, well, everything was kind of going okay. They filled, they filled it up, but then from the right-hand side rear of the car, a complete stream of fuel was coming ah. like it was an overflow. They had a little, little Tupperware tup underneath it. They knew they, were, they, knew they were going to do it, but the weird thing was when the car pulled away, it virtually filled it all up, and then they dropped it as they try to take it off the track. So they're now kind of wiping up about half a litre of fuel that's gone all over the track. We have seen... Funnily, funnily enough, in the paddock this morning, there was also a, a whole bunch of fuel left on the, uh, on the ground around the car. So it just happened to be in the, in the, uh, in the paddock I know, a couple of hours ago, and, and uh, one of the crew guys had to mop up all that excess fuel that was uh, dumped on the side of the, uh, on the... on the floor just outside the garage. Curious. Uh, at the previous restart, one of the Marillo racing cars had a huge jump. And I couldn't see whether the green flag was out or not, but past five or six cars before the, penalties, the start line, they were looking oh, at it before before they uh, went back to yellow. You can pass before the start-finish line at a restart. You can't at the start of but the race. But you have to wait for the green but flag. But you have to wait. For the, as long as the green flag was out at that stage, yeah. it'll be okay. Yeah, I saw that uh, further up the field. In fact, the other one of the other Murillo cars was doing that. Um, but but they got such a jump, I, I wonder if they, they went a little bit earlier uh, than was expected. Right. Just on that Audi, we have seen in other series, the International Endurance Series, the Creventic Series, we have in the past seen issues uh, with uh, the fuel f uh, fuel overflow 
but that's normally under G's for the corner. Right, through into the pits to serve. Well, it can't be serving a drive-through, can it? Uh, this is the number 95 Turner car, which was involved in the schmozzle down there, Shea. This was the car whose tire was hit by the sister car. They're doing a little bit more fuel and actually reaching into the cockpit of Rob McGinnis. Now, this is the car that I saw going slowly on, I think it was the second lap of the race, John. Uh, so perhaps they're addressing something going on. These are brand new cars, the M4 GT4. Now, they're doing some work in the cockpit around the steering wheel. They might be switching over to a new wheel. They're moving it back and forth. Ah, I wonder if maybe power steering is going out in the car. Nope, everything looked okay. They're closing the window nut back up, closing the door. There we go. Rob McGinnis back out on the circuit. Very strange. I'll ask. So the top four cars in the field here actually uh, uh, have not stopped. Well, the top three cars on the road are all GS cars. Uh, John Capestro Dubet's JCD is his better known in the Autotechnic race in BMW is in first position in car number 25 followed by the Bronze Cup leader, that's John Branham in car number 29, that's the TR3 racing Aston Martin. Also did not stop Ted Giovannis in number 64, uh, Team TGM Aston Martin. He'd had a little spin earlier on. Yeah. Eric so, Rockwell didn't stop in TCR. Yeah, he was the only one in TCR that did not stop. So right. there were three GS cars that did not stop. Uh, and the uh, TCR car of Eric Rockwell did not stop. But before we go back to green, Eric Rockwell will have to drop behind all the GS cars for that split restart. That's happening So at of the, the cars that did make a pit stop, the um, the... the, the the one who was quickest of all was car number 27, Anton Diaz Pereira, uh, for Lone Star Racing. He's vaulted all the way from, when was he, before the, uh, before the restart? He was 19th. 19th? But 19th. He did, he, yeah, but he did come on a pit lane, so I don't know what he did, but it was a, a super fast stop. Um, Just a splash of fuel. Maybe it could be that he didn't actually stop. Maybe he missed his pit and went, went, went around. Maybe we can check that out, perhaps, for Lone Star Racing, because uh, he's all of a sudden vaulted to the lead of those cars that have been on pit lane. In TCR, it's now Harry Gottsacker, who is the, in car number 33, that is leading of the cars that have stopped, as I said, behind the number 15 car of Eric Rockwell. Eric, by the way, is Eric and Alex, uh, son and father. Eric is the son who kind of runs this team. They're both dentists, by the way. Um, yes, from Coltneck, New Jersey. And uh, it's Eric who stayed out in car number 15 to lead the TCR class. But it'll be JCD, John Capastro de Betts from San Diego, California, who will bring the cars up to the green flag when we go back to racing. Hello hello to Mike de Pietro up in Hamilton, Ontario. Happy Rolex 24 Eve, he says. Cars go through, back to green flag. Some cars coming into the pits. That's because we've done 40 minutes. And drive time is up for the starting drivers. Very interesting that they've decided to come in straight off the back of the green flag. The BMW of JCD de Betts, the G82 red number 25 machine then, leads out and did not stop at that last pit stop. Autotechnic Racing leading from Aston Martin and Jim Johnson in the number nine automatic racing car. Yeah, not quite Jump sure start yeah. on the previous start. So that was that was the move of the Marillo car that I said 
further back down through the field but went before the green flag. So Jeff Morsing, currently in seventh, will have to come through. Huh. Also, penalty, car number 76. That was for running over pit equipment. 76? 96, excuse me. Uh, that was the Turner car that we described and the LA Honda World 73. That car also with problems in the pit lane again caused by its team being right in front of it the team car being right in front of it and not moving the equipment so three jump starts Mosing number 56 Mosing Motorsports number 56 Marillo rather 96 Turner Motorsport and 73 LA Honda World TCR they'll all be coming back in for a drive through at the front of the field we have Guess what? A trio that's broken away game. What is it about? Yeah. Three is the magic number today. JC yeah. Deep Debets holding on to the low side of the circuit and daring Jim Johnson and uh, Halle Deegan in third position to try and drag past them. Halle Deegan in the number 41 car in third position there. As here are the cars coming through the pit lane to answer their drive-throughs. In TCR, the Alfa Romeo Giulietta has got back to the front of the field, ahead of Victor Gonzalez and Harry Gottsacker in Honda and Hyundai 99 and 33, respectively. Tim Lewis then uh, is redeemed for that problem at the start of the race, and the 95 car, check that, the 96 Turner BMW has gone a lap down just out of the pit and has let everybody go by. Who has? That was the 96 car that's just uh, been through for Turner uh, for to answer that penalty. Shea Adam down in the pits. The Turner cars actually haven't served their penalties yet, John. They both just came back in at the ah. green flag. It was full pit stop for the number 96. That one saw a driver change. Vin Barletta got out having done his minimum drive time. Jens Klingmann is now behind the wheel of that one. They are saving Super Robbie Foley for a little bit later on in the race. The 95, that's the car that went slowly early on in the race. They came into the pit lane. Remember, they were messing around with what looked like the steering wheel. It's traction control alarms that were coming on at the reduced pace behind the safety car. All is fine with the car now, though. That's the good news. But it will be coming back in for a stop here soon because it needs some more attention. It's not a very turn of motorsport day for those two BMWs so at the front of the field there is a BMW leading and JC Debetz has used that couple of full course cautions and the intervention of a BMW safety car to get himself to the front of the BMW M Endurance Challenge at Daytona John Branham sits behind Hayley Deegan in third position those three then with about a second's lead on the chasing pack, which is being led by the number 39 Porsche of Carbon. In fact, they've almost breached the gap, haven't they? Bob McKeelian in the multicoloured race for RP Mustang. Core Motorsports next up. Eric Figueres for the 28 Porsche. is in sixth position. Then Chad McCombie in the number 13, the white Mustang could be McAleer racing car with the blue stripes down the side making up the top 10 Andy McIntosh 
That's good pick stop for... Oh, off! Oops. After the kink and on the way down to the Western Hair uh, Horseshoe. And that looks to me like that's the 57 of Bryce Ward. Did not panic there. Now, did he get a little tap or was he just a little over ambitious through the kink? Might have had a little bit of an aero push, actually, behind the number five, Alpha. That's really, really yeah. good driving by Bryce. He's come back yeah. to racing um, after a couple of seasons or so away. He did not panic there. Sometimes you can do too much. He let the car settle itself, Jeremy. Didn't try to too, put too much in. Didn't jump on the brakes when he was on the grass. Let the car settle itself down and then steered with a little bit of cadence braking, it looked to me. I know these are ABS cars, but you can still lock up the wheels. That is a heck of a save by Bryce Ward. Absolutely superb. And here's a move now on the outside, the side-by-side across the lights, just the BMW ahead. So JCD then uh, just ahead of uh, John Branham, who's doing a really nice job in this TR3 Aston Martin in second position, leading the bronze category uh, cars in this race. The next place, by the way, is Ramin Abdul Vahabi, who's in the 16th position overall. Another Aston Martin, that's car number 09, who's also doing a nice job. Good for Ramin, Dr. Dr. Abdul Vahabi. Uh, and in third place in that class, Gary Ferreira, who's the defending class champion. That's the Will Sport number 11, a couple of places behind Abdul Vahabi in the number 11 Mercedes. Time the TCR battle is beginning to heat back up again with the black and gold Alpha. Still leading. Spun on the first of the formation laps. Timed the pit stop perfectly to the caution, but sped in the pit lane and had to come back through again. Second caution, stayed out, gets the lead. And remember, we will be nominating our Michelin moment of the race uh, in both TCR and GS from the broadcast team. And the winner's getting a set of Michelin race tyres for use at the next round of the Michelin Pilot Challenge. So we're looking for an individual or a team moment that has uh, contributed to the race. We'll announce that closer to the chequered flag. So the Alfa Romeo Giulietta Veloce of Tim Lewis leads from it's Victor Gonzalez, isn't it, in the 99? Yes, it is. Back to the front, and the BMW comes under challenge from the Aston Martin again on the high side. But it just looks to me as JCD has got a little bit better on the brakes. And here <laughs> comes right over the top, Sean McAllister in the number 39 carbon car. Haley Deacon's right in there as well. She's gone to second. The carbon Porsche, the grey and green car, up to third from nowhere. What a huge draft. Yeah. Great run by Sean McAllister, up to fourth, up to third now and being followed through by that the, the uh, 28 Porsche yeah. as well in there that's the Eric Figueras car yeah Eric Figueras from Cocoa Beach in Florida he's taken over from Stephen McAleer that's a Paul City car that's the car that won the race last year slightly different colours for that community beer works car but uh, a lot of excitement in that team they're going to be running the full campaign this year they only went half the season last year and we're in championship contention uh, at that point and they, they had no plans to go north of the border to Canadian Time Motorsport Park so fell back in the championship and then pulled out before the end of the year but what a run uh, that uh, uh, Sean McAllister had there on that 
car barn with Peregrine uh, Porsche, the, the sort of black, uh, grey and gr bright green car. He was at 1.3 seconds behind the, the three leaders on the previous lap, but that was a huge draft he got I think coming down the front straight. And what was interesting there is that uh, the... Uh, the Aston Martin looks really good on initial acceleration, but at the end of the straights, that BMW is fast. Yeah, the and, new very, BMW. and very good on the brakes as well. Yeah. It does seem as though the terminal velocity well, of the Aston, it just either aerodynamically or power-wise, it's just running out of pace. Quick note coming in from the Rebel Rock Racing team. Andrew Davis has let us know that the crew is working to get the car back out. If it's possible, the 71 will rejoin. And a bit of news going forward from that is that that team is looking to grab uh, one of the new Z06 GT3.R Corvettes and do the Endurance Cup, the Michelin Endurance Cup next year. So Rebel Rock potentially moving up to, Michel to the Michelin Endurance Cup next year with the Z06. That news uh, breaking over the lunchtime period when that Z06 uh, was unveiled and it's sitting there uh, down in front of the uh, Chevrolet building. Haley Deegan leads across the line and holds on to the lead ahead of Sean McAllister in second. So it's Ford Mustang, Ford Performance Mustang 41 from Sean McAllister in the pole sitting. Porsche in second, third the... JCT Debet's car that has not stopped the last time around that car, but it wasn't too long since it was in the pit lane. They head onto the banking, and it was a typical drafting manoeuvre that took the Ford Performance Mustang into the lead, and Sean McAllister followed through on JCT and made it into second place as they were crossing the line on the tri oval. But Hilly Teagan got that done very early indeed. A penalty for the number 5-8, the crucial motorsports McLaren pit lane protocol violation. I know no more than that. Drive through. Nick Damon is down in the pit lane. Yeah, in, in the, uh, the 28 car, they were cheering away as the, uh, uh, the overtake a couple of laps ago. Those five cars together, two going through. Just run, go grab Steve, Steve McAleer, the RS1 team. He, he disappeared about 14 levels up. I'm, I'm at Andrew Marriott levels of height here at the moment, up 14 steps. Um, Steve, you, you were on the, the grid. We were talking about the issues with fuel consumption. Were, did those two um, early yellows solve those fuel issues for the car? Uh, no. Uh, you know, we're gonna, we're, everybody's going to work on the reverse fuel window. You know, the, the ideal strategy, I think, for everybody is, you know, a caution comes out with 40 minutes to go and, you know, we have a, we have a fight to the end. Uh, definitely, as I said to you on the, on the fan walk there, the Mustangs are really strong. Um, they, didn't, they didn't fall off as much as I thought, but, uh, again, the RS1 Porsche, we're, we're right in the thick of things here and uh, we're certainly going to fight for the win today. Eric uh, Figueredo's is replacing. He's in there and fighting. I mean, you, I, I, there's a lot of wincing, a lot of cheering. I mean, it's a very, very close battle every time into turn one, isn't it? I mean, if you watch, there's there's battles all through the field. Uh, you know, multiple manufacturers. This is a, a, a huge uh, a huge race for us, and uh, you can see the competition again is so tough. We're, if we get a top three out of here and then no damage, I'd be excited. But I, I will tell you, if we're close at the end, I'm going to go for it. It looks like the um, the draft is really strong today. Is it? Is the wind in a particular direction is making it more than normal? Yeah, the draft is always it's always a fun game playing the draft here. A lot of the uh, 
the experienced guys, certainly the NASCAR boys and, and girls know how to do it as well. And there's a couple of cars that don't. So uh, the draft is humongous here and the side draft and everything else. It's, uh, it's going to be a battle on the bank and that's for sure. Well, it looks like you might have some more tanks to play because the 13 Mustang, Steve McAleer's car, that's, that's dropped a... Uh, so they, they, they have dropped a um, uh, bumper, so maybe another caution. Well, obviously I'm having... I'm rooting for Chad McCombie and Jensen Altsman and that Mustang as well. You know, McCombie Michael they were racing, but uh, hopefully those boys finish second today and we finish first. <laughs> Good idea. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Shit. racing against himself. Yeah, he's racing against himself. It must be odd to see his name on the side of the car. Uh, whilst that interview was going on, the number 95 turn of BMW went behind the wall. There's damage to the right side and to the rear of that McCombie uh, McAleer Mustang, which is going for second position and being pushed towards it by the uh, number 42 Zane Smith driven car but the Porsche on the inside which is Stephen McAleer's car is holding on so we've got McAleer's car uh, alongside McAleer's car so the McAleer McCombie machine and Stephen McAleer the car he drives are fighting for second position there's almost a touch there between the two of them Chad McCombie that was for the lead of the race excuse me as Haley Deegan had dropped back to fourth position, things changing so quickly. So three Mustangs in the top four, five cars. Fourth different leader then in this race as Chad McCombie becomes the, the latest one in that uh, McCombie McAleer Ford Mustang, car number 13. Really good run by him. That was a interesting so, battle on the straight, oh, too. That was. It? Very nearly a huge incident uh, as uh, Chad McCombie was breaking into the chicane. That's how he got the damage uh, and was side by side with one of the PF racing cars. And that has damaged the sill, the sill cover on the right hand side and the whole of the rear bumper, which comes right up underneath the lights and to the tailgate section of that car. Not underneath the rear spoiler, should I say. And that has come off that car. So Mustang, Mustang, Porsche, Mustang, Porsche. Three Mustangs in the top five, as I was mentioning. McCombie and Zane Smith from Sean McAllister. Hayley Deegan has led the motor race and scored as a lap leader. In TCR, the Alpha has pulled away by a couple of seconds actually from Victor Gonzalez who's fighting with Harry Gottsacker so Alpha 5 from red white and black Honda 99 and then the 33 Elantra more smoke out the back of the Toyota as John Branham in the number 25 TR3 racing Aston is down along the pit lane and stopping at the very far end of the pits so let's see what they're doing going to work on what appears to be a full service right side tyres are being done and fuel is going in yeah that's one of the cars of course that did not stop Correct. during that uh, early caution period the other one being the number 25 car John Capestro Dubet's running in the seventh position at the moment in car number 25 for Auto Technic Racing. So certainly we will expect to see him in the pit lane pretty soon now. He will hand over that number 25 car for the second in this, in, in this race to Rob Walker. 
famous old racing Different name. <laughs> Not that one, I think we have to follow that with. The battle for th a second, third, fourth, fifth in TCR. As I say, some two, nearly three seconds now behind the leader. Victor Gonzalez has been putting up a good fight there, but Harry Gottsack has just squeezed through. Matt Pombal now sitting behind the red, white and black VGRT, Victor Gonzalez Racing Team Honda, and then behind them it's the Gavin Ernstone driven Simply Vegas machine. As out on the banking, the Gary Ferreira driven Mercedes has Alec Filsinger and the 69 right up his tailpipes. That's the uh, Artura from McLaren. Tim Lewis, see lapping the the Audi there, or have we lost that from the timing screen? Which one, sorry? The number seventeen Audi. Yeah, no, it's just a, it's a bit farther back in the packet, so eighth in the class. Yep. Uh, we've got a new leader again, by the way. It's the the other uh, PF Racing Mustang. Zane Smith now is in the lead of this race. It becomes our. Uh, one, two, three, four, was that fifth different leader? 28, 25, 41, 13, and now 42. Dane Smith then leads the race from Chad McCombie. Took the lead on that last lap set. A uh, 1 minute 53.9 last time around for Zane Smith. It's about a second away from his fastest. Uh, Chad McCombie remains in second. Uh, Sean McAllister in third. Then Eric Filgaris in the pole winning Community Beer Works, kind of a 28. Then Hayley Deegan, who's falling back just a little bit in that fifth position, having led a couple of laps. Three Ford Mustangs up within the top six cars, and Luke Mars, yours was well up within that top three when you were behind the wheel. We joked that you were just sitting back learning. Is that what you were doing, watching the battle for the lead? Yeah, there's no point in uh, battling with them. It's a long race. The car's fast, so no point in doing any damage. Just save the tires, save the fuel, hand the car off to Bob so I can get in at the end, hopefully battle for the win. How much has what you've learned in the Itamitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup about drafting helped you out so far this weekend here? Yeah, it was my first time racing a car in that series, so I definitely learned a lot about drafting and racecraft, and it definitely has carried over into this and what I'm going to do in my future. You're going to be making your Rolex 24 debut tomorrow as well. How difficult has it been to switch back and forth between a P3 car and then the Ford Mustang? Yeah, it definitely takes a little bit long when I hop in the P3 car. I'm definitely more used to this Ford Mustang, and I'm having a great time driving the P3 car, and I'm really looking forward to my first 24-hour tomorrow. Good luck tomorrow, and uh, good luck getting more useful advice from Connor Zillich hanging out in his pit box, John. Ah, very interesting, very interesting. Okay, it's Porsche, uh, Mustang Porsche <laughs> now, uh, as we continue to track the battles at the front of the field. Zane Smith's rather cleared off in the number 42 for performance car. And, uh, behind him, it is Sean McAllister in second place. Then the battle for third now is between Chad McCumbie and Eric Figueras. Figueras is right in his wheel tracks in the number 28 RS1. That's the Paul sitting car. Two Porsches that are sort of grey and green battling two Mustangs that are white and blue 42 with a classic matte black hood on that car as well great weather track temperatures well up there 
at the moment with the temperature on the track of 34 Celsius or 93 Fahrenheit, 14 in the air, which is about 57. Nick Dearman with an unexpected or a repeat pit caller, should I say? Yeah, it's the crucial motorsports, the 58 McLaren Artura. Now, this car did come in during the kerfuffle and the uh, madness of the first pit stop because that was the car that actually couldn't get out of its garage, uh, no, its pit bay, because it was blocked by a, 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 the car ahead of it. They've, uh, again, used the gravity feed tank to put the fuel in. Uh, they're giving it a complete set of boots. I don't think, I'm not sure they changed the driver, so... Obviously, now we're getting a long run of green. There's different tactics played, but I can't believe it was out of fuel unless they didn't manage to fuel it up properly the first time. Could just be driver timings, and they're already back time into the end of the race. It's uh, just under three hours to go. Maybe that's how they are working it. Give you a rundown in just uh, a moment's time. Remind you that we're live from Daytona International Speedway. It is the BMW M Endurance Challenge here at Daytona for the first round of the pilot challenge, the IMSA Mission Pilot Challenge. Time for some pit stops. Shea Adam. This feels a bit early to me, John. Uh, the Windward Mercedes, number 57, they did do a pit stop when everybody else came in under the second yellow, but Bryce Ward stayed aboard. Oh. Daniel Morad has just been called into duty, and in true Super Mario style, I'm thinking of the N64 version, just jumped about six feet into the air, tucked his knees up, jumped over the air hose to then land next to the door to be able to release the net to let Bryce Ward out, and then install himself behind the wheel of the Mercedes-AMG GT4. They are doing right side front tire let's see does it still have all of its important component bits yes it still has lots of air quite some grip a lot of marbles but i'd expect that's from driving down the pit lane they are checking the suspension and checking the brakes trying to make sure that everything is okay this car did have an off-track excursion did it not john so they're trying to make sure it is in perfect operating condition for daniel morad to take it hopefully to the checkered flag after a couple more pit stops of course over the rest of this race and also up on the wall now carbon so we should be seeing that porsche coming in here shortly as well sean McAllister's driving day about to be done yeah, it's a brilliant save by Bryce Ward, actually. You might have, want to have a word with him before you swap over to Joe Bradley. Just was a tiny little bit ambitious through the kink and got a wiggle on. And then he managed to get it back together. Oh, it's not going well for that 57 ship. It went straight behind the wall. Oh. So, bad news for them. That's a shame. A team that have had their fair share of uh, challenges this weekend. They are, at the moment, rebuilding their uh, GTD car for tomorrow's 24-hour race into a new car that has arrived at lunchtime today from their base in Texas. Nick Damon? Uh, we've got the Rob Walker car in, so it must be a van wall. Oh, no, it's not. It's a BMW um, of uh, Autotech Racing. They're coming in again for a standard service. They've, um, quite, it's quite a slow... Not, there's not, I suppose what, what happens is when you, when you come into the, the GS and the TCR, you miss the panic because, of course, they're doing five nuts on each wheel, aren't they, rather than the centre locks. It looks slow. The th the thing, I, the, thing I, the thing I particularly like, actually, is that at the end of the stops, 
it's, it's a run around by the McLaren, by the mechanics. It's a bit like um, eight-year-olds looking for conkers. They run around picking up all the nuts that have been spun off. It's quite good. Only you could uh, make that analogy, but I did like the uh, the van wall. Very good. Uh, Rob Walker, If for those of you uh, slightly younger uh, than Nick, Jeremy and myself, uh, look it up. Race car, Formula One race car entrance extraordinaire back in the day. Rob Walker Motorsport. So our leader is Zane Smith and has made one pit stop back on lap 15. We are now on lap 30. Carving his way through traffic. A little bit of damage to the left front of the number 10 TCR Audi that's been driven by Preston Brown. It's one of the older cars and the new design on the wheel arches front and rear to stop that little bit of bodywork flattening around if they get side by side contact. We've had a decent amount of green flag running now, Jeremy, and coming through to potentially some more green flag pit stops from the cars at the sharp end of the field. Yeah, true that. We went uh, green. When do we go green? At uh, 3.15 to go, so we've done about uh, 36 minutes. Another top five laps or so we should expect five or six laps perhaps we should expect more pit stops from the GS con leading contenders Zane Smith though is uh, doing a really nice job at the front of this field he's uh, pulling away from John McAllister in second place and Eric Figueres uh, now up into third ahead of Chad McCumbie. Uh, Nick Damon is by the RV Motorsports GR Supra Gazoo Racing Supra. This is the car that uh, was smoking and smoking very badly uh, before it came into the pit lane. Uh, standard stop, Nick? Well, I thought it was, I'll be honest with you. Uh, it came up a bit wobbly on its air jacks, but there was no attempt to refuel it, no attempt to change tyres, but a big attempt to have a look in the engine. And I don't, know, they, 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 I don't think they've got a lot of ideas. They're waggling things, looking for something loose. Now, whether there's too much air getting in or, or whether it's a, a misfire, but you say it's pulling out black smoke, that means it's the, there's a combustion issue. Now, perhaps it's got a misfire, and they're trying to work out where that might be. Is it a loose plug? Is it a loose... Uh, well, they're single coils, aren't they, on each of the cylinders these days? But, uh, yeah, this uh, GR uh, Supra... Obviously not behaving itself, and the fact they haven't gone instantly to a solution does not bode well. I, I people moving very slowly or very quickly in uh, motorsport terms. If there's no urgency. I always worry about that. Nick Damon down in the pit lane as we. I've just gone over an hour and ten minutes into this four-hour BMW M Endurance Challenge. IMSA Radio and IMSA TV together. 107.9 FM around the circuit. And, of course, IMSA Radio on RS2, part of the Radio Show Limited network of video and audio channels. Big weekend this weekend. And our fourth consecutive Endurance Weekend next weekend from the Bathurst 12 Hours at Mount Panorama. Shane I making the trip down to New South Wales for that along with Max Martin who 
has done all three of the events that we've covered this January into early February, having done the... And he is one of 13 drivers from here at the Rolex that will be going to Bathurst. But I think still the only one who's going to do all three of the international endurance events at the start of the year. I suppose we could have had someone doing this four-hour race and double duty tomorrow and then Bathurst as well. So we could have potentially had 64 hours of racing for somebody in the first, what, five or six weeks of the year over four consecutive weekends. And in point of fact, actually, you could then bounce back to the Asian Le Mans series at Dubai and Abu Dhabi on the way back from Bathurst. I didn't consider that, <laughs> but thought probably not. Zane Smith doing a cracking job, cracking out the times, very consistent, even though he's had to go through a little bit of TCR traffic, Jeremy. Yeah, uh, but uh, on that last lap now, Eric Figueres having moved his way up into second position in that CBW car number 28. He's uh, closing the gap. He closed him by about three quarters of a second on that last lap. A really good lap for Eric Filgueras. Uh, and he's pulled away all of a sudden from Chad McCombie in third place. Uh, Sean McAllister having been running in third, just a excuse me, second, just a couple of laps to get down, down into the fourth position, uh, but well clear of Haley Deegan in a second of the PF Racing Mustangs in fifth. Thanks to Shea Adam for the first stint in the pitch. Joe Bradley will be popping in to join Nick Damon. Uh, in TCR, it is still the black and gold alpha that leads, courtesy of their pit strategy. They got it very right. Tim Lewis got it very wrong in terms of a speeding penalty. But uh, the second caution rather gave him a bit of redemption there. Leads by a couple of seconds from now Harry Gottsacker in second in the Hyundai Elantra. Matt Pombo in third in the number 37 Elia Honda World Car, despite them having some issues at the pit stop. Then it is Gavin Ernstone in a brilliant fourth position. They're still using their old car with the sequential gearbox, the old shape machine. The new one has arrived. They're uh, just waiting for the right moment to introduce it. But, uh, that may be later in the season. John Morley still to come in that car. 2.9 seconds at the front of the field. Battles all the way down, though. Yeah, so on, on that last lap, Zane Smith uh, clearly got the message because he, he was uh, almost a full, well, more than a full second quicker than he had been on the previous lap. You talked about some traffic, so back into his groove now and he's extended his lead a little bit over Eric Filgaris in second. The back, gap back to Chad McCombie says so about the same, 2.5 seconds or thereabouts uh, Hayley Deegan however she's got her mirrors full there's old trainer cars behind her there's Kenny Marilla number 72 Anthony McIntosh doing a nice job in number 23 very good job uh, right White Brikacek uh, making his debut in a, uh, a sedan who he's ever, ever driven before apart from go-karts is uh, open wheel cars He's doing a nice job for Vandersteur racing in 8th position that's kind of a 19 and a few plum the veteran in car number 46 and Bob McKaylin hanging in there in that car that qualified, was qualified on the front row by Luca Mars that's number 59 Core Motorsports Ford the last GS car to take its first stop was the number 65 BMW Autotechnic car 
65 minutes with the help of those two full course yellows and thanks to Chris Humphreys for that also uh, problem out on the racetrack down at turn one and uh, there's a Porsche involved it's got right rear suspension damage it's the number 28 Ooh. Porsche Naples car that is the second place car and there's been contact with another vehicle now has that well, it's definitely a right rear tyre problem but there seems to be damage on the front of that car as well that car was battling for it was on its own in second position oh yes it was two seconds uh, yes oh, there was no one close to it Nick Damon, hey, you saw that happening that at your end of the pit lane. What happened to Eric van Gradas there? I, I don't know whether he had a, a weird lock or he had a puncture or a problem, but the car had lost it under braking into one, turned opposite, uh, to turn late at 90 degrees and then hit the wall on the outside. So it was a pile of smoke and he was going, he was just sliding along as a, as a passenger. So you kind of think it must have been a failure of a tyre or of suspension. But on his own, as far as I could see. Uh, and we already, uh, by the way, we also had the Supra going behind the wall after the smoky moments. Joe Bradley is in the pit lane with two returnees and they've come back out before we even found why they went behind the wall. We knew that there was some kind of electrical glitch with the Turner car, but I, I think I saw the Windward car coming back on the pit lane as well, the 57 AMG. Yeah, that's just... Uh... That's just come whizzing in the out of the access road and, and on a pit road and back in. So that's good news for the windward car. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw the 25. We've gone yellow, full course yellow. Uh, get back up to John in a moment and find out why. But the 25, I've just seen return, and I'm pretty sure that was had, that had traction control issues. They've been trying to get to the bottom of that one. Thank you, Joe. Uh, that was the Turner car had the traction control issues, correct? Yeah, I'm confused, because I'm pretty sure that was a 25. What number's the Turner? 95 or 96. Right, it was the 95. Okay. Yeah, easy to get the two and the nine mixed up, isn't it? Yeah. When I'm trying to get out of its way. Yeah, indeed. So uh, that was a very nasty moment for Eric Filgradas as he was breaking into turn one. Car snapped to the right, nosed into the wall. There's a right rear puncture. Hard to tell whether that was cause or effect. And Chad McCombie coming as the next car along. It was cause. Well, so, something caused that car to, to swap ends. That's really disappointing uh, for uh, Eric and for Steve McAleer. Of course, the pole sitting car. And uh, really looking forward to a full season. They know they're, they're, they're both fast. They both uh, work really hard to get where they are in this sport. It's a, it's a tremendous story. Both those guys are great stories from uh, different parts of the world, obviously. Uh, Steve McAleer, originally from uh, Glasgow uh, in Scotland, and uh, Eric Filgueras from just down the, down the, the coast here at uh, Cocoa Beach. But uh, he's been knocking on doors, knocking on doors, working really, really hard, and he met the, uh, the, the owner of uh, Community Beer Works uh, up at the Monticello facility where he, uh, where he does some driver coaching. And uh, uh, Tom Kapinski has given him this opportunity to drive with Stephen McAleer. Last year they did uh, a handful of races to run another series, which they won quite uh, handily in the SRO series as uh, silver drivers. Uh, and now 
uh, running a full season of Michelin Pilot Challenge, but unfortunately, they're not going to get many points from today's race. At IMSA Radio, if you want to get in touch with us. And uh, Stephen Lloyd has done just that and said, why do the G... Why do the GS cars use five nut wheels instead of the centre lock uh, GTD GT3 wheels? Uh, that that is the regulation for uh, GT4. The, there was a, an exemption, wasn't there, for the McLaren GT4 yeah. in the old shape McLaren? I, and I have to say, I haven't noticed whether the Artura is centre lock wheel. But what they did with that, Stephen, was uh, they cut down the number of people who were allowed to make the pit stops. So instead of being allowed two guns, you're only allowed one gun on the wheel to have the single centre lock. But that, that is GT4 regulations globally uh, for that. Uh, and uh, we'll take some more of your tweets in a moment. Uh, Joe Bradley has uh, been doing a bit of detective work. We saw the number 57 Winwood car come in for what looked like a standard stop. Bryce Ward got out. Daniel Morad got in. Then it went behind the wall. It's now back out on the track. So whatever it was, was fixed quick, quickly. Bryce Ward will explain to Joe Bradley. Bryce, I was happy to almost get run over by your car returning to the track there. I'm happy to see it back out there. It went behind the wall. What was the problem? Yeah, it looks like a broken caliper on the right-hand side. So, you know, I was going up to turn five and the brakes just went right to the floor. And it was like, oh, my gosh, this is bad news. And so I managed to get the car stopped and then radiated in and they said, put, 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 and box, box, box. So we came in and uh, changed, the, changed the front caliper. And, uh, you know, Daniel, Daniel's out there now. And I don't know how many laps we're down, but, you know, maybe we can make a few laps back. So look forward to it. Magnificent reactions in keeping that car. Have you had a change of underwear as well? Because that was quite an incident. I don't know if you saw what happened before that, but uh, going into turn three right at the restart, I got punted out onto the grass in turn three and stole the car then got it restarted uh, for you know, just in front of the, or just behind the TCRs and then when I went through the kink I'd forgotten that uh, I didn't have any grip on the tyres because they're full of grass and just ran out wide and my gosh it was uh, it was an ugly moment but managed to keep it off the wall and you know, hopefully we can we hopefully can get some points out of this now yeah so how far off your original strategy are you now with that Four laps, I don't know, five laps, who knows, I don't know. You know, honestly, if we'd, if we'd come in in the top sort of 10, 15, I would have been delighted. And, and really, we were on pace to do that. And then there was a TCR that was uh, during a, a wave by uh, or a, a class split. And we didn't realize there was a TCR right up front there. So we got passed by a bunch of cars. You know, not a good call on our point on our side, but uh, they, that's, that's what happens. So we've got to really stay awake. Uh, Bryce, it's been one of those character-building weekends that motorsport can throw at you. Uh, the, the team for the big race, Lucas Auer, that big accident, um, we, we're happy to hear that um, he's, he's doing well. What can you tell us about him? Is he, is he okay? You know, honestly, I wish I could tell you something. I know we we're waiting for the doctors to uh, report back just before I went on track. I'm sure maybe there's something now, but I, I have no real update. So, you know, let me go and find out from Christian, my, my, my co-owner at uh, Winwood Racing, and see if he's had any news, and we'll get back to you. That'd be brilliant. And the car repair, I believe the new chassis has arrived here at the track, and the team are working hard. Yeah, so, I mean... Hats off to the team. I mean, they, they got everything prepared, and I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll be back on track tomorrow. Obviously, we missed a bunch of practice time, but, um, 
you know, the, the guys are, are amazing. The whole team is pulled together. And, you know, I look forward to uh, seeing what we can do in 24-hour race. I think it'll be good. Well, everybody that uh, we know and all the fans are really behind the team. Challenging times, and I'm pretty sure you guys will pull it off. Our best to Lucas, would you, please? Thank you very much. I certainly will let Lucky know. I'll let you get your head back into this one, Bryce. Thank, Thank you, you for talking to us. Bryce Ward, what a magnificent save coming through that uh, yeah. kink. So a broken caliper there. Pits are about to open for GS. Here's a quick one on at IMSA Radio. Thank you for all your submissions. Uh, Joseph, 97. Jill Goonon, Lucas Stoltz, uh, and uh, we'll all be doing uh, the combination of uh, uh, Dubai, WeatherTech, uh, and uh, Dubai here at Daytona and uh, Bathurst, apparently. I have to say, I haven't looked at the Bathurst list. But I will do. Uh, if uh, you know better, then at IMSA Radio. Anyone else who's doing the uh, Do Dart Bay uh, triple header? Uh, just waiting for the cars to coming into the pit lane. And I think it's Joe Bradley that's at pit in. So we'll keep an eye open for where the leader comes into the pits, he's going to get one of the Marilla racing cars first of all, Joe. Yeah, not quite that far up, John. I'm more towards the middle, and it's going to be, as ever, what we expect in Michelin Pilot Challenge races at this time, under yellow, all the GS cars, pretty much, I think everyone has chosen to pit this time, so we're going to be, we've got the 42 just ahead of me. John, I think you've probably got a better view from up on your perch, as I'm stuck here, I'm just in... Okay, we'll take uh, that from here then, the... Ford Mustang of Zane Smith into the pit lane and the team have gone to work. The Ford performance team are pitted just after the split uh, in the pit lane. The 42 is the car that is uh, up the pit lane the furthest and the uh, team car is sitting behind. The five stud nuts being pulled off the car. They're working on the right rear and it looks like they've done the left-hand side already. Fuel's done, so this is costing them time now. Fuel on both of those cars are done. The 42 car is down and away, but it is not going to retain its position on the pit lane and already heading out. There's cars ahead of it and a number of cars ahead of it. So as the cars are leaving the pit lane, that Zane Smith number 42 has not held on to its lead. Saw one of the McLarens going through uh, further up the pit lane. And that was maybe just a little bit of a tardy work on the left-hand side tyres. We'll let the guys down there cool their heels for a moment before we go and talk to them and find out what happened. So we had the Porsche 718 83 car got out. Certainly Sean McAllister was out very quickly as well. So let's see how they line up. Zane Smith has stayed in the car. Nick Damon. Yeah, amongst a lot of different Australians, we had some people taking tyres, some not. But the 83, which is the, the Cayman of, uh, is it BGP, I think, isn't it? Um, they did something very interesting. They spent, sorry, BGB, sorry, motorsports. Um, they did something very, they very carefully, did, whilst the fuel was going in, did tyre pressure uh, techs on both the right-hand side tyres. They've just seen a Cayman have a tyre failure. That's a Mustang. Have a tyre failure and hit the wall, so they wanted to make sure they weren't 
they weren't about to uh, have any chance of the same failure again. So they were checking the tyres very carefully on that right-hand side, John. Thank you, Nick. Nick Damon and Joe Bradley down in the pit lane. So, Jeremy, uh, a, a whole raft, a slew of stops, as you might imagine. Um, who didn't stop among the leading GSs? No, they all came in, yeah. didn't they? It was, it was about the right sort of time. The only GS cars that did not come into the pits were those that had been a lap down. By staying out, they would go past all those cars that made their pit stops, and then before the restart, they would be allowed to get, because they will be in between the safety car and the class leader, or the overall leader, they will be able to go past the safety car and run around to the back of the pack and stay on the lead lap. Uh, or, or rather regain the lead lap. Now it's TCR cars onto pit lane. Uh, we've already had the wave around. We saw, if you saw cars overtaking some of the faster cars uh, a lap or two ago, those were the TCR cars that were trapped in between the, the uh, safety car and the TCR leader, which was car number uh, one. Uh, 33, 33 was the lead me. TCR and the number one car uh, is not pitted in the same place so so Nick is with the 33 and they're making the driver change Rob Wickens getting into the car Harry Gosser getting out so it's the uh, Canadian racer and they're strapping him in obviously they're flicking that switch to change the car to hand controls don't make the point that, that Robert's Certainly in the car, they're still doing tyres, so no loss because he's more and he's in, he's in and settled. So it's a very quick, they've certainly sorted out that driver change, haven't they? Because they're still trying to get the front left on and they've got the driver there. And so this was going to go well, Joe. Yeah, the number 100 in as well, Taylor Hagger out of the current reigning champ. Oh, he stalls, it's uh, Michael Lewis who's taken over, stalls off the pit box. That's not cost him too much under yellow, but uh, driver change, tyres, and fuel for the number 100. Thanks, Joe. And side-by-side side on the pit lane speed limit with the 73 LA Honda World car. Nick Damon has been watching the number 3300. Hand raised, 33 about to go, has gone nowhere and is staying on the jacks. So whether they've got a problem releasing the jacks or they've discovered a problem at the rear of the car, I was at the front of it as I'm walking along now, the IMSA officials are having a good old uh, search at the back of that machine it's uh, stood up on the jacks very frustrating it's not quite so bad in the uh, full course yellow situation of course um, what is the problem and the problem is the exhaust has fallen off so the rear ex the, the, oh. the mounting for the exhaust is has gone so you now need to re-get back up otherwise it'll just drag on the ground now obviously as we know in a front wheel drive car uh, the rear wheels are only there to keep the exhaust from dragging on the ground but they can't even do that so they're failing the Martin Haven test at the moment um, and of course, this is, this is very hot, so you can't use your tie wraps. You're going to have to find something, uh, possibly the proper bracket, but this could be a while, and they might lose the lead lap. Thank you, Nick. Jeremy? Yeah, that's unfortunate uh, for that team. So we, we didn't see all of the TCR cars onto the pit lane no. that time, did we? Uh, quite a few of them stayed out, I think, including Roy Block in the Alfa Romeo. He is uh, effectively leading the race overall at this stage, but before we go back to green... All the GS cars will move ahead of all the TCRs. So uh, enjoy that moment in the sun there, Roy Block. Um, but you're still leading in TCR. The best emerging car from that round of pit stops was Jerome Bleckemore in number 83 car. That must have been, must have been a, just a very quick splash uh, for that car because it was right at the tail end of the lead. Like, did it come into, actually, did it even come into the pits that time? I'm not 100% sure. Probably didn't because... Uh, he has leapfrogged all the way from 
the uh, 23rd position slightly to the to the lead I think before we go back to green hello to Motor Racing UK magazine hello Mick how are you in the UK first time watching Mission and Pilot Challenge do they run to the uh, WSC performance BOP for TCR uh, IMSA uh, are licensed uh, by Marcello Lotti uh, to run the TCR and also to have their own performance parameters. They were held back a, a little while, a little bit a few years ago, but as the, the uh, GS cars, the GT4 cars have got quicker, they have been allowed much closer to uh, full full fat, if you will, on TCR performance. And there, there are some tracks, notably Lime Rock Park, in the first sector of Lime Rock Park, they are as quick, if not quicker, than the GT4 cars because of the, uh, the the downforce, quite large amounts of downforce that the TCR cars make from their bodywork. Uh, finally, Nick Dearman, the uh, 33 car has left your company. I know, oh. and, they, and much to my surprise, they have used obviously super heat resistant uh, tie wraps. Um, it was actually a the mounting had failed uh, on the single exhaust pipe and it kind of flicked up so they're obviously able to uh, keep it away from the direct heat it is very heavily lagged that exhaust pipe so uh, hopefully they've, they've got some uh, super high melting point tie-ups because a couple of those magical connecting plastic devices that are currently holding Rob Wickens' hopes in their hands Phil Kinch is following the TCRs at Daytona from a chilly Milton Keynes in the centre of uh, the UK Always a highlight of the winter endurance season. Season. Kev Hamilton, uh, thank you, Kev. He's tweeted at IMSA Radio. The Artura GT4 is now five stud wheels of st- instead of the centre locks that were on the 570 GT4. Thank you for that. I have to say, I, I forgot to look at that. and It was only when we were talking about uh, wheel, wheel nuts, lug nuts, that uh, I was reminded of the different regulations for uh, for the McLaren that we had in the past at IMSA Radio if you want to get in touch with us 107.9 around the circuit uh, around the world on RS2 part of the Radio Show Limited Network and if you go to our IMSA Radio website and click the live video tab then you will be able to see the pictures that we're seeing here in the booth. Let's pick up some drivers from uh, that first stint. Taylor Hagler, defending champion, got out of the number one car, which means she can talk now to Joe Bradley. So, Taylor, um, the interesting thing I, I saw in that pit stop was you got out of the car, you went straight on the perch, put the headset on, and you were talking. Were you talking to Michael in the car and relaying information? No, actually, I didn't put a radio on. One of our uh, engineers did. I helped Michael get in the car, and then I come back and debrief with my engineer. Um, but he'll relay whatever Michael said over to me. Right. Can you tell us anything what you said? Uh, right now, I think the only thing that we have is maybe a little radio mishap that we're working on. Other than that, car's good. We're still under yellow, and we'll see what he says when we get back to green. Yeah, yeah. I said, when I said to you, you're still in contention. You kind of questioned that. What, what, what do you think? Yeah, we, we're kind of questioning it just because, I mean, we, we're kind of having a radio miscommunication right now that they're working on. And, um, I mean, this isn't Hyundai's strongest track, but we've been working on it for two weeks, and I think we're in a good spot. But we have two hours and 25 minutes left, so you never really want to jinx anything. 
Exactly, and you're carrying the number one for a reason. You guys know what you're doing. Thanks, Taylor. Let's stay with Hyundai and head up to Nick. With Harry Gottsacker out the 33. Harry, I mean, it was a great run. You came in the lead. Did you know there was an exhaust problem when you came in? Yeah, I definitely felt something when I was out there. Uh, told my engineer, you know, uh, what I was feeling while I was out there. Didn't think it was the, that big of an issue, but uh, all of our guys, like Brian Earl, Autosport, got the car back out there pretty quick, so hope, we'll see what Robert can do. Hopefully he can get back up to the top. I think you dropped a lap. That's not the end of the world here, is it? Because you can get it back the next yellow, and there's going to be more by the judging of it. Yeah, uh, most definitely. You know, there's still two and a half hours left in this long race. Uh, Trishan's going to be our friend. Uh, the Arolantra N is fast. Uh, now it's just up to Robert. How is everyone behaving out there? We've had a lot of incidents, but it seems to be mostly solo incidents. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we were battling out there pretty good at the, in the, at the front for a while there. Uh, we were, everyone was clean. I was having fun. It was good racing. All right, thanks a lot. Thank you. Jeremy, is this the international debut for the McLaren Artura? I think it is, yes. Yeah, absolutely Wicked right. Bell was asking that question, yeah. and I can't remember seeing one. We didn't have one at Dubai. No, in that case, yes. Right. Uh, and it's a, uh, a, a three-litre... Uh, v6 twin turbo so a different engine to the previous 570s and this you're very much a, a sort of purpose-built design for gt4 the 570s was a kind of a bit of a more of an upgrade than, than a to, from a road car really yes. than, than this which is much more you know, focused toward the, the gtd market in terms of drivability and availability and everything yeah. else so yeah it's an exciting new car and uh, we've got where, where the best of them is running at the moment in the 16th position, I think. That's the, the MIA car. The other one had, a, had some problems early on. Welcome back to Mia, yeah. by the way. Where's the other one? The other one. Huh. Oh, there it is. 25th position coming it's up. Hiding yeah. Aurora Strauss, yeah. She's still, she's still on the lead lap. She was able to uh, get back on the lead lap with that, with that wave around last time around. So uh, still I I in contention, very much. Hello to Kevin, Carol and Kevin Brink. Uh, Kevin tuned in near Thermal, which is uh, where IndyCar are going for some uh, testing, aren't they, in the next uh, few next days? Weekend, yeah. yeah. Kevin outdoors, enjoying the heat over there thermal by name and by nature if you're just joining us welcome along we are we still have plenty of action for you with just under two hours and 30 minutes to go in fact in seven seconds there'll be two hours 22 minutes and 22 seconds to go five four three two hours 22 minutes and 22 seconds 21 20 still to go we're coming back to the green this time and it will be Jerome Blakemolen who brings us back to the green in the BGB Motorsports Porsche. So good pit stop cycle for them. Aston Martin, number 19, the Van der Stur Racing Car, then Marillo Racing, Christian Shimchak in the AMG, then PF, then Team TGM. So Zane Smith dropped down to fourth position after that pit stop. And it would appear that he has stayed in the car, having started that number 42 PF racing machine and led coming into that pit stop. So BGB Porsche leading from Aston Martin and Van der Stur Racing. And Van der Stur stepping up from TCR next year. Absolutely what IMSA wants. Ladder series, development of teams and drivers and engineers and mechanics, etc., etc. And they're coming up from running a Veloster Hyundai last year, now running 
a GT4 GS Aston Martin sitting in second with Rory Rangister uh, behind the wheel. So a good pit stop cycle for them. And he's going to be sharing that car with the Austin McCusker, who won the IMSA Prototype Challenge Series uh, two or three years ago. He's been racing in Europe for the last few years, but wanted to get, get back over here. Uh, Austin has known Rory Rangister through their karting associations from uh, 10 years or so, and they're both in the early 20s, so you know, as kids... Uh, and uh, Rory asked Austin, you know, do you want to come drive with me? I'll step you up to uh, GS for this season. And Austin said, yeah, great idea. I'd love to do that. So that's going to be a full season program. And they're joined for this event by, by uh, White Brikacek, who drove the opening stint there, did a nice job, was running uh, pretty much you know, inside the, it's, yeah, around about the top 10 for most of that uh, first couple of stints. Nice job by him. Co- and Rory van der Sturt driving now, that number 19. A couple of penalties, the number 33. Brian Hurt at Autosport number 33. They put on those um, super hot weather tie wraps onto the exhaust without an approved jack stand. That will be a drive through for those cars. There's been an incident coming into the Sheik Baxter chicane. That looks like the Alpha and the one of the Rockwell cars, I think, as well. It is the Alpha, the number five car, which was the leader of the class. Mark Wilkins, and that car is destroyed around the front end. There's an Audi involved as well. Roy Block behind the wheel. As through goes Mark Wilkins, now the new leader of TCR. We'll have another full course caution here. The safety car having to come back out again. Now, that is in the braking area going in to what is termed turn seven. The Le Mans chicane, we had uh, NASCAR, ACO and IMSA officials posing for pictures over there, having had their convergence meetings and uh, planning the future of sports car racing globally. We've got this safety truck already there, Jeremy. Yeah, unfortunately, a convergence of a couple of TCR cars, which isn't what you want. That is... uh, I'm not quite sure how that could have happened because as you say Roy was leading the class and um, lapped car no they yeah. should have been out of the way after the restart shouldn't they it is one of the Rockwell cars uh, has uh, Rob Eklund has just now did Rob Eklund get his pit uh, drive through done under green because the yellow flag may have come out just as he was coming into the pit lane in the 0-9 car uh, yeah, zero nine entered a closed pit. So, so if he doesn't, if he didn't do anything to the car, uh, he'll be allowed just to drive through the pit lane. He'd have to rejoin at the back. Yeah, but uh, there won't be another uh, an additional penalty uh, if they had, if he had stopped in his stall and they had done any work on the car during a pits uh, uh, when the pits were officially closed. Then there would be an additional penalty. Let's have a look here. What happens? Oh, Roy just lost it under braking and speared to the right twice and got pinballed through the rest of the field. Very odd. So I think Roy, who'd restarted in the lead, had already lost some ground there coming out of the... uh, out of the... Well... High-speed portion of the track. Yeah, probably before they got there and... uh, yeah, gosh, that's unfortunate. Alex Rockwell, by the way, was the other car. It was the, the number 10 uh, Rockwell machine. That's last year's winners of this race. 
in the Alpha, and that Alpha is not coming back. Oh, what a shame. As the 83 Porsche of Jerome Blinkemall and BGP Motorsports is leading the race. This is going to be quite a clean-up, to be honest, on the far side of the circuit because there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of fluid out yeah. there. Also uh, stopped on the circuit uh, is the number 89 Hart Honda uh, at turn six. So that was another that was another incident. Was the Alpha involved in that? Yes, it was. And also one of the Mercedes there. That's number 11 car. So there was a Shimozel, uh coming onto the high bank. So the Will Sports Mercedes involved. There was a spin from that car into the front of the TCR field. I think that's what's happened there. The Alpha gets caught up in that fairly early, gets a clip. Uh, the hard car has an even harder hit on the red and white Mercedes, and that's done considerable damage to the front. A couple of the Hyundais had to run over the, uh, run over the debris. I, th- I think there was a little clip on the rear of the Alpha and uh, then that's broken, coming down into the back straight chicane. The damage on the car is from it hitting the wall and pinballing back into the rest of the field, but crossed the line in the lead, but wasn't leading when that happened, yeah. Jeremy no, Shaw. No, it wasn't. Uh, it was uh, quite some way back down the pack. He'd, uh, that incident at turn six had cost him quite a bit of time, so it just went from bad to worse there for that Stop. KMW team. Let's have a look again coming up into turn Six of a replay we're looking at now. The uh, yeah, yeah. Alpha's already yeah, lost a position to the number 98 car of, of Mark Wilkins. And then uh, Chris Wilson, it was a vast experience. Unlike him to make uh, a mistake. But uh, it appeared that he did. Kevin Wheeler, the Kevin Wheeler of KMW. Kevin, we'll just watch the, uh, the footage there. Of the uh, of the alpha there, and what's your theory? Well, it, it looks like we had a good hit in the left rear corner uh, in turn six when there was some mayhem on that restart. Um, he called, said he got hit. The, the crew chief asked him if the steering wheel was straight, and as he was going down the back straightaway, we didn't hear anymore. And I so we think it cut a tire, blew a tire, and he went into the wall when he hit the brakes. Yeah, because it was an odd place for that car to spear off to the right, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just in an odd in an odd spot. Uh, and when he hit the brakes, the car just veered to the right and into the wall, and, and it, it was a hard hit, so um, the car's done. Um, driver's okay. Uh, I was going to ask you that, because yeah. we're car people. Is the driver okay? Yeah, yeah, driver was fine. Uh, he got out, said, sorry, guys, that the car just went, and I can see from that impact, it looks like we got hit in the left rear hard enough to either cut a tire or break something. Yeah, the good news is that Roy's all right. Great stuff. Sorry about that, Kevin. Ah, uh, yes, so... Again, thanks to our replay through that team up at Charlotte for getting us several looks of that, which uh, brought us to that con- the same conclusion as Kevin down at KMW. He is the KMW, Kevin Michael. And the incident, a little bit of a check-up at turn number six going on to the high banks after that spin from the Willsport AMG. And contact into the back of the Alpha. Continued, two more corners, and then something gave up and has speared that car into the wall. Big cleanup going on at the moment. Also, the Hart Honda involved as well. 
So that's three TCRs and three uh, TCRs that uh, were doing all right, particularly the first two, the five and the 89, the Alpha and the part Honda. Steve Ike behind the wheel there, really with nowhere to go. He came out of the infield and was presented with a Mercedes-Benz sideways in front of him and then doing a flick turn. And then Alex Rockwell, uh, again, I'm afraid, uh, an innocent bystander. As Roy Block uh, braked, the car speared right, hit the wall and then bounced back into the number 10 Rockwell car. So all of the action was... Uh, kicked off by the Mercedes pulling back across the track actually and I suppose you're sitting in the middle of the track what do you do stand still or do you try to move and uh, that's where the initial impact with the Alpha was and it bounced through the Rockwell car into the wall and then back into the wall for a second time yeah, just on the driver's side sharp right didn't yeah. it and poor yeah. Alva Alex Rockwell just in the wrong place uh, at the wrong time. I don't think, bizarrely, none of the drivers whose cars are the worst damaged there, uh, Roy Block, Steve Ike and Alec Rockwell, I don't think you can put any blame whatsoever uh, for the damage of the cars on them. They, they were involved in... Uh, they were involved in other people's accidents or the... Uh, repercussions from them let's go to tim uh, to tim sorry nick to nick damon down in the pit lane who's with the rockwell team now in the number 10 awning yeah with tom O'Gorman. tom and as we were saying that is the definition of bad luck isn't it yeah it really is it's one of those kind of situations that we can all look at each other and go well that's racing but it's a, it's a very expensive series of events that just happened i feel so bad you know for me this is my first race back in about three years it looks like i'm not racing but the rockwell team works so so hard i've been so impressed I felt so welcomed by them, and they worked so hard. So I'm, I'm more heartbroken for them to see that they're basically collateral damage to this, uh, to this incident. But I, I know they're going to work harder to get back. So uh, I'll try too. So Tommy, you took three years off, but you come back for a TCR race at Daytona. Why did you choose that as your comeback? I got the chance. <laughs> you know, I raced uh, the full 2019 season with a, with a Honda, and I raced half of 2018 uh, in one of these exact Audis. And, uh, and, and the Rockwell guys were super generous to stay in touch with me. They offered me the opportunity to come back, so here I am. Uh, but, you know, not coming back wasn't necessarily my choice, but coming back was absolutely the first chance I got. I, I was happy to be here. Well, Tom, it's another long one at Indianapolis in a few months' time. So I hope you get a run out there. That's good to hear. I'll, I'll see you there. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Tom. Hmm. <laughs> He's uh, making a lot of assumptions there about Mr. Damon's uh, uh, employment and travel plans later in the, in the uh, uh, Nick Damon down in the pit lane with uh, Joe Bradley. Uh, it's Jeremy Shaw and John Hindoff on the fifth floor overlooking the start finish line. Uh, again, magnificent work by our track services and recovery teams along with uh, all of the marshals and the AMR safety team as well who are getting all of the detritus around the track cleared up before we can go uh, racing again we're commencing the GS class split we're coming down to just under 2 hours and 10 minutes to go and what's this Jeremy our fourth uh, full course caution uh, yeah I think it is One, two. Three, four, yes. Uh, we won't be going through the pit opening sequence because it was within 15 minutes of a previous green flag, but still the, the, the clean-up is going to take quite a while. So 
Um, we're now commencing the uh, GS class split. So there's, I think there's a couple of GS cars toward the back of the field that were behind a couple of the TCRs. So they'll be able to go on past uh, and uh, take up position for the restart. Right, well, let's have a quick look. Jeremy, give us a quick rundown of what's going on at the uh, sharp end of both of the fields then as that's happening now. You, I think you'll see one or two pit callers as well. In fact, we just have. That was uh, the 33 uh, back into the pit lane. That's the one with the dodgy exhaust. And Nick that Damon. Is that's a lap down. Yeah, they put the proper jacks under this time, which I think was the reason they got the penalty, wasn't it? But um, they are back under the car again. So they're obviously not convinced. The only way they lift the car wasn't like the, the exhaust just flopped about. So it's still being held in place by the, uh, by the uh, Miracle tie wrap. So I assume they think that's a, a temporary fix. And now they've got more time, they'll probably have a chance to uh, put some bolts in it. But, uh, yeah, Joe, what do you got? I've got Cameron Lawrence out of the 95 Turner BMW. You guys have lost uh, some places there out of contention with an issue. What was the issue? Yeah, it was a lot of small issues that kind of led to... Uh us not being able to run under full power and really kind of show the potential of the car so rather than run around kind of with an injured car we decided to be a better decision to come in and fix it properly um, it wasn't very safe out there so now it seems like the cars are running well uh, Jens is having a good time in the 96 car Robert's out there you know just trying to cycle and keep out of people's way but we're kind of using it as a bit of a test session for our car while the other team car kind of goes and tries to fight their way back so it's kind of an unfortunate series of events that led to this point, but the guys are on top of it. It's just uh, kind of got to see how the rest of this race goes, and it's a big learning experience for everybody. They call it character building, Cam, honestly. I know what you're feeling. Uh, Nick Damon? Yeah, the 33 now, what was looking like a simple let's put another tyre up in, is completely different. They've taken off the, uh, the rear valance, which actually came off uh, quite effectively. So obviously this is a, a planned piece of maintenance they can do. Now they're trying to find a way of, uh, with more room to work, two engineers underneath there, three very solid blocks preventing any chance of the car falling on them. Uh, they're now trying to work a little bit harder on uh, finding a, a mounting solution for this wayward, waggly exhaust. Um, but they've got to be careful not to lose another lap because they're down as it is. Yeah, um, when uh, Cameron Lawrence was talking about uh, uh, using this as a test session because they are, what, they're uh, 14 laps behind the race leaders. Uh, that's a brand new car that Turner Motorsport is running this year. It's the, the, the Evo version or the new version of the BMW M4 GT4, the uh, G82 shell, if you like, rather than the F82, which is the older car. Uh, so you know, it's still pretty new to the team. They've got a lot to learn, so they can get out there now. And uh, even they're not going to be contending for a front-running place, at least they can learn more about the car and make some changes and see if the changes work. I think we're going to have at least one more lap behind the BMW M4 CS at the front of the field, Jeremy. So a good opportunity just to remind everybody where the leading runners are in both the classes. Yeah, so overall it's uh, Jerome Blakemolen who leads the way for BGB Motorsports in the Porsche 718 GT4, car number 83 in second position. The guy who set the fastest lap of the race, Zane Smith, still at the wheel of that number 42 car for PF Racing. That's a Ford Mustang GT4. Pair of Aston Martins in third and fourth. The Van der Stur Racing, car number 19, Rory Van der Stur at the wheel. Behind him is Matt Plum, in the number 46 team TGM entry. 
the Ford Mustang of Core Motorsports, car number 59, Bob McCallion, driving in the fifth position ahead of Nolan Siegel, who's taken over from Sean McAllister in the car barn with Peregrine Racing, car number 39. That's another Porsche. Rounding out the top 10, Christian Shimjak, car number 72, the Marilla Racing Mercedes. Then Elliot Skier in the number 47 uh, Porsche, that is run by the Nola Sport team. Uh, then the Ford Mustang of Haley Deegan in car number 41. That's the second of the PF Racing Mustangs. And in 10th position, Scott Andrews in car number 27, the Lone Star Racing Mercedes. That car is fast. Scott has been quick in several sessions. Uh, Anton Diaz Pereira, I think, has already uh, fulfilled his minimum drive time. So Scott Andrews will take this car to the finish. And watch out for the number 27 car. It's in 10th position at the moment, but it's fast. And I would expect Scott Andrews to be moving forward. Uh, in 11th position, car number 44 is Justin Piscitel in the accelerating performance at Aston Martin. Behind him, Chad McCombie led early on in car number 13. That's the McCombie McAleer Racing Ford Mustang. Brett Sandberg's doing a nice job in car number 9, taking over from Jim Johnson, who drove the opening stint in the automatic racing Aston Martin. And the 09 car, the teammate car, that's also running on the lead lap, but a little bit further down the order with Rob, e- Rob Ecklin having relieved uh, Ramin Abdul-Fahabi at the wheel of that car. In the TCR, it's Mark Wilkins who leads the way, former series champion for Brian Herder, Autosport in car number 98. These cars are behind all the GS cars that are on the lead lap. Number 98 car leads in TCR, 28th position overall in the race. Behind him, Gavin Ernstone. Still driving at number 61, Roadshagger Racing Audi. He'll be handing over that car to John Morley fairly soon. Mikey Taylor in the uh, number 17 Unitronics Audi in third position. Uh, and then fourth is Victor Gonzalez, number 99 Honda. Another Honda, William Talley, Dr. Will Talley in fifth basic car, number 73, former winner of this race. Nick Loyman's in the second of the Rockwell Auto Development cars. Car number 15 is running six. Good effort by him. And then still on the lead lap are Tyler Maxson in car number 70. That's the one of the Daily Motorsports Hyundais. Uh, and uh, Michael Lewis in the number one car, the defending series champion. And Matt Pombo, the pole sitter, just made a pit stop, but uh, he is still on the lead lap in TCR. Perfectly timed, Jeremy, as the green flag is in the air. Preston and Tony in the driver in the uh, start stand. And a fairly uneventful restart at the front of the field so far as Gerald Blakemore got a decent jump along with Zane Smith. Rory Vanister coming through in the Aston Martin in third. Matt Plum in fourth for the number 46. Just coming down a half distance in this race. Two minutes to halfway there. Get the memes out. Onto the infield. 39, Norlan Siegel out on the driver's right hand side trying to make up a position or two in that dark grey and green number 39 Carbon Porsche 09 Aston getting a penalty Mm. plus 11 kilometres an hour somebody was tardy with their thumb on the pit lane speed limit an hour I thought that's going to be a stop and go so not just a drive through that's a drive into the penalty box Stop the wheels moving and then be waved out by the official. And that has to be done under green flag conditions. Leading pair pulling away. Blake and Morland. The green and black BGB Porsche then. 
to driver's right into oh still debris out there going into turn seven the Le Mans chicane looked like a bit of tyre debris being thrown up by the cars as they spread out under braking and Blake and Mullen gets through the Le Mans chicane rather nicely yeah and pulled out maybe a couple of cars lengths there but here comes the Mustang just starting to gain he'll still be getting the draft from that five six cars back now is about a car length back and the hood the bonnet of the Mustang starts vibrating telling you that the airflow is changing dramatically down into turn one and it's down to about half a car's length then a wee bit of a gap back to Rory van der Stur in the number 19 the blue and white Aston Martin from Matt Plum in the number 46 Vantage so the mid-engined Cayman 718 GT4 holding off at the moment a slew of front-engined V8 cars into the pit lane for the 09 by the way uh, that's Rob Eklund doing his stop Nick Damon's also got the Audi of Nick Lumens in the pit lane keep an eye on that whilst this battle goes on at the lead and catching the Honda number 83 was that no can't be certainly catching one of the TCR cars that's well off the pace at the back and the lead has changed whilst that was happening a little bit of opportunist manoeuvre and now the Mustang making the hole in the air bigger front area on that Mustang loads of tyre debris still on the track Somebody, ah no what somebody's lost a wheel liner that uh, wheel arch liner that's what it is on the circuit so Zane Smith back to the lead and immediately starts to pull away from Jerome Blakemolen so the man who is most used to running around this area yeah I think that's a wheel arch liner that's come out and there's more damage uh, from cars running over the grass on the exit of turn seven and a huge amount of debris on the exit of the Le Mans chicane now let's see if we can work out who that came from uh, whoever's in front of the 41 I think that might have been Nolan Siegel in the 39 carbine car was it Christian Simchak in the number 72 but there's a goodly piece of bodywork and wheel arch liner in two different parts on the circuit meantime battle for the lead in TCR going through turn one onto the infield the red white and black number 99 Civic is Victor Gonzalez with Mark Wilkins in the eggshell blue and red machine as behind the wall was that the number 37 car Matt Pombo I think it was no, that's a blue car. So what Honda is that that's going behind the wall? Oh, it was the 37. 73 is the blue car, isn't it? Up over the top for a pass for the lead, keeping that uh, position. Victor Gonzalez just managed to hold on there. He led across the line last time around, but Mark Wilkins had dragged up alongside him. Victor managing to hold the lead from the outside run into turn one. 
The guy on the charge of that restart was kind of a 47. Elliot Skier uh, on this uh, lot. He crossed the line in his third position last time around. He made up uh, four places on that previous lap. So up into third position and going to try and close up on Jerome Blekemolden in the similar Porsche came in for BGB. It's a NOLA Sport entry that Kelly Skier is driving. Uh, Adam Adelson drove the opening stint. And now it's Elliot Skier, who's a, a very accomplished young, uh, young driver and uh, very highly regarded by everybody at Porsche in particular. Into the second half of the race with an hour and 57 minutes to go. Zane Smith, Jerome Blakemolen, Elliot Skier, Matt Plum, Rory van der Stern, Nolan Siegel. And there's going to be a stop plus 10 for the Honda Civic that's just gone behind the wall. Matt Pombo improperly served emergency service obligation stop. He's actually gone behind the wall. I think there's bigger problems there for that car. Just a note as well that uh, the core motorsports number 59 car uh, went missing a lap or two ago with Bob McKeelian behind the wheel. Uh, Sean has stopped. Fifth position. Yeah, that car now Sean has stopped. Uh, I haven't seen it round the circuit. I saw that a lap or so ago, and I've been watching both the onboards and had a bit of a scope around with the binoculars. Was that one of the cars that was involved in that kind of schmozzle up at the uh, Le Mans chicane? Perhaps? Must have been. Yeah. Must have been. But it's shown a stop rather than in the pits, Jeremy. So maybe it's uh, it's got in through the back door and therefore okay. hasn't tripped the pit lane entry. Great battle in TCR. <laughs> Might as well put that in a hotkey as well. We've said that many times before in this and ST before it. But it is the FK7 Honda Civic. This is the newer shape car. The battle actually is for second position. Here comes the Audi getting a great draft. The number 17 Unitronics car going into the braking area for the Le Mans chicane. And Mikey Taylor has got position there, but last of the late breakers. Mark Wilkins knew that he could keep on the outside, and Gavin Ernston wants a little bit of that as well. Mark Wilkins with... Uh, Mikey Taylor rather with his fastest and that car's fastest lap of the race last time around with a 58-1 on the stopwatch goes to the outside early it's really using the hole of the slipstream the hole of the draft now gets along to the rear quarter paddle he's gone the high side the long way round into the tri-oval the liquid molly unitronics car and Gavin Ernstone's getting a double draft now and he's coming up on them as well which way will he go he dives to the inside as the pair ahead of him Battling for third and fourth, goes side by side through turn one and two. Victor Gonzalez just ahead of them. Ah, marvellous stuff. So, second, third, fourth, fifth and sixth pretty much together now in TCR as the red and white Honda number 99 goes towards the kink. Shadows just starting to lengthen a little bit, but still a beautiful afternoon. 31 Celsius on the track, that's uh, 88 Fahrenheit, 57 in the air, 14 Celsius. So still, although the sun's out, it's not as warm as it has been over the last few days. Getting on to the back of that lead battle. Oh, 
championship, defending championship leader, Michael Lewis, off. And that car has come to a halt. That is at the International Horseshoe, right opposite us. And that car, I think, is dead stick. Difficult to say. He's, he's managed to get it behind the barriers somehow. There, oh, Jeremy. Two is, yeah, by the pit lane exit, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's, he's done a good job there. Well, he must have had some must drive have because it he's reversed there. it back in there. What a shame for him. That's a, a very disappointing way to start the season for he and Taylor Hagler, two-time well, champions each of the last two years. Going for the triple this year. And uh, Joe Bradley was talking to Taylor when she got out of the car. She said they had a few niggles, but it was uh, mostly a radio problem that they were fighting against. Zane Smith leads by 1.2 seconds in the number 42 Mustang. The battles are in TCR. Gavin Ernstone, who has now driven two hours and eight minutes moves up into third position in the Simply Vegas original version of the Audi. Meantime, the battle towards the middle of the top ten in GS is enthralling with Nolan Siegel in the 39 Porsche under pressure from Christian Simchak and Scott Andrews and Haley Deegan and Chad McCombie fighting back in the number 13. That's the Mustang with slight damage to the right-hand side and with no rear bumper cover on it, side-by-side side with the PF Racing Mustang mm. of Haley Deegan. Haley's been in since the start as well, hasn't she? Yeah, she has, yeah. And uh, they've had been some magnificent battles, haven't they, in these uh, sort of fifth, sixth positions or third, fourth, anywhere around about there. It's been a tremendous... Dice going on. Just look at the uh, the Bronze Cup category. It's the number 11 car of Chris Wilson, despite an incident uh, shortly after the restart recently, uh, who leads the way now in car number 11. Uh, he's uh, a couple of seconds or so ahead of John Potter, who's stepping in for the into the number 29 car for Paul Keebler, who's uh, not driving today. He's running in second place because he hasn't driven that car before. That's a pretty stout effort. Uh, and only about maybe a second behind him is Drew Newbar in the number 79 car. That's the, the uh, another Ford Mustang run by NV Autosport under, under the Gradient Racing banner. Mm. Uh, and uh, Drew doing a nice job on his debut in this championship. Yeah, that was a nice move. Mustang on Mustang. With uh, Haley Teagan just having to take to the grass in the Le Mans chicane. So that's the 13 Mustang GT4 Chad McCombie. Jensen Altman had a great session this morning when I think he pedalled the car up to second in class, didn't he, in the... Uh, well, in yeah. the final in the final session, I, I was running right up front in this race as well in the early stages. Uh, Two, it was. Uh, wasn't he? Hasn't he driven the car yet? In the race, don't think so. I may be wrong. Did he start the race? Might have. Uh, in the back of the paddock, the LA Honda World Civic looks like it's almost ready to. Oh no. I was about to say it looks like it's yeah, almost ready. started, yeah. Uh, almost ready to come back, but I think that 37 car, that Pombo looked like he might be getting out rather than getting in to yeah. that car. 
yeah, been behind the wall for what three laps now. Yeah, slips a long way back now. It's really just a half a dozen cars in in TCR, but they're all close, pretty much nose to tail. Uh, those are the only cars on the lead lap. Well, Denny Dupont is pedalling the number 15 Audi in seventh position. He's just done that car's fastest lap. That's the uh, Denny's in the yeah. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's, he's fast. He set yeah. fastest lap in uh, three or four races last season in that car. Uh, the uh, That particular Audi, uh, that that's the uh, DSG gearbox car, the original RS3 Audi. That's the only car that didn't get a, a kind of a, a, a break in terms of its uh, bounce performance coming into this weekend, much to the team's chagrin. But uh, he's uh, he, he's doing some you know, pretty respectable laps. Not as fast as you know. He's still that car Two clearly minutes. isn't as fast as no. uh, as as the others at the moment. Well, it's happened. The uh, line of cars have closed up, yeah. and in that midfield area again that Jeremy was talking about, Matt Plum, right in the middle of that in the 46 Aston Martin change of manufacturer for the TGM team. Zane Smith is clearing off from all this. Um, he, he may be smiling gently to himself at all the battling that's going on behind him. As the Matt Plum-driven Aston Martin has Scott Andrews for company, and Scott Andrews goes through in the JTR. Number 23, first outing for that car. Not uh, a full-season entry for Jared Thomas and Scott Andrews. Been really impressed at how they put that together. Uh, they brought some of their Mazda team into that. They've been running cars in other series as well. Ran a BMW last year, but that's a great effort uh, from the JTR guys to get that car on the grid for Anthony McIntosh and Jared Thomas. Here's the JT in JTR. Meantime, the number 64 TGM Aston in elegant isolation on the circuit at the moment, just coming through Speedway Turn 2. They must have had... Uh, they have had their problems, haven't they? Yes. The battle at the front of the field, it's all Porsches. Almost like a GT4 Cup race here for second, third and fourth. Jerome Blakemore and Elliot Skier, Nolan Siegel, swapping and changing between themselves, but clearing off in the distance, Zane Smith has found some pace. Uh, it is the uh, 83 car that was second for Jerome Bigamall and it's dropped down to fourth place, the BGB car. And it's going to come under pressure very shortly by Scott Andrews in the uh, 27 car. Anthony McIntosh in the 23 is in 13th position. That is the JTR Motorsports Engineering Machine that we were talking about earlier on. Both Mercedes AMG GT4s. Rory van der Stur in the Aston in eighth place across the line. Seems like Blake and Mullins just lost a, bit, lost a bit of pace at the moment. And both Elliot Skier and Nolan Siegel in the Carbon 39 and the Nola Sport 47. Thump, thump, thump over the kerbs. More to, oh well that debris's been moved around and uh, repositioned shall we say yeah oh no that's that's another piece 
Uh, this is, this is un- there, these are underbody parts from the front of cars who are dropping their Michelin tyres to the left-hand side of the yellow and blue kerb on the exit of Turn 7, and that's causing problems. And now the 59 Mustang has the same issue as the 13 McCombie McAleer car had. So Core Motorsport are losing their back bumper on the race for RP machine. And they've also got damage at the front there. And this is... They're carving a hole behind the kerb at Turn 7. Now, strictly speaking, they are still keeping part of their car on the track there. That's how you define track limits. Do you define track limits as any part of the car still on the track or any part of the car off the track? The white line is the edge of the track. And track limits violations are normally assessed if you gain either time or distance and they are clearly cutting the ex- exit of that chicane. Do you remember Blake in there in that uh, green and, and sort of dark grey uh, BGB Porsche slipped back a couple of positions on that last lap. He was overtaken first by yeah. Elliot Skier, then by Nolan Siegel. He's now slipped back into the clutches of Scott Andrews, yeah. Chad McCombie uh, and Matt Plum. Jerome uh, got out of the car after the, after the, the session this morning and complained of some, some brake issues with that car. They okay. thought there was a little bit of fluid. He thought some fluid underneath there. Uh, I went and talked talk to the leaky, team before the start. It was a leaky caliper. Well, there was a, sli- there was a slight leak in the caliper, but the, the crew reckoned no problem. They were they, 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 uh, ready to go for this race. But uh, certainly the car's run well in the early stages, but now Jerome is certainly slipping back there. Yeah, I, I, I said it at the time that he'd slipped back and lost those places, and he, he's really in a dogfight now with Scott Andrews in that number... 27 car. Joe Bradley has been uh, lurking around the uh, defending champion pit, two-time defending champion pit. This is the number one Hyundai of uh, Mikey Taylor and uh, sorry, Michael Lewis uh, and uh, Taylor Hagler. Yeah, it, a bit of head-scratching going on down here in the number one Hyundai pit as, as to exactly why the car stopped. What their main objective has been is to get the car as quickly recovered to the paddock as, as quickly as they can. So there was a little bit of a conversation went on with the pit lane officials, and uh, they've, they've gone out there. Literally, the garage is now deserted. They've gone out there to see if they can use an access road to get that car quicker than being recovered by a truck, I think was the objective. And then uh, well, as soon as I've got an idea of what the problem is, I'll get back to you. Yeah, let's see if we can uh, have a word with that BGB Porsche team as well. See if Jerome Blake and Morland's on the on the phone talking to them. Victor Gonzalez has done a cracking job, by the way, at the head of the TCR field. He's uh, managed to hold on to that lead. About a second between himself and Mikey Taylor, and it is Mikey Taylor in the Unitronics JDC yellow white and black Audi in second Gavin Ernstone this might be the drive of the race for me so far he's been in this car two hours and 18 minutes all of those guys have I think haven't they uh, did Mikey Taylor to start the 17 not sure um, I think Victor started no, you're the 99 right. Chris, Chris Miller started Chris Miller right. started that car right, yeah. yeah the other two you're absolutely right yeah. um uh, this is an Ironman drive for Gavin Ernstone, so he's driven 20 minutes longer than the full length of a normal race here. Yeah. 
Uh, he's having fun and he's he's turning good laps. So hey, you know he's the team principal there. Keep him going. He's doing a really really nice job. He's stay hanging in there in the third position ahead of former series champion Mark Wilkins yeah. and a former race winner here, Will Talley. So uh, yeah, excellent drive by Gavin Ernstone. But John Morley will be chomping at the bit, ready to give his all in the final couple of stints probably this race. Next pit stop, I'm sure they will change drivers. Um, was the last pit stops for those TCR car lap 35 where they are working lap 56 at the moment so they've got a little bit of time to go here is a pit stop and it's Anthony McIntosh in that number 23 JTR car and uh, I'll keep an eye on that while Nick Damon gives us an update on the BGB Porsche with Jerome Blake and Mullen. Dropped a few places, Nick, and uh, looks like it's lost a bit of pace. What's going on? Nick? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I am. I'm with uh, Spencer Pumpelli. Spencer, uh, your home went off at a, at a hair's pace, but he seems to be losing some pace at the moment. Is there a problem with the car? No, no, the car's good. We just have him on a little bit older tyres than some of the guys around him, but, you know, Jerome's one of the best. If he's managing. Right now, we're a little concerned about the right rear. We have been all weekend. Saw it happen to the 28 car, and... Uh, you know, he's just being smart and taking it easy. I'll probably be doing the same thing, at least so we get that thing way up to pressure. And You know, we want to win this thing, but we got to get to the end, and uh, that's the goal right now. This is this usual problem of uh, road tyres on ovals, we just overload and won the corners. Yeah, you know, we, we're we not really sure what's going on here. You know, uh, this tyre is awesome. We use it all the time, and it's perfect. But for some reason, the configuration, this track, uh, it, it, the temperature, who knows. But it's it's been giving us problems. So, um Hopefully uh, we got it sorted, and we'll see. But right now, Jerome's just taking it easy, making sure he gets through the stint. Great stuff. Thank you, Spencer. Spencer Pompelli down there. Uh, it was not a standard stop for the number 23 JTR engineering car because uh, Anthony had... Uh, Jared Thomas has got in, but they wanted to have a look at the right rear of that car. Uh, one of the uh, Hondas had took a big chunk out of the turn seven exit and pretty much fallen down a hole and nearly stopped in front of uh, Anthony, uh, Anthony McTosh, and, and he had to swerve to the right-hand side. It wasn't quite as bad as we saw earlier on with those two TCR cars uh, going into, uh, into the wall. That was the... That's the MX-5 car, sorry, going into the wall. and But it has. It did take a little bit of a chunk out the right rear, and he came straight back in the pit. And Gerard, Gerard Thomas now in that car has just... Is he just still on the lead lap? I think he is. As into the pit lane comes the leader in TCR to the pit-in end of things. Who's down that end? for this pit stop that'll be me Joe Bradley then just take pop, it away just pop out and make me way up it looks pretty standard driver change tyres fuel drum on the side of the car the cars on the jacks the wheels are going on I think it was Nick who mentioned earlier how these wheel changes when we, you know, we're working the, uh, the WeatherTech series as well with one big nut and these guys have got five nuts to, uh, to put on and take off or take off and put on as it is and the nuts just spew all over NASCAR style. I kind of missed that about NASCAR. So the fuel's still going in, and I can see in the drum that there's still quite a bit of fuel to go in. He's he's bring yeah, all four tyres are being changed, I can see now. 
uh, stick of tyres going on, the fueling's done, and now it's just tyres being drilled up, the driver's belting himself in, so this one's pretty standard. Thank you, Joe. Uh, this might be genius, actually, because we've got the Autotechnic BMW stopped at the side of the road as the VGRT Victor Gonzalez Racing Team car with the new driver heads out onto the pit lane. It's another issue coming onto the high banks. Gavin Ernstone has taken the lead of TCR and he did it by passing Mikey Taylor in the 17 Audi. So that's the old Audi ahead of the 17 car. And Gavin Ernstone is driving for his life at the moment. Leads TCR and he's put a lap Rockwell car in between himself and the evil version in second place he's on the high bank banks at the moment bmw was uh, rob walker behind the wheel of that number 25 car it may be far enough behind the wall that it's not going to cause a problem yeah i think it is i think they've managed to get it so that it's covered by the inside wall as we have more pit stops and this time it's gavin ernstone coming in to the pits, he's slightly further up, he's followed him by the number 37, that car was delayed earlier on, the LA Honda World car, and uh, that's going up to Nick Damon, leader in TCR with you, Gavin Ernstone's been in from the start. And he's not going to be any more, the 61 going for a full service, already the front right is virtually off, those five nuts whizzed off, so it'll be John Morley getting in, native of San Francisco. Drops into the car, all quite easy. If you need a four-tyre stop, there is plenty of time to get your driver in and settled. As the nuts, as we said, spew everywhere. And this is an absolutely standard stop, but it's obviously a completely full stop. And we are going to see, I think, a number of these drivers who've been in since the start and with no sign of a yellow flag, try and get a green stop. We'll have a word with Gavin once he gets uh, into the, uh, the pit lane and takes off his hat. But as it is, the deep black simply vegas car which is apparently i thought was some sort of gambling but for once it's not it's actually a real estate company um off they go the 61 is away after a quite a standard but very long stop because they had everything tires fuel drive the lot uh, and should be determined time should be determined by the fuel they should be able to get the four tires done for a full tank of fuel uh ryan eversley now behind the wheel of the much delayed Number 37, what are they? Eight laps down yeah. on the, the rest. It's really only the top six stroke seven of the TCRs who uh, are on or near the lead lap. Yeah, meanwhile, Elliot Skier running in second position in that Nola Sport number 47 Porsche has just set his best lap of the race. That's pretty impressive this far into a stint. And he's got that gap down from first to second to just over a second last time around. 1.2 seconds as they cross the line. Looking as they're coming now through NASCAR 3 and 4. It might be even a little bit less than that. And he's dragging Scott Andrews. We talked about him a little while ago in 10th position, up to 3rd. And a drama for the 99 uh. VGRT car, which is back in the pits, and the engine cover is up on the front of that car. We'll get some news on that in a moment after we've heard from Ironman Gavin Ernstone with Nick Damon. Hi, right, Gavin. Lots of air punching and high fives. You finished that seat. Was that the longest you've been in the car? It's about 2 hours, 20 minutes. About that. When we won here in 2020, I did about 2.15. 
I was loving it out there, though. It felt so good. The car was just amazing. Uh, I don't know how we got through the mayhem in six. I just pointed the thing at a hole and stuck my foot on the gas, and it went through it. So, yeah, really sad to see those guys out. You know, good friends with Roy. Um, but, look, we're just putting together a race. The cars, the long run pace on the car is fantastic. So it was just sitting there being patient, waiting for guys to come to me because I could see their tyres going off, their brakes going off. And our car's lovely, so I'm very happy. There was certainly a huge amount of confusion about that incident which happened, which, which culminated at the Le Mans chicane, but had gone wrong at turn six. But how did you see the whole, the whole process? I had my eyes closed, uh, and I think there was a hole, and I put my foot on the gas. So, yeah, Spotter said, I don't know, you're on your own, mate. And uh, that was it. Before you know it, we're coming into the bus stop. Crazy stuff. That can't be that, Gavin. Thanks, mate. Uh, Joe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the 99, the Victor Gonzalez racing car that has been in, that you heard me describe the pit stop went really well. The car straight back in, Cole Whitmer bringing the car back in, and it's a left-hand drive shaft. Is that any surprise the way we've seen these cars using these curbs? Uh, the, the team went brilliant. They assessed that absolutely rapidly. The, the bonnet went up. They knew exactly where they were looking for. The driver obviously reported vibration, etc. And they're going to work on that now. It's going to take a little while, but... These guys know what they're doing. I, I'm pretty certain I can show them the video clip where uh, that that happened because they, they were right over the turn seven curb, exit curb of the Le Mans chicane, and there's a bit of a ravine being dug out behind that curb there, and it nearly stopped the car that fell down into the hole so far. And uh, a few liberties being taken at, uh, at turn seven. Zane Smith running at the front of the field now by 1.2 seconds well, that gap's coming down it's little come right little. down yeah, little by little the last couple of laps meantime Haley Deegan is still in the 41 car and has just lost a place to Christian Simchak Matt Plum now in behind uh, Joe Bradley is uh, still down with the Honda of VGRT yeah, I'm just wondering, John, are you describing this car, uh, the driver that's in the car now, Victor, Victor Gonzalez? Uh, I don't know who brought the car in. Oh, well, it was Carl Whitman who brought the car in. No, no, it's Victor Gonzalez Racing Team. That's the name of the team. Yes, it, well, the driver's Victor Gonzalez as well. All ah, right. I'm pretty sure. I'll just, yeah, yeah but it was, Carl, it was Whitman that brought the car in, wasn't it? No, Whitman brought the car in. He handed it to Victor Gonzalez. Victor then took the car out. Victor's brought it straight back in with this drive shaft issue. That's what I was wondering. Who's, who's clobbered the curb? I thought Victor started the race, actually. Um, yeah, Victor started Victor the race. Victor started the race, so... Oh, he's back in then. Right. Um, I don't know who was in it, but to be honest, Joe, pretty much all of the uh, the touring cars and the GSs have been taking liberties at the exit of Turn 7. And frankly, you're rolling the dice there at the moment. There's bits of underfloor coming off the Porsches. There's wheel arch liners getting pulled out of other cars. The Mustangs, it seems to, de to destroy the back end of that car. And uh, obviously, front-wheel drive cars, the, it's putting pressure on the, the drive shafts. Into the pits, uh, the mighty Taylor-driven TCR. That's the yeah, unitronic, that's the new-shaped Audi, is it not? Yes, it is. Yeah, out of the lead in the class with the pit stop uh, a lap or two ago for the number 61 car. Nick Damon's there. Yeah, that's, this is going to be a full service. Well, certainly front tyres. Now they've put the third tyre of the ball, so it's going to be four tyres. No driver change, though, so he's staying on board. This is the new um, version, you say, of the Audi, which is interesting. It's a, 
It's managed to avoid having any driveline problems. All the other new Audi has been having, we've been watching them recently in the TCR class. So perhaps uh, those holes behind curbs aren't as uh, treacherous. Think in comes the 83. Will Jerome Bleekman get out of that car? And the answer is yes. So Jerome gets out. I think I think that's Spencer getting in. Uh, the sun's right in my eyes. The BGP 83 Porsche Cayman GT4 RS. I don't want to get my uh, Porsche and the Renaissance wrong with John in the, in the well, stand. You missed that's out sure. CS, mate. Oh, okay, that's it. I'll, I'll take a £10 fine for that one then. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Keep an eye on all of that. It looks like the Unitronic car is about to go, and indeed it drops down. We wait for it to fire in there. It is moving. Uh, that car, the uh, BGB car, and also... It was having a bit of a battle with the Nolan Siegel-driven Siegel 39. That's the green, green car. That's also in the pit lane. So Zane Smith still leads. Elliot Skier is the third of the Porsches at the sharp end of the field in the number 47. That's the Nola Sport car. Yeah. Uh, and he is still out there. And I reckon anybody making uh, in GS cars making pit stops now, they can get to the end of the race here from one with one more pit stop with an okay. hour and a half remaining. Yeah. We heard Stephen McAlee, wasn't it, saying 42 to 49 minutes. Well, split 90 minutes in half. In fact, we're, we're down at 88 minutes now. So make your pit stop when you can at the end of the race. At IMSA Radio, if you want to get in touch with us, good to have your company. 90 minutes or just under of the BMW M Endurance Challenge. Still to go to decide the first podium of the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge season. Cars coming in from right through the field, including the second place, Hyundai Elantra in TCR. That's Mark Wilkins who brought the car in. Tyler Maxson, to all the problems that that number 70 car has uh, had, that car is now at the front of the field on the pit stop cycle, of course. But let's see what happens when everybody goes through, and particularly where John Morley cycles into in the 61 car. The Simply Vegas machine. Still waiting for Zane Smith. Been a good long stint for Zane. Coming up to, in fact, over. Just coming up to th 33 laps he's been out there. Last in on lap 38. So just coming up to, sorry, 28 laps. My arithmetic's always been rubbish. Now... Into the pit lane for the McLaren Artura. Alec Filsinger in the 69 Mia car. Nick, Nick, Nick Dearman. I just said we're with the McLaren. I can now absolutely visually confirm it's got five nut wheel nut starts rather than the uh, the single start. Of course, the reason for that dispensation for the 720 was the road car came with single nut starts, isn't it? It came with a, cent a centre lock. It's kind of a look at me. I've got a road car with a centre lock, which is um, so useless. It's not true for a road car. So the Artura now has the uh, the five nut starts. They're having a little bit of a yeah, they're having a little bit of an issue with the rear right at the moment. It still hasn't come off. So rear left hasn't come off yet. They can't get it off. The new one is waiting to get placed on. So they've finished everything. Uh, this is a 69 car. They're wasting a lot of time. Uh, and uh, a little bit of argy-bargy coming into the pit lane with the Nola Sport Porsche and the number 42's in Smith car. Yeah. And Elliot Skier got ahead of the leader coming into the pit lane. He dived super late on the brakes coming down towards the pit lane uh, entrance and got ahead of him just before the uh, pit lane speed limit line. So if you assume he was down to speed, OK, the minimum, maximum speed in pit lane, he'll be OK. But that was a, a robust move there from Elliot Skier. Wow. 
That's still part, that, that deceleration lane is still part of the pit lane. Nick Damon is up with the Ford Performance cars. The 42 come in and parked ahead of the 41, as they did last time. Nick? Yeah, both of them in for the... Uh, they're obviously used to these uh, speedy stops, the five-nut shuffle. as a uh, obviously an all ex or like, all current truck drivers, so this is part of the, uh, the whole event. They're very used to coming together. Both the drivers started the cars, the Hayley Egan and Zane Smith, have both done two hours and 20. Uh, and they're obviously this is a full chance service so we're getting a replacement driver so moving into the 42 it is Harrison Burton in the 41 it's Ben Rhodes um, the gap the 42 now is down and away or could go away as we wave and he's fired up 41 still up on the jacks uh, I think it's even the Halley that car probably yeah it's about even Stephen I think the amount of time is about the same so good stop from Ford's performance team meantime Nick the Nola Sports uh, Porsche He's down and away, and we've got two Mustangs scrapping over the exit road. That's the McCombie uh, McAleer yeah. uh, car ahead of one of those four performance machines. And that was uh, the only thing I would say about that, um, that little incident coming into pit lane was the, uh, the Nola Sport Porsche had to just ease over to the right to stay in the acceleration lane there. Uh, from the bottom of the track and slightly squeezed the the Ford. Uh, yeah, I think it was just about okay, uh, but uh, it was certainly a robust move. I think Zane Smith just a little bit conservative on that in-lap. Uh, and uh, as a result of that, the number 13 car of Chad McCombie, he made up a bit of ground there and he came out of the pits right behind, didn't he? Although, uh, yeah, right behind him, he, he had been maybe a couple of seconds behind yeah. the, n the number 42 car before that round of pit stops, about three seconds behind him before they came into the pit lane. Nick Damon down a fourth performance. Let's find out what Halle Deegan thought about her opening stint again. It was another yeah. monster stint from the start of the race, Nick. Halle, did you know you were going to be in for two and a half hours at the start? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, it was kind of the same thing last year. Uh, I think that Having a teammate who's a really good driver, and then I think he just kind of splitting is the best case scenario, not really splitting into three parts, three driver changes. So I think that just going out there and splitting in half, yeah, it's a little bit longer, but honestly, nothing that bad. I feel like in the stock car stuff, it's a lot hotter in there. You got this nice little window on the side right there. It's got a nice airflow in, so uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> it was quite, as we say, it was quite busy out there on a couple of occasions. You had your elbows out. <coughs> Yeah, there was a few times. Uh, I think I got into it with a few guys, but uh, it was a blast. I have so much fun driving these cars. So thankful that Ford lets me come out here and be a part of it. Uh, it's my third year now, and I feel like every year I just keep having more fun with it. I wish we could have finished off that second stint a little bit better. Uh, I think that we just went in the wrong direction with the change that we made after the first stint. I think we're really, really strong in the first stint. We didn't take... Uh, tires like how everyone else did so uh, Ben has an extra set to go play on and <laughs> I think that we could have could have fixed it up a little bit tweaked it a little bit but uh, hopefully I get come back next year and do it again Great stuff. thank you Holly. thank you Harrison Burton off the circuit at the Le Mans chicane but this time at the middle part of the chicane she's got a little bit sideways yeah. that bump again just after the first uh, turning curb and the 42 car very very sideways indeed great piece of driving uh, by Chad McCombie who was the next car in line just got a little
little bit of a wiggle on, decided to straighten it up. That was decent driving by Harrison because he didn't try to fight that, but uh, it did leave him vulnerable to Chad McCombie. Uh, there'll be a penalty for oh, a bad day getting worse for the Honda Civic. Number 37, LA Honda World, Ryan Eversley, left with equipment attached, so that will be a drive-through penalty. Drew Nobayer, by the way, just coming into the pit lane in the number 79 yeah. Ford Mustang. He was leading the race uh, for the NV Autosport team, which we haven't mentioned very much, and that is one of the bronze category, all bronze drivers in there, just three, uh, just four of them here, but that is effectively a separate subclass. Yeah, there were three up until this morning, yes. because it was only literally, it was last night that uh, Drew Neubauer and Stephen Vider, who's sharing that Envy uh, Racing uh, Mustang, got their, their, their uh, proper ranking through from the FIA. Ah. They, they didn't realise about that. They didn't know what they had to do in terms of getting an FIA licence to qualify for the Bronze Cup. Uh, they're not planning on doing the full season, but they're going to do maybe five or six races this season with a, with a plan to run a full year in uh, 2024. But uh, they finally got that paperwork done last night, so they are now properly classified as a bronze leading, a bronze running car. And they come in leading the race overall, which is kind of cool. Uh, problem for the Mia McLaren, Motorsport in action. Mia McLaren, wheel rotation while ever uh, elevated for the... 69 cars, Jesse Lazare will have to come back down the pit lane I just saw the Victor Gonzalez car back in the pit lane as well the number 99, it's Carl Whitmer behind the wheel of that car uh, they had a drive shaft problem earlier on as uh, reported by Joe Bradley I reckon Owen Trinkler's leading the motor race here for TGM and Ted Giovannis is with Joe Bradley we've just worked out that you guys are leading, am I right? Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're in a good position right now, but but we'll see how it plays out with the fuel strategy. I think we need we got a couple of stops and splashes left to go. So, uh, but everything will work out. There, both cars are up, up. I think are we are we leading? I know we were three and two, but we were we were we're up there. So it looks looks pretty good right now. I, I always use the analogy, Ted, of it's kind of like a high speed game of chess at this stage. Uh, absolutely, and uh, we, we don't really know. Uh, well, as they used, to, as Yogi used to say, it ain't over till it's over. So uh, that's what we're going to do. Uh, we'll just have to wait to the end, but we play it out as best we can. We got good strategy. We got confidence in our crew. So, and the drivers are doing really great. Yes, you are. Uh, can you do? Can you go at the end on one stop? Yeah, yeah. I think we. Uh, we have, each car has at least one more stop. Ted, very busy weekend for you. You obviously love this. You're jumping in on between this series and, and the WeatherTech series. Yeah, uh, it's one of those things. Yeah, it is very busy. Uh, then when you get immersed in it, you're like, why did I? Uh, why did I get myself into this? But we really, um, it really is very fulfilling because uh, yesterday was a really busy day. We started at 9:30 and didn't get finished till 9:15 or something like that last night with night practice. So, it, it's um, but you're moving all the time. Um, I, w I want to ask you, uh, why the change of manufacturing? You went from Porsche to Aston Martin. What, what was behind that? Uh, basically, we were, um, you know, we were, the, the, the Porsche was, was a good platform when it started, but then everything started to kind of get out of, out of kilter. I, uh, the Aston Martin was a great platform. It's a consistent platform and can get us, uh, consistent top, top three. 
in from third position to five, fifth position, which we're, we, we focus on championships. We don't focus on races. So uh, if you want to be blindingly fast for a race, that's one thing. If you want to focus on consistency and getting a points payday every weekend, that's a different, that's a different story. So that's why we're with Aston Martin. Cars to drive, I mean, the, the, the 911 Porsche, renowned for being a tricky car to drive. What's the comparison you can make? The um, uh, it's uh, the Aston Martin. Everybody that I've known that has told me that has driven Aston Martins has told me it's it's much easier to drive, and they are right. Um, for me personally, I was uh, you not used to a longer wheelbase platform, and I was I, I liked the dartier platform of a shorter wheelbase. However, this car is set up; it's it's fairly fairly compliant. And it, it stems, it's engineered from a, real, a race car strategy. So the GT4 car came from the GT3, so that makes it a lot better. And so that carries through with running it in a GT3 platform. It allows me, it's almost like driver training. While I'm driving a GT4, I'm kind of driving a GT3. In a, in a, in a crew way, not directly. Great stuff. Thanks, Ted. And of course, it was a Cayman GT4, not 911. Of course it was. Yeah, in, in this category... Yeah, in this category it was, but they did run a 911 in the Rolex uh, in uh, well last year, uh, believe it or not. Yep. Uh, well, um, uh, they've cycled themselves to the front in Joe Vardy. We trust they have said that Joe on the pit stand. There is the the brains behind this. We've got Mustang and Mustang action down at the West End again. A rather battered, bruised and battle weary number thirteen. Chad McCumbie with Harrison Burton now back on his tailpipes and there was a trade of Ford Wimbledon white paint I think there between those two and right in behind them is Jeff Westfall in the 39 Porsche that's the grey and green car it's Owen Trinkler that leads by three seconds from Elliott Skier in the 47 Porsche the Nola Sport Machine and down in the pit lane uh, Nick is uh, He's doing well. He's catching more Ford drivers. Uh, with Zane Smith, who, who came into the pits in the lead, two and a half hours of, uh, of good work. Yeah, thanks. I mean, obviously a, a good stint by us and our, our whole PF Racing Ford Mustang group. Um, obviously, the Mustangs are fast out there today, and especially the 42. So I was just trying to manage that gap there and um, be sure I was going to give Harrison... Um, the car I started with and, and a good brake pedal there and um, it seems like it's coming to them it's really tough when you roll out on stickers so um, obviously you can see the, the grip coming to them and um, it's a lot different for us it's these we aren't used to these things braking as good as they do compared to what we drive so it takes a few laps to get after it but um, hopefully he's up there towards the end and we have a shot of winning it uh, yeah, I mean, did you mention, mention the braking? Because obviously just, just at the end of your stint, when you came in the pit, you got outbraked into the pit lane by the Nola Sports. Is that, is that an example of how you don't quite know how these cars are braking? You have to give it a little bit extra margin for pit lane speed limits? Yeah, in a way. I mean, our, our day was, was going so smooth, and I didn't want to be the one who got the penalty, uh, for one. And, and for two, I mean, I've had um, been in a few driver's meetings here, and I, I'm the new guy on the block, so I don't... I'm trying to learn the rules as we go. Obviously, there's a lot more opportunities to get penalties in, in this series compared to what we're used to. And um, I just kept hearing and hearing people talk about this fast lane um, and how you have the right away. And so um, I was just sure to get to that right away. And then um, it came across my nose, and I didn't want to get penalized for contact there either. So 
Um, I don't know. Obviously, now I know now. You know, smart but fast. Thanks, Zane. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, always better not to have the penalty, I think, if you're not entirely certain. Good stuff uh, from the young NASCAR Series driver. Uh, new fastest lap of the race, and that was a Mustang as well. They do have pace out there today. Yeah, that's right. Another of the uh, NASCAR young drivers here is uh, Ben Rhodes in car number 41. He's taken over from Haley Dean, just at the fastest lap of the race, eclipsing uh, Zane Smith, uh, his uh, teammate in the other car, number 42 car that sent it earlier in the race. 152.665 for um, for Ben Rhodes, and that is nine hundredths of a second away from the lap record that was set back in 2019, 152.656. Now, Owen Trinkless come into the pit lane in the number 64 car, so that lead then perhaps just a, a little bit of a false position. Uh, they're already going to work on that car and Joe Bradley can see what's going on. Yeah, well I can see that Owen is staying in the car. We are taking on fuel and, uh, and fresh rubber all around. Rear-wheel drive Aston Martin, of course, uh, needing that. Um, and Ted did tell us that this is going to be their last stop. What's your no, 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 estimation? No, no, no. Not an hour and 12. No. Yeah, no, no. when he did say, didn't he? I said, can you go to the finish in, in, with one more stop? He said, yes. I think he was no, being a bit what, what optimistic actually, there. What he actually said, PC Bradley, and you should have been taking notes. Well, note I did take that. notes contemporaneously. Well, what he actually said, I think you'll find, if it plays the court, he said, <laughs> we have at least one more stop yeah. to do for both cars. So uh, that uh, may well have, uh, have just... Yes, that, that was, that's the evidence here. We have it on tape. It's all right. The interview is, uh, is on tape. Problem for the number 33 uh, Hyundai. That's Robert Wiggins through the Le Mans chicane. Well, one way of rotating the car is to not have all the wheels on the ground. And I think at one stage there, he only had uh, two wheels on the ground. Actually, not a problem at all. Just brilliant driving by Robert Wiggins. He's driving on hand controls. Meantime, Nick Damon has more at the other end of the pits. Yeah, with Jan Blikeman. Is it a case that over the length of the stint, it seems that the uh, Mustang's a little bit quicker than the Cayman? No, well, the way to get to the front was uh, to get a bit out of sync with the rest. So in the end, we double stinted tyres. Uh, but that's very hard. I mean, in the beginning, I could hold on to the lead for a little bit, but then after a while, especially the rear tires were just gone. So uh, then, yeah, I just tried to keep it on the track. Uh, now handed it over to Spencer. He's doing a great job. So let's see how far we can get back up to the front. It looks pretty action-packed at the front. There's no quarter given, is there? No, the racing is absolutely fantastic, as always, uh, with the GT4. There's not a lot of aero, so you can run side by side. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I got a couple of small bumps from the rear, but that's also racing. It's, it's hard but fair racing. And the car's okay because you had some problems uh, in warm-up. Yeah, no, that was all fine. We've had some tyre issues earlier in the week, or last weekend, but uh, luckily so far it's been feeling good. So, you know, hopefully we can be up there at the end. Thanks, Ronan. Uh, big battle for second and third, John. You are indeed correct, Mr. Damon. Yeah, good point in uh, double-sinting those tyres. And uh, now uh, Harrison Burton has, uh, well, he's... Just having, since the round of pit stops, he's having a good battle here with Chad McCumbie. McCumbie in second position at the moment. In car number 13, uh, uh, just ahead of Harrison Burton. And only a couple of seconds ahead of Jeff Westfall in the number 39 Carbon Who's going Porsche. very nicely indeed. His lap times have been very competitive. And he's yep. just put, in fact, his, his best 
uh, first sector yeah. in, in that uh, car park Porsche. 2019 Michelin Pilot Challenge Series champion. Uh, has been driving in GT3 cars in the WeatherTech Series the last couple of years, but uh, he's looking forward to it this f- full season in this car this year. It was uh, Sean McAllister who drove the car initially, and Nolan Siegel did a really good middle stint, and now Jeff Westfall will finish it off, and currently running in fourth place. Uh, just a little bit ahead of uh, Michael Cooper. Great to see Michael here. He's driving the number 44 accelerated performance Aston Martin, those two Mustangs battling it away. Down into, into turn one. A yeah. little bit of damage still on the right rear sill. The sill cover's now hanging off that McCumbie McAleer car. He got a, a tap earlier on, if you remember, and which uh, relieved it of its rear bumper. And that right-hand side sill cover is starting to wave around. That'll be catching the eye of race control. Now, ideally, they want that to fall off and end up on the grass somewhere so that uh, race control don't throw them the black and orange flag. This is the battle for second, by the way, we're talking about at the front of the field. Elliot Skier is out on his own. Ah, now the 25 Rob Walker BMW went missing a little while ago. Um, They'd only done one pit stop up until about 90 minutes, so I'm sure up until uh, over halfway through the race, I'm not sure what was going on, but it went missing and dropped a handful of laps there are now 14 laps off the lead but Rob Walker's just brought that number 25 or, or Technic BMW that's the most, mostly red car back out onto the circuit uh, was there a penalty for the number 27 car that we that I missed certainly uh, because he made no. two pit stops one one just two laps after the other one so either some, something wasn't completed in that Lone Star racing Mercedes car number 27 that Scott Andrews has been flying with uh, but he made an extra stop, certainly on lap 68. Uh, so uh, he has fallen now down into the 17th position. So he's got quite a lot of ground to make up, having been challenging, uh, running in third before the latest round of pit stops. Uh, yes, leaving with equipment. 27, you did you say? Yes. Yes, leaving with equipment attached. My Fine. apologies. Uh, and and the, the BMW we were just talking about, pit lane speed violation, at 26 kilometres as it came out, uh, plus 26 kilometres as it came out from behind the wall. That will be a stop and 20 for that. Fortunately, I knew where to look on the race oh, control screen. Very much. It's all right. Teamwork makes the whatnot thingy bob. Yep, and Elliot Skier then still running some really oh, nice, nice laps. 153.7 last time around, about half a second away from his best. Chad McCombie, however, was a couple of tenths quicker. Uh, uh, as was Harrison Burton, those two Fords remaining closely matched in second and third positions. And uh, Jeff, Jeff Westfall, yeah, he's getting, yes, he is. A little bit, uh, he is indeed just uh, a second and a half behind him in that oh. fourth place. Uh, down at turn one last Not time out. around, there was more swapping of uh, Ford paint. And ah, and I think Jeff Westfall's gone through there at the start of the lap. Two side-by-side contacts which sent the 42 car of Harrison Burton off the side of the road now did the Porsche get through yes it, yes, it did. did yes it did Westfall then up into third position he had been closing on them just inching closer and closer it was a little over two seconds he brought it back to about a second and a half at the line but those two Fords battling mm-hmm. into turn one allowed him to go through and now splits those cars he's in the third position yeah and uh, they're, they're pulling away a little bit from well it's now ben rhodes up into fifth place in car number 41 he's just got past michael cooper in the number 44 accelerated performance aston martin 
hanging right with Michael Lewis. Chris Wilson in car number 11, the Will Sport Mercedes, uh, and he's leading the bronze category. Remember that's the car that spun at mm. turn six a while ago, but Chris Wilson, uh, the veteran, up into seventh oh, position yes. overall. It's a fabulous run by Chris, that was the just car, ahead of Christian Shimjak. That was the car that started all the TCR carnage, wasn't yes, it? That it was, was the car that was across the track. In TCR itself, John Morley has 13 seconds of a lead in the 61. Mm. That's the Simply Vegas dark grey car from the new version of the Audi in second. Now, the, the guys at, at uh, Roadshagger have got a new version of that car. They haven't brought it on stream as yet. Third is Tyler Max in another 2.1 seconds further back. Uh, and the Windward car is uh, out on the circuit, the number 57 machine. That car went behind the wall with a caliper issue earlier on. Uh, and that is Daniel Morad. Uh, and he is in 25th position in class at the moment. So John Morley has extended that lead over the last uh, five laps by... Uh, Better, cut, better part of three quarters of a second a lap so he's extending his lead now is John Morley in that road shagger Audi car number 61 Mikey Taylor though looking for a second win at this event in the last three years is uh, still in second place for JEC Miller Motorsports but Tyler Max really good job there for this new Daily Motorsports team brand yeah. new to this championship they made a debut last year at uh, Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta the final race of the season with an older uh, Hyundai Veloster they got some new cars to that team over the uh, over the winter the ex Brownherder Autosport Hyundai Elantras and Tyler Maxson who drove well actually the same car last year for Brownherder Autosport is running in third position for that little team from from Arkansas great job by young Tyler Maxson uh, I'll, I'll put this out there as a you know rhetorical question but feel free on at him to radio Com, whether you're listening here on 107.9 or further afield and watching the pictures as well. I'm not sure I'd be wanting to bring the new car on stream at the moment for the Road Shagger guys. They're doing very well with the old car that they know, that they love, that they are comfortable with, they know how it all runs. Uh, and they're 13 seconds to the good over one of the new cars that sits behind them. Yeah, fair point. Discuss. <laughs> yeah. Answers on a postcard, please, as they used to say. It's been a really yeah. good run, and Oops. that was set up by Gavin doing that uh, 2 minutes 20. Uh, there will be a, a bit more of a battle going on here. This again is Porsche versus Mustang. This is the battle for second in GS, and overall, Chad McCombie's got his hands full, being ganged up on by two Ford Mustang GT4s. Uh, Elliot Skier leads. Chad McCombie had fought his way into second place by the line. They've now been side-by-side side, all the way out of turn three the international horseshoe through the opposite end and Chad McCombie's got the inside line going into turn six can he outbreak that car into the corner they come out side by side as well McCombie stays on the low side three wide going onto the banking as the uh, second of the Mustangs tries to come through there that's Harrison Burton Ben Rhodes is trying to close them down as well, but he's seven and a half seconds behind. They're heading towards the braking area of the backstraight chicane, and I think Skier has lost both of the positions of both of those Mustangs now, but he's super late on the brakes going into turn number seven and managed to get one of them back. He was well, well back on the second of those Mustangs, but he's outbraked Harrison Burton, but through has gone the... Chad McCombie machine and consolidates its second 
in the race. Fantastic manoeuvre. At one stage, we had them three wide coming out at turn six. So skier leads by 6.747 seconds. They were all together coming into turn one. McCumbia dragged through the lead on the line. Then there was side-by-side -side contact. And then, well, fantastic stuff. They ran half a lap pretty much side-by-side. -side. Yeah. Problem for the number 15 Audi of Denny Dupont, who's fought himself back almost back onto the lead lap, actually. I think he... Is he just on the end of the lead lap? Well, yeah, he won't yeah. be yeah, now. Yeah, no, he is. He's about 45 seconds behind. Yeah, well, he won't be now. Car. He's just in an 81 seconds middle sector, yeah. so he's got a problem. Uh, meantime, Elliot Skier leads it from McCombie in second. And Jeff Westfall just about holding on to third position. Outstanding outbreaking manoeuvre into turn seven. Yeah, and Elliot Skier is saying, have out it, boys, because uh, he's turning yes. some super consistent laps in that Nola Sport car number 47. The Porsche way out in front now, eight and a half seconds. He's, he's almost doubled that gap over the last four laps because of this trio battling over second place. So just proving how important in and out of the pit lane is. Ah, it's a right front Ooh. tyre missing from that uh, Rockwell number 15. Shredded, isn't it? And uh, Denny Dupont has brought the car back on the rim uh, just a, a quick point Nick will keep an eye on this for us as it comes in just a quick point on, on the Nola Sport car, how important the pit stops they came they came to the lap, to start the lap that they were going to pit one and a half seconds in arrears in second and they left about three and a half seconds in the lead magnificent manoeuvre coming into the pits and they turned the car around very, very quickly indeed, and beat the Fords off the pit lane. Nick, what's going on with Denny Dupont and that uh, and that Rockwell Audi? Well, he's done a good job because, also, you say it's completely uh, torn the tyre off the room. He's not done any real damage. However, what they are now doing is full service and fuel, which is fine. Apart from the fact that it's going to be very tight that he can get to the end on this uh, this uh, particular slurp of fuel. You know, a few more laps and possibly the two CR car could. So it probably is going to cost him another trip down. Pit road, but no damage, they're good driving. Thank Meanwhile, you, in TCR, uh, again, John Morley continue to extend that lead over uh, Mikey Taylor. The battle for third. Uh, now, Mike Lamara, who won this championship 10 years ago with uh, no. with Terry Borchella, well, ST as it was then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, uh, he, he's now just moved ahead of Tyler Maxson on that last lap. So, Mike Lamara in the, uh, well, the second of the uh, LA Honda World Cars, the, the other car being the, 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 the pole-winning car that's had problems is, I think, it's, is it out of the race already? I think it was out of the race, wasn't it? Which oh, it's a long way back. No, number 37 car. No, it's not out of the race. It's running in the eighth position, but uh, six or seven laps back from the TCR leaders. Uh, a catalogue of issues there, including some pit lane violations. Uh, for that machine, Ryan Eversley got, I think, got pinged for leaving with equipment attached. Or was that the 27? I may have misremembered that. 8.8 seconds at the front of the field. Then this tremendously entertaining battle uh, between the Ford Mustang and the Porsche. Oh, Elliot's now this time. Jeff Westfall left a gap down the inside and was that was happily taken up by Harrison Burton. Ah, a little bit of side drafting going on 
That's really interesting. <laughs> so the Porsche is slowing down the Mustang by side-drafting it. Really interesting. <laughs> They'll come side-by-side side across the line. Harrison Burton was scored in the lead, but quite clearly, Jeff Westfall believes he can outbreak that Mustang or outturn that Mustang when he's lost out there in Turn 1 and he's lost the position. And that was just being slightly offline, I think, coming out of Turn 7 of the Mancha game. So half a lap ago, as these cars are heading towards, in the next 10 minutes, their final pit stop. Elliot Skier leads by almost nine seconds from Chad McCombie in the 13, white with blue side stripes on that Mustang. Then Harrison Burton in the Ford Performance Colours car, so that's white with multicoloured blue stripes on an angle at the back of the car. Then Jeff Westfall in the dark grey and bright green Porsche. Ben Rhodes is another six seconds further back in the sister car to Harrison Burton. That's the 41 machine. Then it is Chris Wilson, the best of the GS bronze teams in the Will Sports machine, the red, white and black Mercedes. And once again, the Rob Walker BMW, the number 25 Autotechnic Racing car, uh, is back uh, on the pit road. They've been backwards and forwards. They went missing. They came out from behind the wall and took a penalty for excessive speed on the pit lane. And it was 20 clicks or something like that. Then they had to come and do another penalty for refueling outside of their pits. So it's a learning curve for that machine. And they are now 18 laps off the lead. Also, I should say the. Uh, Rockwell 15 Audi uh, was penalised for wheel rotations while uh, on the jacks. That car has just come through. Let's go down to Joe to update us on the problems problems that we've had for the defending champion Hyundai Elantra NTCR from Brian Hurt at Autosport. Michael Lewis in the car after a stellar opening stint by Taylor Hagler. But it's not the way they wanted to get their uh, title defence underway, Joe. No, a drivetrain is what's been described to me, bringing that car to hold. However, they've rectified the, the drivetrain and it's back out, John. A very long opening stick stint from uh, Taylor Hagler. Drivetrain, Joe. Mm. Now, I wonder if they've been hammering the curbs too hard as well. I... I'm sure that you guys in the pit lane have been able to see some of the uh, pictures, and certainly anybody who's looking at Turn 7 will have seen this, um, how hard they are hitting that exit kerb. And on a front-wheel drive car, I'm pretty certain that that's not doing your, any of your drive shaft or your joints, your universal joints or anything like that. It's uh, just amazing. So, at the front of the field, Elliot Skier with uh, just holding in about eight and three quarter 
seconds yeah. for the Nola Sport car and lapping very consistently in the low to mid 154s even through traffic had a wee bit of traffic that time oh huge incident Oops. and that is the Carbon. 39 Carbon wow. Jeff Westbourne car he's been in the wall with that car Wow. on one of the faster parts of the circuit there's fluid coming out the back this will be a full course caution this is almost the identical damage on the left front of that car as we saw earlier on from the other car the left front's been in the wall and so is the right rear yeah, that's exactly what we saw earlier on that same damage on the other grey car yeah. of course that had been the pole sitting machine the other Porsche yeah I, I, I fancy the, uh, the right rear might have been the initial problem uh, cause on that car potentially that car, that uh, rear tire is shredded on that number 39 car and that's brought out our what fifth full course caution of the day with 53 minutes remaining yeah the good news now is that this will enable everybody to make their final pit stops of the day and uh, by the time this is cleaned up because it'll take a while there's a lot of debris on the track uh, they, I think uh, we, they will be able to run to the end of this race from here if they if they pitted now under green they would be really struggling to get to the end without another splash of fuel. But with the uh, full course caution coming up, that problem shouldn't, uh, should, should not occur. So this is a, in terms of, of our motor race, I think it's going to make things even more exciting than perhaps they were otherwise. I cannot believe how similar the brush with the white paint on the wall is on the left front bumper of that car as to what we saw earlier on with the RS1 car. Uh, and it's clearly been pitched sideways. Uh, and there's... Well, I'm looking at the right rear of that car, and there is damage there. Oh, we know, it's tire shredded. Let's uh, see what happens to... Lost it low down in the fourth turn and did yeah. a complete yeah. rotation. And... Complete 180. Yeah. And the tyre has uh, folded underneath that car as it lost the... Lost the air from it. Uh, Shay Adam is back in the pit lane. Hello, Shay. Hello. What can you tell us about that uh, carbon machine? Uh, not the carbon machine, actually, but the RS1 machine, because as I was coming back into the pit lane, thank you, Nick Damon, for covering while well, I had to go over and host a Porsche Q&A. I ran into Eric and his co-driver, Stephen McAleer, and I said, Eric, what happened? And he said, no idea. One minute I was driving, the next second I was facing backwards. It was just the tire that let go. They are both dejected and not still participating in this race, the four-hour contest that they won a year ago, but they will be back at Sebring International Raceway looking at the data, trying to see what they could have done different. But for now, they don't think there was anything. Uh, I, I, I do not believe there was anything that they could do. A spookily similar incident uh, to RS1. Joe Bradley is with Nolan Siegel from the Carbon team. Uh, hopefully, with a bit of news as to uh, how Jeff Westfall is, if uh, he's heard from the car, Joe. Yeah, Nolan, you uh, were sat there with the cans on. You heard from the driver. The driver's made a communication. Yeah, Jeff's been on the radio. He's okay, which is the most important thing, but it's really disappointing for the whole team. They've worked so hard, and we had a really strong car. I think we could have been in contention for the win today. So, um, yeah, Jeff's okay, but definitely a disappointing end. You guys, were, were you happy with the way you were managing your tyres up to this point? There's been other teams have had issues. Yeah, I think we, we haven't had any issues, and I think that our pace was quite good on old tyres, and, um, yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere, so not sure what happened. Was that a double-stinted set of tyres, that Jeff's on? I don't believe so, no. All right. Okay, there's nothing I can say that's going to make this better, mate. 
I'm sorry, you know, this is also the sport, isn't it? Bad luck. Yes. Joe, Joe Bradley, um, therapist, career, possibly not for him. Uh, the 29 TR Racing machine has entered a closed pit. This is yeah, the silver. I think that might be machine. emergency service, yeah. John, perhaps. Or is he serving a. Uh, it is fuel only. Yeah, so it just be a splash of fuel. Five it's allowed seconds. to take on five seconds of fuel. Um, that's a bit marginal. Um, and, um, and then rejoin. And, but he will have to make another stop before we go back to green. So uh, that car was, well, it was on the lead lap. Unfortunately, that's going to cost it. It's going to cost that car. It's going to fall off the lead lap because of that stop, I think. Pass around is about to start will he get away with it maybe maybe he's I got think away he with might. it yeah, I, I think, think he might have got yeah, away with it because yeah. they're just coming through three and four now aren't yeah. they on the speedway and that car is running uh, second in the uh, bronze category class because I think Stephen Vider in the number 79 car just been lapped before the full course caution yeah I think he had yeah absolutely uh, hello to Jake Parrott who is off to Felicia Raceway, uh, but going to stay listening to the last 49 minutes on 107.9 as he drives away. <laughs> He's offered us adult beverages if we make it over there tonight. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> Jeremy's very tempted, I'll tell you that now. Very tempted. If it had been Thursday night into Friday rather than Friday night into a 24-hour race, I think Jeremy would have been there with bells on. In fact, I think I would have been sitting by myself here because he'd have been wanting to get there for the first laps turned at 6 o'clock this evening. No, I'm, 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 I'm happy to miss... I'd be OK with missing the hot laps. I'd be, all right, I'd be, all right. Someone's in there for the racing. Be there for the, for the, for the, for the, the mains, for the B&C yeah. mains and the A mains. OK, fine. I, I might have to be sensible there. <laughs> for once in my life. So Elliot Skier's lead then has evaporated because we're under the fifth safety cut. Yeah, and now it'll be down to the pit crews. Yeah, well, Nola did a cracking job last time around yep. when the, they turned the cars around uh, quickly. So I think Shea is at pit. Shea, you were pit out. Did you take over from Nick and pick out or have you swapped over? I'm, I'm on air for you. I'm down at pit out. I'm okay. uh, walking towards Nola, as a matter of fact. Good. Excellent. They were super quick last time around uh, and that got them the lead. On the lead lap at the moment we have in GS, I think the top 20, don't we? Uh, yeah. Uh... Is John yeah, where's, where, where is uh, where's John Branham in the John number Branham. 29 Aston? Uh, I think he's yes. on the lead lap. I think yeah, he made it yeah, yeah, day. he is. Yeah. He's just coming through turn one now. Yeah. So the top 20 in GS yeah. are on the lead lap. Yeah. So Stephen Vider is the uh, the f first car a, a lap down, uh, also in GS, and in 22nd position, one lap down to the overall lead is the TCR leader. That's John Morley, but his his. Uh, the gap of he extended over 14 seconds, probably about six, yeah, better part of 16 seconds. That was that's gone. That's gone. And Mike Lamara now in second position. Tyler Maxson in third. Uh, but those, I think, are the only three cars on the lead lap. Lot or, of or is Mark Wilkins? Did, yeah, maybe Mark Wilkins was 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 just uh, just about got back onto the lead lap. Yeah, I think uh, he had Mark just. Mark Wilkins in the he got the wave around. 98. Yes. So. Big clean-up at Speedway 2 and 
two and three and four. We've got the track sweepers out just offline uh, through the Le Mans chicane as well. Opportunity to pick up some of those errant car parks that have been shed on the exit of, of turn seven. And all of that will be done now during this. Yes, yeah, yeah. Three and four was where Jeff Westfall went off the circuit. So here's how they'll come in with the uh, wave around going on, I believe. So it'll be 47 Porsche for Nola Sport from 13 McCumbie McAleer Mustang from PF42 Mustang from PF41 from PF41 Mustang from Mercedes 11. Uh, that is the Will Sports car from Murillo's 72. And that is your top six in GS as they head to the pit lane. Joe Bradley is closest to pit in. And let's see who peels off towards him. And Shea Adam, we've got standing by at Nola Sport for the leader. Let's check to see where they are. They're all going past Joe now. That's the noise you can hear. That looked like bump drafting in the pit lane. It really was that close. And with the 46 Aston Martin of TGM, uh, this is definitely their last pit stop. We heard Ed, uh, Ted Giovannis tell us that. So uh, looks like fresh tyres all round, maybe just the right-hand side. I'll confirm when we've been to share. Elliot Skier staying aboard the Nola Sport Porsche, number 47. They are doing right-side tyres now. They're sticker left-side tyres that have come over the wall. Their egress is going to be blocked by the number 11. That is the Will Sport car. Mercedes, they are doing fuel only, though, so hopefully their pit stop will be done before Nola Sport. Joe? Yeah, it is four tyres all round. I just didn't see the left-hand tyres. They were still over the wall. He's giving Owen Trinkler the finger to get moving and couldn't quite get it into gear there. The 46 Astros underway. Wait, wait, 47 wait, is down and away, and it was a blocked exit for them as the Mercedes was still in its box. It gently nudged its own tires, but I don't think that will be a penalty as Nola Sport appears to be the first car back off the lane. Uh, yeah, that wasn't Owen Trinkler with Joe Bradley, of course. That was the 46 car down the field in 15th. Owen Trinkler has steered out. Yes, and, and uh, Joe Vardy has decided maybe they can stretch that fuel load because he was in not that long ago. Uh, maybe he can stretch that fuel load and get to the end. If there's another full course caution, that might work out. I mean, he was at the back of the pack, so nothing ventured, nothing gained. For the number 64 car it was number 46 that made that pit stop that car was running in a ninth position with the the plum brothers uh and uh, but uh, for owen trickler now he'll, he'll go from from the back of the field from 19th position uh, I, I think to the lead with everybody else making those pit stops but he's going to be uh, stretching on fuel shit adam problem for bgb and spencer pompelli who was well inside the top 10 there in the porsche a very slow rear tire change john as the fronts were done and the fuel probe was pulled out they were still working on the right rear ran around then changed the left rear that car has just left the pit lane <sighs> well it's that all is gone from very eighth position to uh, 20th most likely yeah that's, they will have dropped shame for well down uh, well down uh, whilst our pit lane reporters were describing the stops at either end of the field in the middle the two pf racing mustangs were almost in perfect synchronicity the 42 pits uh, towards pit out just one box ahead of the 41 car and Harrison Burden and Ben Rhodes Cruz turned them around perfectly it was a four tyre stop and a full tank of VP racing fuel as they 
were sent out and we'll give you the rundown when they come past us this time yeah. we're about to get all of the uh, all of the TCR cars coming in and it will be John Morley who brings them in first he's down to the pit lane speed limit and now and heading on to the pit lane Joe and Shea will sort these out between them yeah we've already got three so far the 61 the 73 and the 70 Hyundai just peels past and no, no other takers so far uh, we've still got the rest of the field coming through and I think Shea's got the leader down that end. He comes and hits his marks perfectly, John Morley, who has driven less than half of this race because J Gavin Earnstone started, took the car well past the two-hour mark. They are doing front tires for John, waiting on the fuel as well. They've taken both of the old Michelins off, put new stickers on. Set 7 labeled on these, so this TCR car has now used up its full allotment, I do believe, over the course of the weekend. Oh, and a windshield tear-off as well. They do like John Morley. We are doing waiting on the last little bit of fuel and that was a perfect stop for the road shagger racing crew number 61 waiting for permission to be able to leave this is the last time this crew will race this car as well they've got a new car on order and it's going to debut at sebring possibly uh, this old car's doing doing great work at the moment nice job by the road shagger team oh they might get beaten to the pit exit line they do get beaten to the pit exit line it was a good stop it wasn't good enough because the number 70 has jumped them in the pit lane tyler maxson and his team for the uh, number 70 this is the urban camouflage of the 70 car i didn't see any real problems uh, with the pit stop uh, on the john morley car meantime back down the pit lane for the 73 Honda like LA World Car. Was that a field gun? They had what? a field gun on the right-hand side and they did not have a spare. And that's why that car was very, very late out of the pit lane. I think they might have had to borrow one from their team box further up. But what a, uh, what a turnaround from Daily Motorsports. Uh, with the white wheels on the front and the black wheels on the back. Very distinctive in that uh, brown, black and white urban camouflage. Hey, in all yeah. honesty, it wasn't close. That was a car's length ahead. Did not have to force his way into the lane. He couldn't get into the, the fast lane totally, the acceleration lane, because he would have had to pull in front of John Morley. But I think that was all right there, Jeremy. I think there was uh, enough daylight between them as he went out to the pit line. Which, uh, which is where you all drop in behind each other before you go in a single file round the uh, inside of Turn 1. Yeah, really good effort then uh, by Daily Motorsports there. Brand new team, just its second race at this level. So <laughs> very, very impressive indeed. Uh, I think if you look at the pace of the cars, John Morley uh, shouldn't be too concerned. His, his best lap is a full second quicker than the number 70 car. But you've still got to get past him, and there's, there's, uh, there's going to be probably a half an hour or so remaining in this race in order to, to make that pass happen. Meanwhile, Owen Trickley is out front again. Boy, I tell you what, everything has sort of fallen his way again, it seems, today. But uh, I, he's certainly, well, I'm pretty sure he's going to need another full-course caution if he's going to be able to stretch the fuel in an Aston Martin uh, number 64 to get to the end of the race without needing a splash and go but uh, uh, Owen's pretty good at saving fuel he's been around this sport a long long time this is his 181st start 
in uh, the uh, in this series, or its forerunners d- dating back to 2001. Uh, his his uh, in the sister car, Hugh Plum, uh, has actually done one more year because he started in 2001. Owen's first race was, was 2002, uh, but uh, but uh, he, Hugh Plum has missed a few more races. He's done a, a total. This is his 160th start, so the amount of experience in that team is astonishing. This is not going to be tacos for Turner Motorsport. They have lost another tire, and it has rolled all the way into the fast lane. A brave official has gone out to retrieve it, but that, by my counts, is two for them, one for everybody else. Uh, one for LA Honda World, yes. That one was pushed uh, flat on the road, if you see what I mean, lying down rather than being flicked up and rolled. So that's going to be another penalty for Will Turner's team. This is not the way they normally do their work, to be quite honest. So 38 minutes to go, and we have a dash to the flag, don't we, in the BMW Endurance um, Endurance Challenge for the first round of the Mission Pilot yeah. Challenge. And what, what the number 17 car, the, the JDC Miller Motorsports car, Mikey Taylor, uh, has lost a lap. He came in to make a pit stop right before the course. I, sh- I wouldn't have thought he needed to because uh, he'd made his last pit stop on lap 63, was, um, was, was running in second place before this latest caution period and around the pit stops but he was in a lap before we went yellow uh, and that cost him a lap so he's a lap down now in fifth position in tcr i wonder why he made that stop earlier than he than he really needed to unless he, he came in trying to make that that splash well, take on yeah, take on a small amount of fuel, but be able to go to the end from there. So maybe that strategic decision has backfired on that team. But, but generally speaking, if if you're the first guy to make your the last pit stop, you're in good shape. That's that's the situation now for Owen Trinkler, but he's going to be struggling, I think, to, to get to the end. But uh, if if that's what the strategic decision was for number 17 car, I think it's backfired. Don't forget, we'll be looking for our Michelin moment of the race in both GS and. TCR. Um, did Mark did Mark Wilkins in the '98 car not stop that that time around? He can't have. No, he didn't. Number '98 car. No, that's correct. He did not stop. You're right. Right. So he's taken the lead by not stopping. Yes. In TCR. Uh, that that leaves the Tyler Maxson quick stop in the '70 car. Good taking point. them up to second and John Morley who came in 16 seconds in the lead he's dropped down into third almost 16 seconds in the lead rather um, before the yellow flag one more lap of running behind the BMW which Owen Trinkler will be delighted to see the back end of that M4 how come, CS. how come number 11 car is suddenly in second place uh, Chris Wilson 14th on the last lap has uh, actually, is he though? That's the question. Oh no, yes, he is. Yeah, I can see that. That's bizarre. That's the uh, Skillsoft car, the Will Sport machine. Again, did he stop last time around? Now he's been in f- five times down the pit lane. He last stopped on lap 86, so yes, he was in. Owen Trinkler is some 13 laps worse off in terms of tyres and fuel 
than everybody behind him. But we are soaking up time behind the safety car. So he's got a slightly lighter car. He's got slightly older tyres. But he'll be delighted with 34 minutes to go. I think he can probably go from here. I really do. It's what we're talking about. 34. Maybe not. It's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. Very tight indeed. In TCR... Mark Wilkins then, by staying out, he was last in on lap 81. So just before the yellow flag came out in the number 98 car, Mark Wilkins, either by design or by luck, came in just before that full course yellow, Jeremy. Okay, and and, and Mikey Taylor was uh, in between, I think, the safety car and the class leader. So I think he's got the wave around and will be on the lead lap for TCR. Okay, so we're gonna, I think we're going to have five cars on the lead lap in TCR then. Number 98 car that did not stop during that last course period, Mark Wilkins. What was he in? He was in... Yeah, just he, he was in... Quite, quite eight, a way before. 81, lap 81 for Oh, them. he came in as well at the same time as Mikey Taylor did. Yeah. Okay, fine. He came in at lap 81. Right. Mikey Taylor came in at lap 80. Yeah, on, on the screen. On the screen, yeah. yeah. Fine. Uh, so they, they, right, fine, okay, good. So they've got back onto the lead lap then, or have managed to stay on the lead lap because of the way around. So number 98 car leads then. Uh, number 70 car is in second position. That's the Elantra. Yep, having overtaken number 61, which is now in third position, which is way yeah. out in the lead yeah. before that round of pits. So obviously fourth position is Mike Lamar in car number 73, and then Mikey Taylor who's at the tail end of the pack, but will be able to make up that ground and haul up onto the tail end of the TCR cars before the restart. Is this green now? It is green, and that was the TCR run down. Owen Trinkler in the number 64, Aston Martin for TGM, leads them to the line. The Nola Sport Porsche goes round the outside of that Mercedes, number 11 of Chris Wilson, the Will Sport car. They're side by side behind Owen Trinkler. Owen will be delighted to see these two battling. He doesn't need to defend down the inside into... The horseshoe takes his normal line and cuts back to the apex. The Nola Sport machine of Elliot Skier, though, looking very, very racy indeed. And now is right up behind the Aston Martin as they go through the kink and to the west end of the infield. The mostly white with the chrome blue and bright purp- uh, purple and tangerine on that car. Side by side, oh, much better exit by the Nola Sport car. That was too easy, way too easy for... Elliot Skier, so maybe just not able to get the temps up on the tyres for Owen Trinkler as he's dropped to second. Oh, and there's a touch between the Aston Martin and the Mercedes. A big puff of smoke there as the Wilsport car ran into the back of Owen Trinkler. He'll get the draft now. Here comes the Ford Mustang of Ben Rhodes, the number 41 car, one of the PF4 performance car. He goes down the inside of the Aston. It'll be three wide as Owen goes to the outside for Team TGM. Gets shuffled back to third position. Remember, they are looking for championship points here. They're looking for a championship. They don't need to win races. That's what they were telling us earlier on today. Uh, uh, yeah, they're going for the race win. Uh, but uh, that's why they stayed out there. Otherwise, they're looking for championship points. They just stuck with where they were. So they, you know, they took a gamble there. Uh, I think he's, he's got to be saving fuel as well. With half an hour to go, uh, they, they'd run for... Uh, oh, problem. The There's a problem for that Will Sports Mercedes where it ran into the back of the TGM Aston Martin. There's tyre rub 
on the front of that car and smoke coming from the left hand side I think it was Trinkler on full defence at the moment behind the second and third car he holds on to fourth the green and grey Elliott Skier driven 47 the Nola Sports car or green and yellow that grey side panel clearing off it's the nimble mid-engined 718 and a penalty for Scott Andrews he's doing that drive through now in the number 27 Lone Star racing car too many people over the wall and working on the car side by side action and there's plenty of paint being traded by the Chris Wilson driven AMG and the number 41 Ben Rhodes Ford Mustang as Rhodes goes through into second place you get the feeling that everyone knows now that these are the important laps yeah absolutely right this is a flat out race to the finish here now and uh, Owen Trinkler he's going to try and sort of save fuel and turn as fast a lap as he possibly can but I don't think he's quite, quite got the pace of these leaders So through the Le Mans chicane and onto the run to the line, flat out from the middle of the Le Mans chicane, all the way down the braking area of turn one. And Elliot Skier, personal best in sector one and in sector two. He's got his head down, the youngster from, uh, from San Diego, California. He uh, moved from third to first on that restart lap, and he's trying to extend that lead over Ben Rhodes great bit of drafting mm. by Owen Trinkler and yeah, he goes back up the below inside the white, below the white lines there down below the two yellow lines on the tri-oval and he has made the bad. position <laughs> gets back through Trinkler then up to back up to third Chris Wilson down to fourth might have lost another position there actually Matt Plum the second of the TGM cars who did stop on that last pit stop and therefore has newer Michelin yeah. rubber than his teammate. I think that is making the difference here. Yeah, uh, that's a legitimate place there for, for Matt Plum there, who's running in the in that fifth position, uh, and uh, and right with that with, <laughs> you know, with, right with that lead pack. Lord Trinkler did the car's best lap of the race last time around on 13 lap older tyres than those around him. A 54 flat for that car. I wonder if just getting the uh, the second heat cycle through those tyres were just a little bit more difficult uh, for that car. It will have a little less fuel than the rest of the cars around it because they would have fueled to the end of the race. Probably full fuel. No, they'll have put in as much as they needed to get to the end of the race. So, uh, But, uh, yeah, he, he's certainly pretty marginal on fuel. Uh, if he ran 13 laps before, some of it was under caution. It's conceivable. He's... You know, We've seen Again, it a brilliant strategic call here from Joe Vardy. Nothing ventured, nothing ended. If there's another full course caution, he can definitely get to the end. Uh, and if he can ma maintain a top five, six position, that would be a brilliant effort by that team. Meantime, in TCR, John Morley's fighting back. He's dropped down a fourth position as uh, Mark Wilkins leads from Mike Lamar and Tyler Maxson. And he's just taken back Tyler Maxson, I think, in the number 70 car. But Mike Lamar has gone through in that number 73 Honda the LA Honda World racing car side by side for the two TGM cars and Hugh Plum 
trying to go around the outside of his teammate and there's Chris Wilson involved again and there's more paint being traded there Wilson's definitely putting his weight around a little bit in that number 11 the Will Sports car and more side by side Rubin is racing action with the Tom Long driven Aston Martin Vantage GT the number 9 automatic racing car Great racing, isn't it? Tremendous. But Elliot Skier, what a fabulous job he is doing in that Nola Sport car. Once again, a new personal best lap last time around by, by I don't know, thousands of a second. They were both 1 minute 53.19 something. 53.193 last time around. He's extended two seconds he's got now over Ben Rhodes. The, the Mustang, basically, I think it's a faster car, but Elliot Skier is just driving his the wheels off that Nola Sport number 47. For a week now, we've been watching Mustangs and Mercedes in particular dominate the top yeah. of the timing. In the last day or so, the Porsche 718 GT4s started to find some pace. And in race trim, they have been fast. Qualified on full position for RS1, that car out, of course. The 39 Carbon car with a very similar looking accident pitched into the wall coming out of turn. Speedway turn four. So the remaining car, the number 47 Nola Sports car, is still right out there. Spencer Pumpelli is still in the fight as well in the BGB Motorsports car, but they're a little bit further down. He's fully six seconds off the lead at the moment. And both Turner cars taking a drive-through, leaving equipment out and, and leaving with equipment or running over pit equipment. So the race control and pit officials putting the blame on both Turner crews there for that last tyre running through Robbie Forley already answering that penalty Alex Skier by 2.6 seconds wow, look at Tom Long there up into fourth position oh, he's he, coming he made, up through yeah, the he made up four places on that last lap yeah. went from eighth to fourth he's uh, got a very good Aston Martin yes, underneath he has. him at the moment the two TGM cars still in a battle as Long comes through mm. and goes by them both. Matt Plum now is ahead uh, of the 64 of Owen Trinkler. They're trying to get a little bit of a drafting. Three Aston Martins and Tom Long wow. threading the eye of a needle as three Aston Martins went through a space that I think was only big enough for two and a half <laughs> yeah, at that, that point. Brilliant. That was absolutely superb. I tell you, there's a whole bunch of shuffling positions going on here. Uh, uh, Spencer Papelli is trying to work his way back up the order. He took the restart in 19th place in number 83. He's up inside the top 10 now. Tyler Maxim with the fastest lap in that number 70 car, sitting in fourth position. He's chasing John Morley at the moment. He's back up in the third. Mike Lamara in second with the LA Honda World. And Mark Wilkins still leads, courtesy of that pit stop that they took before the yellow came out and Brian Herter is calling the strategy on that number 98 car at the moment under pressure from Mike Lamara with the John Morley car only half a second further back 16 seconds was the gap that John Morley had before the yellow flag came out he's lurking there in the Simply Vegas dark grey machine as they come through the chicane on the back straight the Le Mans chicane that Audi looks absolutely nailed to the ground through that chicane. Everyone else is bouncing around. Where's Elliot Skier? Skier has gone missing. Have we just lost him from the timing and scoring? He 
he's stopped on the track. He stopped on the track. The Nola Sport oh. Porsche has come to a halt. This, with 22 and a half minutes to go, it's given the Mustangs the lead. Tom Long is the best of the Aston Martins now in a third-place position. So what has happened to Elliot Skier? He's not in a place of danger. Skier did not come through at the end of lap 94. Well, that's a bizarre one. The car looked in one piece when we had a quick look at it. Meantime, the battle continues. At the front of the field now, it's Mustang on Mustang. The two PF cars, Shea Adam is down at the pit of Elliot Skier's 47 Nola Sport car. Adam Adelson is co-driver and you've won championships with Elliot before. What happened? It looked like it was going so well for your first race. Yeah, that was uh, really, really unfortunate. I think we had a mechanical issue out there. Um, I did what I could in the first uh, half of the race. Elliot drove an incredible second half. And uh, it's a shame that it has to end this way, but I'm still really proud of what we were able to do this weekend. And back for the full season, right? Uh, for the full season, yeah. So we'll definitely be seeing you guys as championship contenders. Do you think it was a driveline issue that cost you out there? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure uh, what happened at this point, but uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna investigate that, and you know we'll be back stronger next time. Look forward to seeing it, Seabury. Yep, thank you. Parked wow. behind the wall at turn six, which it, we've got a couple of cars down there now. Uh, it was easy uh, to get that car in there, and it's well behind the wall. Here's another penalty. My race control have been busy, and this is huge for Chris Wilson in seventh position. Yeah. Passing cars during the class split. That's how yeah. that car got up yeah. to second position, and that's going to be a drive through. Yeah, so he, he'd been running in fifth position before the round of pit stops, but he came out in 14th, but then all of a sudden he went from 14th to second uh, under yellow. So yeah, that's, that's what that's all about. We wonder what happened there. Not quite sure. I mean, Chris is massively experienced, uh, so I'm not quite sure why... Uh, he would have uh, got caught up in that one. But in any case, that's a real shame because he's had a super, super run. Uh, meanwhile, we talked about Spencer Papelli having moved from 19th to 10th. Well, he's now 6th uh, and in that battle for third position. I think the two Mustangs are going to be hard to catch now with Elliot Skier's problem. But for Porsche, Spencer Papelli is charging along that in that BGB number 83. That is the, uh, the last arrow in the Vysak quiver, isn't it? for in, in terms of uh, a Porsche victory two Mustangs two Astons and a Mercedes so the front engine V8s have come back to the front of the field as they were earlier in the week Harrison Burton famous name particularly on the high banks here ahead of Ben Rhodes couple of young drivers who are making their way in the NASCAR sanctioned series part of the Ford Performance Driver Development Programme and those two white and Ford blue stripe machines lead the motor race with 19 minutes to go. Yeah, so Ben Rhodes has set the fastest lap of the race but uh, Harrison Burton got past him on the lap on which he took the lead on lap 94 a couple of laps ago and he's extended that now to almost a second has Harrison Burton over Ben Rhodes in, sec in first and second positions. A 54 flat last time from Burton, pulled out another 10 
Thor so a couple of tenths in fact on his teammate it's now almost a second between first and second in TCR the battle for second position and possibly for the win is still going on as on the high side John Morley tries to go around the outside of turn one drops in behind the LA Honda World number 73 the white and blue car now, where's Mike Lamar? Now, that is the battle for the lead. Excuse yeah. me. He's already dealt with uh, Mark Wilkins, the number 98 car. What happened to Mark Wilkins? He was leading the motor race. So he's had an issue as well. The 98 True. car was leading ago, the motor race. Yeah. And he's now dropped back. So this is the battle for the lead. So these two, the battle that was for second and third, have caught and both passed the leader is what I'm hearing while we were watching the GT4s at the front of the field. So John Morley still with a sniff of, sniff of victory here. They'll feel they deserve it. They feel they've earned it. There were 16 seconds to the good after a, an Ironman stint over two hours and 20 minutes at the start of the race by Gavin yeah. Ernston. Yeah, and M Mikey Taylor has set the fastest lap of the race, I think, in TCR, but he's got nothing for these other guys in the closing stages. He's falling back in the fifth position in the class in car number 17. Spencer Pompelli right with Matt Plum for sixth position, fifth and sixth position down into the first corner. He's gone round the outside. I think he's made it stick. He has made it stick. How's he done that? That's extraordinary. And now that green BGB machine sets off after... Tom Long and then the two Mustangs. He's got past Tom Long as well. Yes, he has. He's in third position. Spencer Pompelli on an absolute charge. Crossed the line in fifth. He's now third, halfway round the lap. And he's got those two Mustangs in sight. He's 3.6 seconds. No, make that he was, yeah, 3.6 seconds across the line. The three of them from uh, third on back, Tom Long, Matt Plum, and Spencer Pompelli was separated by uh, uh, not even a tenth of a second, not even half a tenth of a second. And Spencer Pompelli now will be firing up towards Ben Rhodes. He, his last lap was a 54-3. So he took three tenths of a second out of second place and four tenths out of the leader last time around 16 minutes to go this is not over Spencer Pompelli has target acquired heartbreak down at Nola Sport with driveline or some kind of mechanical issues and that car's coming back on the end of a tour rope meantime the battle for the lead in TCR John Morley almost urging that number 61 Simply Vegas car to the back of the number 73 that's the blue and white Honda. They're on Speedway turns one and two now. Looks like the window is down on the left-hand side of the Honda. Driver's window missing, but with a net on it, of course, for the 61 car. That looks like both front windows are out for the 73. Oh, big slide by the rear end of the Honda. Here comes Morley. He's in the draft now. Out of turn seven onto the high banks of Speedway. Turns three and four. Edging closer. Edging closer. He tried round the outside a couple of laps ago. Just couldn't get the grip and the turning. The Honda's pretty nimble. 
this new FK7. Morley pulls out early, then drops back in behind, now goes again, tries to get the run over the top. Looks like Mike Lamara just defending to the middle of the road, that's absolutely fine. They've pulled out around about a second and a half on Mark Wilkins, who's holding on for third at the moment. Then it is the number 70, Tyler Maxson, Hyundai Elantra. Then Mikey Taylor in the 17, that's the new machine. Let's go back down to the pit lane in a moment. Let's just see how this plays out. Still waiting for the number 11, Chris Wilson machine to go through. Yeah, he hasn't served his penalty yet, has no, exactly. he? exactly. He's staying out there, I think. Uh, he's uh, arguing that case. Tell you who's doing a really good job. is Michael De Casada in 11th position in the number 58, the brand-new McLaren Artura for the Crucial Motorsports team. He's worked his way quietly into contention, not perhaps for the win, but is a huge trainer of cars, effectively from... Well, Spencer Papelli's probably going to edge out a little bit in third position, but from, from Tom Long on back, uh, it's anybody's game. And Michael De Casada now moves up another position as uh, Chris Wilson finally uh, comes in to serve that penalty in car number 11. Split strategy for TGM. It's worked for Matt Plum in the 46 car. Not such a good call for the 64. Owen Trinkler is back down where he would have been, even if he'd come in and changed the tyres. Joe Bradley. Yeah, Ted Giovanna's mixed emotion, Ted, your two cars. Owen, I think you guys rolled the dice with uh, your car, Ted. Uh, is it tyres that have become a factor? Yeah, um, to be honest with you, I'm not sure whether tyres is a factor, but I know he needs to save a lot of fuel, so he may be managing the fuel and uh, staying in the draft and trying to save as much as he can. Hoping for a yellow coming down here, but um, it's winding down. It doesn't look like we're going to get too, too long of a yellow. Let's put it that way. I mean, I know I've got the benefit of hindsight, but maybe a bit ambitious for that car, staying out on that yellow? Uh, yeah, but, I mean, Owen, Owen felt that we might be able to make it. So, I mean, we've had a situa- uh, some success last year when we were, were running other cars when we rolled the dice and it worked out. So, um, you know, you, you run some, you lose some. But, anyway. Thanks, Ted. Battle for the lead in TCR at the International Hairpin. And the lead has changed as, as Morley goes through. And the Roadshagger team go absolutely bananas. It's not over yet as Mike Lamara tries to fight back through the kink. He was all over the back of the Honda coming into turn one. It looked like the lead might have changed then. Then they were side by side through turn through two and three. They've slowed each other down. And Mark Wilkins and Tyler Maxson have got a sniff here. Mark Wilkins back on the back of those leading two. Tyler Maxson another couple of three seconds further back in the brown urban camel, number 70. But they're back where they were before the final <laughs> yellow flight. They've done it the hard way today. There's, they've definitely done it the hard way this time. As uh, Jensen Altman is into the pits in the number 13. McCombie McAleer car. That's been a good run for that young man just slightly miscalculated the fuel 11 minutes to go Shea Adam your nomination for TCR and GS moments of the race in a moment please I want all of our team to think about it what absolutely fantastic at the front of TCR what a great battle and Mike Lamara is not giving this one up Jeremy he's still right there they've got the windward car going over the top that's a 
redemption team as well. Daniel Morad drafted into the WeatherTech team, bringing this car to the flat to the fl the flag after the accident for Lucasar yesterday in final practice. Shea Adam, another errant wheel and tyre in the uh, infield. Well, it is, but it's different this time, John. This was very heads-up driving from Jensen Altman. He had a right rear that went down. The tyre carcass is laying on the Daytona grass in the trioval, but he managed to come back to his box, nearly missed his box. Crew was not ready to receive him, but they have pulled the old rim off, put a new Michelin on. This team will finish this race. Thank you, Shea. Brilliant dive down the inside by John Morley. He set Mike Lamara up beautifully. Goes to the right, lets the Honda defend to the right. Can only make the single move. The door was left open, and Mike Mike Lamara was very, very uh, honest. That was good, honest, sensible racing from both of them. And Mike Lamara, he's been around the block a few times. Let the car go through on the inside. He's trying to hold on there, the lead. John Morley and Gavin Ernston have won here, won this race before. This might be the last race for this particular Audi. They've got the new version of the car to come. I'm going to nominate the opening stint from Gavin, actually, is my moment in moment of the race for, for TCR. Jeremy, what, what have you got uh, on that? Mike Lamara and uh, Will Talley, uh, their, their ages, yeah, they, their average age between them is 52. Uh, Will, Dr. Will is 49. Mike Lamar 54. I think they've done a fantastic job in that car uh, against John Morley, who's yeah, he's a, he's a pro driver, yeah. uh, and they do, they're putting up a tremendous fight in that LA Honda World Car. But there's a whole bunch of different oh, stories. So on. Many it's fantastic. Stories. What about GS, Jeremy? Well, I, look, the number nine team. Isn't that fabulous to see that uh, automatic racing team? They've done a fabulous job today. Jim Johnson drove a really good first stint. He ended over to Brett Sandberg, out of the sport for five years. Uh, and, he, and now Tom Long, the veteran, has taken over that car and running in the, in the fourth position. Brilliant effort. Oh, and Trinkler has had the pit, and that strategy did not work. How unusual is that for Giovanni to get something wrong but they yeah. had a split strategy maybe they had nothing to lose they've no. lost two or three places uh, when it comes down to it battle for the lead oh whatever you can do John Marley <laughs> I can do too Matt Lamara back down the inside of the International Horseshoe side by side I think the nose of the Honda was ahead he will have the inside line into the western hairpin no he won't the Oh, wow, this is very close. That's fantastic. It's absolutely brilliant. No quarter asked or Look, given, but absolutely fair racing, Jeremy. And the other guys, again, Michael Dickasada in that McLaren, McLaren Artura. Did I'm into seventh place now. A couple of laps ago, there were three wide down here across the start-finish line. The McLaren right in the mix there. And Dickasada has come from, where did they start in that number 72 car? Quite a long the way. number 58 but... car. They started in 30th position yes. overall. Yeah. Uh, uh, Henry O'Hara started Aurora Strauss in the middle stint and now uh, Michael De Casada up into six rear tyres giving up on John Morley that's the problem for that number 61 uh, what about the two Ford Mustangs at the front of the field relatively uh, inexperienced road races they've done an absolutely crack cracking job Shea Adam your nomination uh, for GS remember how just a couple of minutes ago or so it felt we said that BGB was out of this race because yeah. of a very slow slap dropped them back to 20th Spent 
Runs to Pompelli, clawing his way yep. back to the lead. Still not out of this one. Uh, he's only 1.3 seconds away from oh. seconds now. He's gaining on Ben Rhodes, who's a second away from the leader. That one is not over. Joe Bradley, your moment of the race for GS? I, I kind of like people who roll the dice. And I'm going to give it to uh, Ted Giovanni and, and Owen Trinkler because I do like that. It's some you win, some you lose, he said. So I, I just love the way that they chance the strategy. It could have paid off on another day. Uh, TCR? Um, I think we're looking at TCR right now, aren't we? That battle for the lead <laughs> is just... But you know what? I want to be there to get the TCR winner at the end. And I don't know where to go because Roadshagger is at one end and Elliot Honderworld is at the other. So I'm kind of in the middle going backwards and forwards a little bit. Thanks very much. Fantastic stuff from down there in the pit lane. And uh, another issue for the number 25 car, JCD Debets in that uh, BMW. And that car has had its issues today in the GS category for Autotechnic Racing. It has, it's on an outlap actually, and it's gone off at the International Horseshoe. Uh, has it continued? That could be a bit of a spanner in the works if it hasn't. I think it has. Uh, they've been backwards and forwards. Yeah, uh, Spencer Pompelli is catching second it's place. It's, oops, oh, he's off at the off side, it, yeah. so he's just come out of the pits, and that yeah. car has ground to a halt. I'm not sure they can leave that car there. Five minutes to go. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. you've got to work fairly hard to, to get that. He's a fair way off the racetrack. But just it's, it's so cool to see so many different teams running up there in the leading positions. That crucial McLaren in, in the sixth position. Jared Thomas in the... In the uh, in the Mercedes, kind of a 23. Debuting that yeah, car. Yeah, absolutely. For that team and that car. That's right. Accelerated performance in the top 10 also. Uh, it's uh, with Michael Cooper driving that the wheels off the uh, number 44 Aston Martin. This is really cool stuff. Spencer Pompelli may yet improve his position. He's yeah. on the podium. Just noticed that Jared Thomas has done his fastest lap and that car's fastest lap of the race last time around that's because he's in a battle with Matt Plum one of the most experienced drivers there is this is his first Michelin Pilot Challenge race for the reigning Idemitsu Mazda MX-5 champion in a team that he has helped finance from the cash that he has had for winning the championship magnificent stuff what a great story that is for the number 23 team now the battle for second position, Spencer Pompelli is there, he's got the 41 in his sights, 4 minutes 22 to go, he's only 1.6 seconds off the lead, and he's gone through, and he's got 2-3 laps maybe to catch the leader, this is not over, this is not over yet. We've seen the Porsches come and go at the front of the field, he can see the leader, not even two corners ahead of him. There was no real defence put up by Ben Rhodes. I think he knew that his... The game was up. The, yes, the kook, <laughs> the kook was goosed. Yes. Uh, as the old saying doesn't quite go. And we've got battles. How about this? I know we had a late safety car and everybody was fueled to the end. But there's only two seconds between the top two in GS. There's not even half a second between the top two in the TCR category. Now, who saved the tyres? We saw the back end of the Simply Vegas dark grey car sliding around. John Morley's having to manage this. This is a great run by the LA Honda World team. 
to second place as it is at the moment. They've dropped Mark Wilkins again. He's dropped off to around about two seconds. That was a bold call as well, let's not forget, by Brian Herter. They knew they had pitted early and they got that pit call right just before the yellow flag came out for the final time. Spencer Pumpelli then with three tenths of a second to the good on the leader last time around. As they come to the line, there'll be, I think, two laps to go. Maybe, no, it'll be one lap to go this time around. They'll see the white flag this time around. Time is running out for Spencer Pumpelli. Traffic in the way. Do we, do we, no, get, no, do we get the white flag? No, no, no we no, won't. No, no. It'll be two laps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here he comes now. Here comes the leader. And Spencer Pumpelli is within sight. Flashes the lights as he goes by the Unitronic Audi down on the low side. There's one more lap after this one, Jeremy. Yep. Certainly is. So, seven miles for Spencer Pumpelli to reel in a second and a half. And ahead well, of them, he actually... It, he pulled in a, a three-quarters of a second on that last lap. In traffic as well for yeah. both of them. It's pretty clear, actually, for the leader, which is good news, um, the next bunch of traffic at TCR cars, which are just heading out onto the high banks now as they go through the kink. In fact, they've got... Well, they might catch the leaders in TCR. That's the other thing. We want another lap. John Morley probably doesn't want another lap. He'd quite, be quite happy to see the checkered flag, but I think he's going to have another three and a half miles. The BMW M Endurance Challenge for the first round of the Mission Pilot Challenge for IMSA 2023 is coming down literally to the last couple of laps. A lap and a half, in fact, for the leaders. Spencer Pumpelli can't quite get in the draft of the Mustang. If he could, I think he'd pull him back. He might be just getting a little bit of a draft. Down towards the braking area of turn seven. The two leaders still in clear air. It's very easy to spot the bright green machine. Harrison Burton leads. Pumpelli's gained a little more. Out onto the high banks through turn three and four. Still bathed at that end of the... Speedway in the golden light of gloaming. Now back into the shadow of the huge grandstand here. Big crowd here today, by the way. Watching this, white flag is being readied and is in the air. Three and a half miles for Harrison Burton as he goes across the line. Spencer Pumpelli was 1.4 seconds. He's 1.1. He's taken almost three tenths again. It's not enough, but now there is traffic. There's going to be traffic in front of the leader. And this is the danger area. Will they catch them before the end of the lap? He's coming quickly. Here comes Pumpelli. He's really strong in this infield section. He's closing up to the back of that Mustang. Maybe 10 or 12 cars lengths is all it is now. Under a second, I would say. Through the kink. Little dab of the brakes from Harrison Burton to make sure the pads are on the rotors at the front. And right there, here comes that bright green and black car. Wonderful intensity to the end of the race. Still half a lap to go and Michelin Rubber laid down on the curb of the exit of the West Horseshoe. Little mistake by Pumpelli. Little mistake by Pumpelli when he least needed it. Just lost the front end of the car. It'll be under braking into turn seven that will 
decide this race. It won't be the pass there, but he needs to get close enough to get the draft. And if he does, I think he has got the pace. One more lap, he would have been there, no doubt. Yeah, I think Harrison's got this. He's just got to negotiate the Le Mans chicane now, make no mistakes, make nice, clean exit, get a good run onto the banking, and it's his race to lose. But, uh, yeah, Spencer certainly hasn't given up yet. Coming through for the final time, through the famous banked corners of Daytona, Speedway turn three and four. And it is the NASCAR development drivers from Port 4 Performance who are going to win the BMW M Endurance Challenge. Fighting all the way, Spencer from Pelly for Porsche and for BGB. PF Racing win it. And at the end of the race, it's six tenths of a second. Quality stuff. Meantime, the leaders. Oh, Shimjack on the line. TCR <laughs> coming through on the infield are still fighting. Ben Rhodes holds on to third from Tom Long in fourth, Christian Simchak in fifth at the well, front of the field. Yeah, but looking out of the window, it, it looked to me like uh, Simchak nosed ahead of him. So whether the transponders are in different places, I don't know. I'd like to see a Point photo finish of that. two, three of a second yeah. between them. So pretty tight, Jeremy. Yeah. Half a lap to go for John Morley to hang out. Gavin Ernstone will be biting his fingers now, never mind his fingernails. <laughs> Pacing around. Now, just half a lap to go for these guys. They're on the high bugs. Into the breaking for the Le Mans came for the last time. Now John Morley just a, maybe a couple of car lengths ahead. That was tight. That was oh, nice right and Mar smooth carried, by Morley. He carried so much speed yeah. through that corner. Did did, did Morley? That's going to be that uh, was so. I mean, that's experience there. You talked about you know John being a pro driver. That was that was a pro move yeah, there. Yeah. Let the car roll through this. That Audi actually has looked the best car in any class this weekend in any of the series through that chicane. They've really got the setup right. Long stint to the start for Gavin Ernstone. Just the two drivers. John Morley brought it home with about an hour and 40 to go. And the old Audi signs off in style. We believe they're going to have the new car for the next race. And the Simply Vegas Road Chagger team win it from the LA Honda World. Honda in second. Mark Wilkins in third for Hyundai. Is the best of the Hyundais. Tyler Maxson for the 70 car. Mikey Taylor with that new car in fifth position. Let's go down to the winners in TCR. Joe Bradley is with Gavin Ernstone. Gavin, let me help you down off the wall there. Very emotional, Gavin Ernstone. Quite rightly, that was one hell of a race. What a fight. Mate, I, I, look, I can't speak. <laughs> I mean, come on. You're uh, English, my boy. No, look, I mean, after last year, um, now we've done, as long as we finish, we win. That's, that's our rule, right? So we finished twice, we won twice. Uh, amazing feeling. John Morley's a legend. How does this one compare to the last one? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, was, uh, uh, they were equal. Uh, I mean, it, winning at Daytona is the best feeling in the world. It's just that's that's it, right? Uh, we got two Daytona wins. Uh, it's a great... We, we 
Shay Adam said to me, what's your plans for the championship this year? And I said, we win every race, we win the championship. One down, Shay. One down, nine to go. We're leading the championship. We've got another Daytona win. There's nothing better. What a farewell for this Audi RS3. Are you going to go steer of execution perhaps for it? Uh, I'll let you know how our test goes in, in Atlanta. So, uh, yeah, but great day. My, listen, I just got to say, my team are the best team in the world. Every single one of them performed. Uh, we've got some new guys. We've got legends. Ben and I have been doing this for 25 years together, but just massive thank you to everybody on my team. Uh, what, what a team. Just walking into victory lane with Zane Smith. This is no strange place for he or Harrison Burton, as Harrison has brought the Ford Mustang that has brought them to their first Michelin pilot victory. Zane, you've been here before, but not after a four-hour race. What does this feel like? Yeah, it was pretty much almost exactly a year from last time I was I was in here, but uh, that was an awesome drive by Harrison and really just a, a well-put-together race right there. That was uh, I've never been on the other side of things. I, I've always watched the girlfriends and wives go crazy, and um, man, I had I had the shakes right there watching watching Harrison. So um, that was nerve-wracking, but what a debut! Harrison Burton, perfect way to start off 2023, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's fun. Uh, got interesting at the end more than I wanted it to. Uh, kind of ran the brakes out of it, trying to get away from them, and then all of a sudden <laughs> kind of lost them. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, interesting at the end, but uh, really fun. Uh, Zane was really fast all day and then kind of got back in the pack a little bit there, and I was upset because I was like, man, he led the whole dang thing, and now I'm going to come in and, and lose. But, uh no, we got it done, so uh, it's one point for the NASCAR guys, I guess. Congrats, guys. First one of many this year. Thank you. And we can uh, announce our Michelin moment of the race for the TCR category. It is the uh, Honda Civic FK7 TCR 73 team of LA Honda World. What great strategy and great execution through the race to get them through into second position. Uh, and for GS, where did the 83 car restart after that, uh, at that last... Uh, 19th. 19th. Yeah. 19th to second. That's yeah. a long moment. I, I give you that in 30-odd minutes, but that is the moment of the race. Spencer Pumpelli driving the wheels off the last Porsche and gets it almost to the lead and just fails by six-tenths of the second. The second. Uh, the second. Six-tenths of a second. Honda Civic FK8, I should have said, uh, for that car. That is the, the new car. The uh, the entry, still seeing FK7, actually, but that is the new-shaped uh, new shaped car, I believe. Uh, Harrison Burton, then, well done to him. Spencer Pompelli in second. Ford, Porsche, Ford, just off the podium, the number 72 of Christian Simchak did a great job as well. Let's go to our Michelin moment of the race winner in GS. It's for the whole team, but particularly for Spencer Pompelli. Joe Bradley, he restarted in 19th with 32 minutes to go. I was just reminding you, you started in 19th with 32 laps to go. You win our Michelin Moment of the Race Award. You are a superstar, mate. I always knew you were, but you've just confirmed it. That was one great drive.
Man, I'm exhausted. I got to do 24 hours tomorrow. I got to remind myself of that. But uh, this is Tom's first podium in GS. Super happy to be uh, part of BGB and get it for him. But uh, I'm really impressed with the guys that came for a one-off deal that raced another series. Uh, the guy that won, I haven't even met him in person. He was unbelievable today. Didn't I assumed he would make some mistakes and I could attack, but he just never did. I mean, there's some pretty good drivers. You were chasing the, 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 the Ford down, and there was a moment on in the infield where there was just, it was like a, a freeway. I mean, was that a take your brain out moment, or was that sort of balancing, or what? Tell us. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what you're saying. There's probably 15 of those moments that you missed, so I don't exactly know what you're talking about. But um, how awesome is it here to have uh, my family, Ryder and Parker, my kids, uh, my wife Lindsay, my mom, my dad, my brother, you name it. I got so many people here in the uh, stands supporting me. Really appreciate them being here. I'm glad we could give them a show. You certainly did that, Spencer. Thank you very much, mate. And winners of the Michelin moment of the race in GS, they'll get a gift of a free set of Michelin race tyres for the next event which will be at Sebring in the week of the 17th of March uh, courtesy of their performance there in TCR it is the second place actually both second place finishes I've just realised there uh, by the way just a little change I mentioned Christian Simchak and uh, the 72 Mercedes uh, Jeremy you said you thought it was ahead on the line it was scored 0.023 behind Tom Long on corrected timing clearly that's been looked at it's now 0.007 ahead so it was the uh, the number 72 two Mercedes that went through for Marillo Racing and took fourth position. Yeah, that was a, a, a kind of a photo finish between those two, but uh, he just got the, got the draft, I think, did Shimjack and just, just edged them on the line, but a great race between those two. Michael de Casada was right with them too in that crucial Motorsports McLaren. That team has done a really good job with a brand new car this weekend. Jared Thomas, a tremendous debut for the uh, JT uh, Mercedes to finish in the top 10. Eric Foss right there. Matt Plum, Michael Cooper. Conrad Grunewald also in Todd Coleman to finish just outside the top 10 on, uh, on their uh, a tremendous run for their Aston Martin as well. That was a fun race. And in TCR, just to recap then, it's Roadshagger and the Audi, the outgoing Audi, the number 61, that win from the Honda, number 73 of Honda, uh, LA Honda World. Then the number 98 was the best of the Brian Herter and indeed all of the Hyundai Elantras. Ahead of the number 70 car, that's another Hyundai as well. Good run by Mikey Taylor to fifth position in the new, that's the uh, Evo version, the number 17 uh, Unitronics JDC car. And the top six made up by Robert Wickens in the 33. Those last two, I think, just fell off the lead lap. So after four hours then, it was decided by 0.688 of a second. The BMW M Endurance Challenge goes to the kids from NASCAR. They're in victory lane tonight. The kids are all right. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.